magic words and the show will come to life. Say the magic words, Jim. Come on. Abra, hocus pocus. Yeah, how about this one? Bitch can't get through the door. Does that work? Does that I'm work? America's Eric? sweetheart, Daddy. Eric oh, Shea. My goodness. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is episode number 196 of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. Well, what was the magic words? I please? Is that That's what my mom told You'll me that the magic know. words were. Oh, my goodness. Can we do some You know which magic? priest are you? Don't know some magic? No, I'm not a witch priest. There is not. I'm going to do backwards word magic for the whole podcast. We're going to start at the end. Oh, my. Everything backwards. We're going to start shocked over now. All, to the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, the official unofficial podcast at WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of October 6th. 2018, it's Shocktoberfest, Eric. <laughs> it started. Oh, my God, the spookiest uh, month of the year. We're proud members of the Comics Podcast Network, the Batman Podcast Network, and the Tangent Bell Podcast Network. We're on proud, Facebook. We have a spooky Facebook account at Weird Science DC Comics. Oh. We're on that spooky Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at podbean.com. And we're on Twitter at Weird Science DC and have a website that I mentioned, weirdsciencedcomics.com. We also have a Patreon account where if you go over there at www.patreon.com slash weird science you'll get a bunch of shows and as we do at the beginning of each and every month we tell everybody if you join up now you will not be charged till november 1st so this free trial month the spookiest month will be passed before (laughs) you end up getting on board now i will mention a couple things that we have on the patreon one of them is a patreon only spotlight that is picked by the badasses of the get fresh crew beep boop boop. and this week it was batman number 56 and adventures of super sons number three now uh we on the patreon if you're on the patreon you'll already know this but we told everybody that this is the last time that Batman itself will be a given. We're not going to force Batman onto that Patreon-only spotlight anymore, but it's still put out there on the poll because each week a poll goes so up, and that's how the badass, yeah, that's how the badasses pick which one. So if they pick Batman to continue being a Patreon-only spotlight, it will. If they don't, we will have it on the regular podcast. We're leaving it up to I the badasses. I imagine badass. they're sick of having it on there anymore. Like we don't want and that. That's what I thought. There. Well, that's that's the reason why I'm doing this. I'm not putting it back on the regular podcast because we enjoy it more. Or I want it on the main podcast. I'm doing it just so the badasses and everybody else on Patreon can say, hey, we're kind of sick of being forced into this. Uh, This week, again, uh, Batman number 56 and Adventures of Super Sons number three were picked. Now, I will also mention some other things. We have a bunch of other shows. Now, I have a new show. I have a new show that I do once a week, but this week, because of the New York Comic Con, I'll probably be doing two. I did my first part this morning, and it's also leading into something, Eric, that I've decided to do for the regular podcast. After this intro, before we get into the first set of books, I am actually going to feature each week one news story that is a DC story that I think is one of the biggest ones. Now, I won't be be grabbing the audio from my news segment. I'll just be doing it quick uh, for this podcast but also if you, it kind of gives you a little hint or a little uh, preview of what i do on that new show so when we're done this i'll be talking about one quick thing before we do get into the books but uh we also one other announcement eric there's a lot of patreon <laughs> 
Patreon stuff in the spookiest month of the year. Uh, at the end of this month, there is an annuals month. And we did say that each annuals month, we would have the podcast that week on Patreon only. And we will be doing that again this month. We've mentioned it already on this. I just want to make low, sure Jim. that people know that. I just want them to be aware Pretty that this low. is what we're going to do. And this month's annuals week, there's not a ton of books. We don't have a lot going on. So we're going to do a lot Except of fun number. things on that show. Well, we're going to do a, a bunch of things on that show and have some fun things and have it be almost like a Halloween party type deal to make it because it is our 200th episode. So that's yeah. something big as well. I Though, guess. me and you, well, you that's know, the thing. Me and you Nobody don't cares think that. anymore. We didn't even think that that was a big deal anyway. But other I, people I don't did, remember 100. But that, this is the thing. If, yeah, I guess you were drunk. Uh, oh. If you do a podcast each week and don't skip a week, it really isn't that big a deal. I mean, these things will come. I will guess that around 52 episodes after, or 100 episodes, why did I said 52? 100 episodes, 100 weeks after this 200, we'll have 300 because we don't really skip weeks. So there you go. It's not something special to us, but if you're listening, people get excited about that. So that will be a Patreon-only show. And we're going to have some fun, some lists, some things. Yeah, maybe I'm going to smoke through the entire show. Yeah, we'll have some uh, horror reviews. A uh, cellar dweller might be there. I heard a word that guy kid might show up. Uh, you know, more guests than you could shake a stick at her. But we're going to get into now where we talked about the badasses of the Get Fresh crew and the Patreon ooh, ooh. account. It's time to talk about them by name. It is the badass roll call. I wish, Eric, that I could eat some shitty food right now and you could blaze up. But unfortunately, me blaze. and you are trying to be healthy. Yeah, you sound like, I, I'm, I'm, like I like the marijuana or something blazing up. I don't up. care what you like. You, you don't smoke anything now. Yeah, the only thing that's going to get smoked is your ass when I beat the shit out of you. I don't know I what, don't know that, what that, that means. Be. I don't know. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to smoke your ass, Eric. That's what happens. Smoke signals, baby. But you don't smoke, so you can't light up. You can't blaze up, but we're going to, oh my, what was that? <laughs> oh, here we go. Here comes the weight loss program a la Eric Shea. I'm getting right. I don't know what I'm talking about, Eric. I have no idea, but I do know that these are the badasses of the Get Fresh crew and the Patreon, and I love each and every one of them, including John Jack, Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Saunders, Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, T-Funk, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, D-Man, Havlin, Mark, Batman Beyond Mark. I'm getting thrown out of uh, sync here. Jay, Eric. Jay. G-Man. David Fink. Andrew and Belfast. Manship, who admitted that he accidentally sent that 200-episode email early. <laughs> Brandy Murray. Bobby Bain. Reggie. Paco Popoff has jumped up to be a badass. Awesome. We appreciate that. We got Zach Davis. Chester McJerk. Eric, he's in town. Sure Brian is. King. Jolly Drew. My man Pete from NYC. Bill Bear. Uh, Polly P and I said Bill B- Beer. I always say that wrong. Polly P. T. What's wrong with you Fred tonight? Reed's T. Comics. I don't know. I have no idea. Eric G. I'm just I'm happy about all of on. what's going on. It probably a cellar dweller. Danny the Street. Luis Ulysses Jones and his Ulysses Jones show. Hakeem, Double A, Ron Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G. Dave J. Missy T. Our man Rob Lewis, Lomov Mark, Jazz, and Ruben. Ruben. I almost made it. See, that's what happens when I fumble around. What's wrong with you? Hey, I had to speed that up. Some of those wrong turn things. I mean, he was having some problems. (laughs) I'm just having problems because I'm just so positive, Eric. I'm positive about everything that has happened. All this news from D.C., Eric, all the things coming down the line. And you blazing up. 
You blazing up. I'm not blazing that up. That was just a lighter. Me too. That, that's called oh. Radio Land. Oh, I thought so. You're there. Uh, next thing oh. you know, you. Next thing you know, you're going to have like two pieces of wood and, and pretend you're riding a horse. I'm going to be all confused. What is he doing on this horse? But that is the end of the intro. And as I said, there he goes. Oh my goodness! Watch out for that elephant. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's theater of the mind. Oh no, a train. Chugga, 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 chugga. Toot, toot. Oh my goodness, people are probably jumping out of the way. Oh, God. <laughs> they think a train's coming back. Oh my God. Hey, how about this one? There Why you are you so proud of your monkey all the time? I love the monkey. I can only do two things a monkey and an elephant. And when I, I do that elephant, so. the elephant makes my, my lips, uh, they make them tickle. <laughs> That didn't sound like a precious boy. (laughs) That the problem is all when I do the elephant. It's it's right before the elephant goes berserk. It starts ripping faces off. The elephant ripping faces off. (laughs) There you go. There you. And I could do a transformer. There you go. That transformer. It transformed from a monkey into an orangutan, Eric, and then back into a chimpanzee. Triple change. But we're going to well, go off now. It's kind of like impressive because monkeys are transforming into apes then. That's true. I don't know what's going on there. I, hey, I don't make the rules. I'm just saying triple change. Pretty Eric, impressive. And I'm good. We're going to go off right now Jerk. to that new segment, a little a snippet of the news. Now it's time for Jim and the news. Listening to Jim is what I Hello and welcome to the condensed version of the new show with Jim, a show that I do every weekend, usually on Saturdays on the Patreon account. I'm going to have one news item here, a DC news item, if you want to listen to the rest of the news, though, including both Marvel and indie news. Again, go over to Patreon at www.patreon.com slash weirdscience. And the big news that I gathered for this weekend is Young Justice Wonder Twins Dial H for Hero More, part of Bendis-led DC Teen Imprint. New Young Justice, Dial H for Hero, Wonder Twins, and Naomi titles will be part of a newly announced DC Comics imprint called Wonder Comics, curated by DC exclusive writer Brian Michael Bendis. And yet that's the thing. You have a teen imprint called Wonder Comics. That sounds pretty neat. And you get pretty much the oldest looking guy at DC to do it. And he looks terrible. I I hate to say stuff like that. Actually, I don't. But boy, he looks just old. He looks like he's 200 years old. So you have this guy, looks like the Crypt Keeper, come up. And they're like, oh, and the new teen imprint. Let's have the Crypt Keeper. And he comes down. It's Brian Michael Bendis there. Yeah, hey, I know about those teens there. And yeah, he's, they're going with the idea that he did write Reary Williams, he did do Miles Morales, but 
Get somebody younger for this, please. Uh, it, it seems very odd to have, like I said, one of the oldest looking guys being trotted out there as this teen imprint deal. Plus, why do we need another imprint? This is not something that is going to increase sales just because you have more imprints. That It's going to confuse people. Already, people, the biggest question, is this in continuity? Because they figure it's an imprint. Why would you need a separate imprint for these books if it wasn't out of continuity, if it wasn't some sort of different thing like that? And you're just going to have people like, what imprints this? What is this? This, the dark, the dark labels of the new ages of heroes? Is that what it is? I, I should go and I'll, I'll give Wrong Turn a list of all the imprints and then I'll have them try to repeat them to us. He'll be confused in two seconds and I think that it'll confuse everyone. You're going to have that splashed across the top eventually if these books are good. And continue, which a new Justice, new Young Justice book people are going to love. Wonder Twins in, Naomi, eh. Dial H for Hero. Reggie's excited. Reggie's all fired up about that one. Um, but if it was just, say, the Young Justice title uh, ends up selling 50000 the rest are nonsense. All they're going to do is drop this, you know, imprint label deal and just put it into the regular deal. So why do it? Line will be anchored by a new Young Justice book starring Impulse, Bart Allen, Superboy, Connor Kent, and Robin, Tim Drake. Bendis and his Action Comics artist, Patrick Gleason, will be doing the series together. And he has said over and over that they're in continuity, um, but they seem to be de-aged from the art we see. So is this a continuity that it's just a past deal? He says they're in continuity, and the explanations seem to be they're in continuity because they're characters that are in continuity. It's almost like, you know, hey, why? do they call that strawberry pie because they call it strawberry pie not telling you that it's a pie made with strawberries he's kind of going around in circles about this whole idea of why it's in continuity kind of a little upsetting that way but this uh, is an opportunity for me to express a lot of themes i was already doing with miles morales and riri williams that's the thing that's what he's going to push bendis explained during dc's meet the publishers panel live from new york comic-con 2018 your first loves first tragedies these characters mean a lot to each other it's literally a list of things that people have been screaming for me to do back at dc and i said this on the patreon account as well that I don't know who's going to Brian Michael Bendis now and saying, you have to bring these characters back. The guy has worked there for months. This would be like me getting hired at, you know, I don't know, any place. I, I get hired at a nuclear facility, and I get there, and they start yelling that you got to get the clean fission back. And I'm like, oh, what are you talk? I'm still, I don't even have a desk yet, and you want me clean fission? I don't even know if that's a thing. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, I start working at the Taco Bell, which is more in line of where I would work. Uh, and somebody's like, hey, you got to bring back that sloppy Joe sandwich they had back. I'm like, I'm not the president. I, I work the drive through window. I-, I can't really bring back things. Why are you screaming at me anyway? I don't deserve this. All I want to do is work. Who was screaming at him and going to him? Oh, you work at DC now. Boy, bring back the Wonder Twins. Yeah, you got to do it. Brian Michael Bendis, and I'm a friend, so I call him BMB. Hey, BMB, you work at DC. You know what I would like back? I would like back, I don't know, name some crazy ass thing. Uh, bring back the, the Condiment King, please. Oh, my. 
Bring back all them war titles, and we need them as have a Western. Naomi will be written by Bendis and David F. Walker and drawn by Jamal Campbell. I don't know what that is. And Wonder Twins will be written by Mark Russell and drawn by Stephen Byrne. And I, I just, I don't like Mark Russell's writing. I know a lot of people do. The Flintstones people liked. You had all these things. You had, uh, I don't even know what the hell else he does. Every time I read anything he has, it's in one of these uh, compilation deals. And I don't like that story because, as Jeremy said, he is a clever writer. The thing is, I think he wants to prove that every step of the way. I don't need that. I don't have fun with his books. They get very political very quickly. I'm guessing the Wonder Twins are going to run into problems like they're the odd couple and they are going to be one is a Democrat, one's a Republican. They're not going to agree on their political stances. And then fun will ensue. And then they're going to turn into a, a bucket of water and an eagle and fly away. And that'll be it. They'll they'll turn into an eagle. Look at me. I'm an eagle like the American government. I'm already already getting sick of it, and it's not going to be like that. That's just in my head. Dial H for Heroes, written by Sam Humphreys, another guy that I really don't like. So he'll get something. He'll have the basis of this. We talk later in in, uh, Harley that he did this week. And he'll have the bullet points of what Dial H for Hero is, but somehow will make it awful and he'll make it a little bit not right, is what he seems to do, drawn by Joe Keones. The line will also debut new characters such as Jenny Hex, descendant of Jonah Hex. There you go. Somebody was yelling for the, Wee-hoo, we need the Western, but I think Jenny Hex sounds like a pretty cool deal. And a Teen Lantern, young, a Teen Lantern, a young woman who has hacked a Green Lantern power baddie, so hopefully that, that sounds pretty cool. We'll see how that goes. But overall, I don't know why they need a new imprint. I don't know why Brian Michael Bendis is the head of it. The only thing about him is he does seem to get his work done. And there you go. That's all it seems to matter because a teen imprint, I don't think of him. I don't think teen and think Brian Michael Bendis. I don't care if he did Reary Williams or Miles Morales, which I like both characters. Love Reary. But it, it, you see him and it's like, oh, it's almost like, you know, when you had these, uh, you know, pop stars, even like the Beatles and things. And, and you had this whole deal where you, you couldn't have, once, once you hit, it's like Menudo. And once you hit a certain age, you hit the skids. We don't need you. you the, the young girls don't want to look at you for your teen band. So that's why they don't have many 80-year-olds in boy bands. You know, it's going to be my new boy band. It's called After 60. And uh, hey there, we're going to talk. We're going to sing about, you know, male diapers. Yeah, we got the diapers on and I'm shitting my pants. That's my new song. You see how I, it hits with like the kids. This, this is what you'll have. Probably Brian Michael Bendis will hear that and think it's a great idea. Yeah, he's out of touch. I just pissed my pants on stage there, baby. Let me take my meds and then we can get together, maybe. There we go. There's my little deal. Do-do-do-da-da. Ah, uh, yes, that's that's the news. <laughs> that's the first bit of the new news segment. 
Again, if you want to hear a lot of this nonsense and a lot of raving about news, you can go over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash weird science and join up. It's one of the lower level shows, actually really one of the lowest level shows that you would get to hear the news each and every week as, along with a lot of other shows. So right now I'm going to end and thankfully, and now we're going to go off to some books. Hey there, baby, I got heart problems. Now, we have waited for far long enough for the part of the podcast we love. The meat and the cheese that we Here we go. We have the books here coming up. Uh, Not a lot of books this week, so we're going to have shortened sections here. All right. Uh, But if you want to read all the reviews of this week's books, you can go over to our website, weirdsciencedccomics.com, and uh, end up reading that, right? Yeah, that's what you're going to do. If you want to read it, you're going to go there. You're going to read it. Read it. And then you can comment on it, drive Eric nuts. Maybe you can even sit there on Twitter and mention all these old villains and stuff ad nauseum and tell him things before he goes crazy. Shrimp dip, Eric. Shrimp cocktail. I love this. Shrimp cocktail. I know, but you do. And I thought, I bet you laughed when I did it too, didn't you? So people don't know, but it's no. a laugh. It's a Shocktober. lark to us. Oh my God, Shocktober is here. Shocktober is here in full effect. We're going to be doing these books and we're going to have this first section are what we usually put as the bigger books of the week. And uh, Just League number nine is the first one. It's not as big as I was hoping, Should right? Should be the big book, right? Yeah, I, I know that we kind of are skewed in a bit, and it kind of stinks a bit, because uh, Scott Snyder does sometimes get a hold of us before yeah. the books come out. And he'll he'll say he's trying to you know get us excited for the book. Yeah. I don't blame him. He's doing but his he'll due say, diligence. Getting he'll out say there. like, oh man, this next issue, it's my favorite. I really love it. Uh, Jorge Jimenez is killing it, and the, a lot of that. answers. And what happens then is when I go into the issue, I hope he realizes that sometimes he does that, and then I read the issue. And I kind of get a little let down. And it's not because of what is actually between the pages sometimes. It's that I've been so pumped up (laughs) to get something that we don't get. And I think that this is one of those. We have a series in Justice League where the biggest problem is we're not getting a lot of answers to a lot of things. Now, I did ask him a while back how long this totality story lasts and about the different forces. And he did then tell me that the totality... It's a long 
story. And this is where I was afraid. I was afraid that he would say to me, oh, that story is going to end in two issues. And then I would really be like, oh, my goodness. Like, if that's the case, you better put the pedal to the metal. So but he said it's going to be longer than a year. We're a year out from this story actually ending. So I see where the pacing right, let's simplify is. simplify this. How long is the uh, still force story? Because I well, need to know about that. Well, this is the thing. Well, that, that we still have a lot to you know find out, possibly. That's and, why and I wanted to know. while you're here, get on the home with Joshua Williams and tell me what's up with that strength and safe yeah, force well, as well. that's nothing to do with this, Eric. We, we can't throw that. I need that some answers all I'm saying. If I get from Scott Williamson, Snyder, that'd be fine. Joshua Williamson has never answered any of the questions that he's that's posed. That's why I'm going through Scott Snyder right now well, he in this hypothetical little creation we have right now. But he did say that the couple next forces coming up would be magic and divinity mm-hmm. uh, makes sense makes yeah. sense in what's coming up because right now Wonder Woman and the magic whole deal in the witching hour with JLD that would make sense and divinity seems to be what will be coming up in this drowned earth with these gods coming from uh, with Poseidon being dead and stuff like that now with the that, old gods yeah with that this is supposedly kind of a prelude to the are drowned the dark earth gods? story so no they're the actual right. gods I don't know what they are we're gonna have to find out from that story this story kind of does set up a bit of drowned earth just thinking about different like things we've had coming up since rebirth started the idea that the gods at one point the olympian gods they've gone away they've shut the doors yeah. and all this stuff but then we come to find out later on and different things that never really really went back to that it's like i don't know there's poseidon he's hanging out he's a yeah. longshoreman we got you know hercules well, up the over deal. there you could have poseidon he's not on olympus he's just yeah. hanging out so that to me lines up he is kind of he's hiding on his own he's hiding he's just slumming there it. but this is the problem though is we all want a congruent you know continuity and story deal you're never going to get it there's too many people involved Greg Rucka quit. They're not going to continue his story. He, whatever story he I had in mind. I think that was his, his story. I think I'm thinking about Brian Hitches and Justice yeah, League. Yeah, but even <laughs> that, that was JLA and that was nonsense. That nobody's was just Justice League. That. Yeah, nobody's got, that was, uh, it started with JLA. It did Remember start with JLA, in yeah. the new 52, that was nonsense. Nobody's going with that. But also you have the Themyscaris of the gods were locked yeah. out. We kind of deal. So right there, we're talking, you're talking about a Justice League writer that's two removed. We're talking about a Wonder Woman that's three removed and it's just not happening uh but where you don't i I don't say any sort of uh you know apologies or whatever too is that joshua williamson with these forces he's done all of the flash so this should come in but again we're not talking about flash this is just league number nine i was trying to make a joke Art by Jorge Jimenez, Alejandro Sanchez, and Tom Napolitano. Just League takes a breather issue before getting into the Drowned Earth story. And while it is very odd to have such a thing, while we are still waiting for answers, I like some of the character moments, and I did love the art. There isn't much more to say, except that Batman is a dick, and he is a dick. Uh, He's just the the worst. I'm telling you, everybody who is depicting Batman in the books anymore, they're making me hate this character that I love my entire life, because I think we're going to talk about later on, because we did this all out of order, but the whole idea that he goes through and does you know metal he doesn't tell anybody about these things and goes yeah. off on his own and ends up screwing up the world by learning the dark multiverse and barbados and stuff out you know he is a guy who is going above and beyond to screw people over to get his yep. way and he's just coming off as a spoiled child and it's bothering the shit out of me anymore yeah he is uh i have a, a thing where 
There's a weird deal with Justice League coming up. And and you said, even with the Flash book, we have Tom King on Batman and even like a Brian Michael Bendis on Superman. You used to have the joke of, oh my God, look at what Superman's doing in his book. because He's not doing that in Justice League. There's a weird deal where I think that this book, Justice League and Scott Snyder, one of the things he's going to have the most problems with going forward and having the group. And now with Wonder Woman, Aquaman is going to be on an island losing his memories, things like that is scott snyder now more than the other books have to deal with what's going on in justice league i think that more people are going to be like those aren't hashtag justice league problems and and, well this is the justice league problem to me is that in these books and this new way of tom king destructuring and and the humanized version and deconstructing heroes then you have to tell this huge story in justice league where they are gods among men and, and things like that it it's starting to come off like it just dawned on me when you're saying about Batman. You're like, man, he is a jerk, and he is, and and he has been metal and all these Scott Snyder deals. But you're you're dealing with a character that in the normal run of his own book he does shit. He just sits around and gets most sad sack. Yeah, yeah, he's a sad sack. And so it, it is odd when you get to the these books. Like you have Superman here and all these. How do you, that's the whole to, thing at the end. It's it's funny to me because I actually like to make fun of Batman now because I'm actually starting not to really like the character. Like I said. Yeah. Yeah. Not only for I'm how he's depicted, you. but the books as well. But I'm like, he's trying to manipulate Superman to his own ends. The end. I got done a bug. I'm like, you couldn't even get your wife to marry you. That's you're what gonna I'm saying. You're gonna these Superman. are the things get that keep popping in my mind. And then you, you're there with Superman. I'm putting back the moon. I'm like, well, why don't you find out what Lois is doing? <laughs> Stop with the moon nuts. That's a go. And then you have Barry show up, and you're like. Man, you should go off and see what happened with Wally. Everything's getting tossed around, but it's all this humanizing versions of these characters in the other books. And now you go into here, and they're the the big gods here. But and not it, only it, just it, the big gods, that's because the thing is, I want to get answers out of this book. This is the big story we're dealing with, like one of this Scott yeah. Snyder visions he has of this epic tale. And we get in this issue where I'm hoping, hoping for to get some answers to stuff that we've dealt with so far. That kind of and we're not really over. getting answers. And I in spend this half issue. the issue. Being told who these characters are based no. off their rooms. And it's and I'm like, weird. I, I don't I wonder, need to know who these characters are based off how they, they furnish yeah. their rooms. I, I didn't mind that, but I wish that they would have, if this is what I think it is, it's this almost like a drowned earth prelude where maybe they're like okay we're gonna have this big story coming up uh there's gonna be people jumping on but it doesn't why not call it that why not have that on the cover because you are really going to this thing where you're kind of showing the human versions and what these characters care about we kind of know that right but with the idea of the wraparound is this idea of when you should make things better when things should be left to nature, kind of, and this whole idea of Superman's putting back the Earth while the Mr. Terrific or the moon, while Mr. Terrific is putting back Batman, and Batman wants to make the oh, moon into something Batman. better. He wants to make the moon into a war base. He wants to make it the Bat Moon with weapons. And this, Superman doesn't want to. Superman wants to keep it as it and is. And since he's the one putting the moon back together, he gets the final say. Well, and just like that's Batman how, is works. getting put back together, <laughs> but Superman even points out, you're not using magic. You're not yeah. using this. And Batman could, yeah, it's this weird idea of almost like it's, why hasn't Batman made himself a god 
when he can. He's being put back together now. They could use nano, no, no, that, that, nanites. I'm saying that that science they're doing is pretty goddamn advanced in my no, mind. No, it doesn't being put matter. They could way. use magic, though, and make him snap a finger and he's cured. They could also use nanites in there that he would have a healing factor. They could do anything in a comic book. And I'm sure that, you know, Mr. Terrific would come up with something that, but he's not doing that. He's making, and that is basically this whole issue is the idea that these characters are looked at as gods. You have Superman and alien gods even but they aren't just that they also are people that have their own cares and things like that it's a nice issue it felt to me though like an annual this felt like something that is this is a version in my mind of the scott snyder victory lap where he wants to show these characters he wants to show us that they have cares and things like that we want answers though and when this and the, the the cares that we're seeing though it's like you know for the majority, like I said before, we're seeing these rooms and like, you know, how the rooms are furnished is depicting how these characters act in real life. And I'm like, I, I read the books. I know the characters. And yeah, then, but I, you know, I, we, have, not we have Batman manipulating Aquaman. Superman. And I'm like, well, yeah. we finally get to Hawkgirl and Martian Manhunter and what Martian Manhunter may or may not know about his involvement with the totality, what Hawkgirl has and his thing going to Thanagar. I'm like, well, this is a story that I would like to see more of. Well, that's, kind of just that's just it. a setup. They're setting it up so that Hawkgirl goes with Martian yeah. Manhunter. That's I want to see more of that, for. though, because the I, that's Wonder Woman, I don't know about. The Wonder Woman Aquaman thing is to set up that Aqua, you know, Wonder Woman, they kind of hint at the whole uh, witching hour with the magic and they hint at the whole thing with the gods and Poseidon being dead with Aquaman. That's all just set up. I just don't mm-hmm. like the forced way of the, hey, how about Martian Manhunter? How about his domain, huh? Yeah, but look at flashes. It seemed and very I'm t- And I really hated that moment, this aspect to this thing, because my, like, you're trying to come up with a clever way to tell us who our heroes are, but yeah. I don't want to know about it. By, I know. you don't want to see their goddamn rooms. Well, one of the biggest things is that we have to remember not everybody reads every book. And a little Eric Shea is going to grab Justice League and not a Green Lantern book. May not even know who Jon Stewart is. Uh, they may not be reading what Flash. Do I look don't like? really know. I'm <laughs> saying though that if somebody's just reading justice league this is a a way to do it though like i said though it feels like a an annual story because it doesn't progress a lot it kind of holds the pattern mentions things that are coming in the future and then goes from there but you have you know nice enough moments you know you want to talk about you know making things bigger and better like you know batman wants to uh you know turn that that moon into some kind of war base some kind of battle station whatever it is but moon he wants to make it yeah but i'm like you know when are we going to see Batman activate a signal that sends coronavores on anything else? Like yeah, this whole yeah. idea that he has is like, it is so dark and twisted for a Batman to it stick is. these coronavores that yeah, could, because, yeah. potentially, something could go wrong and they could go after Superman where he can't stop it and they could kill him, especially this mega one that he yeah. sends, but he is the one behind this trying to get to, up Superman Yeah, and what happens is way. that Superman is putting the moon back together. These coronavores come out of the crust that he's putting back together and like, oh no, those are these things that suck out solar energy you better watch out. They're just drones. But there is a mega coming, mega. which looks like a giant venom. But in my mind, he's I skipped coming. thinking too, the meg. Yeah, yeah, he's coming. <laughs> and Batman is there uh, being having surgery. He can't really do anything. But what he wants, he wants Superman. He's doing to, it all, Jim. And he wants Superman <laughs> to, to do this whole deal where they come and save Superman. And then Superman says, you know what? I didn't really realize there was that many threats. You're right. We should have a bat moon. We should weaponize this. We should have this going. In the meantime, Superman figures out that these things were set up by Batman by getting a signal. 
signal that somehow summons them to the moon, but also negates their powers so yeah. that they cannot do anything to Superman. How he sees, even at the one point, uh, the mega's coming, and he's like, I know, I sense it. And I'm like, how are you sensing it? What are, I, I, powers? I don't know. are your powers increasing here, to Superman? And so he they is do closer this. to the sun. No. Yeah, well, he realizes, though, that, uh, you know, that Batman's playing him. He says, no. The, the moon is being put back together right in a way that goes along the lines of your basic what you are, Batman. You are a man amongst gods. You don't use magic to heal yourself. You don't use all this. You use your wits, a lot of gadgets, but you, you do that, and that's what makes you great. That's why people look at you and think you're great. Well, that's how the moon's going to be. Look, I put it together. Look at it, and then, oh, man, it looks great. What'd you say? Nothing. But in the meantime, there is some flaws that I have. And one of my major flaws is you have a bunch of people touring the Justice League, right. the Hall of Justice. Hall of Justice. This is where you have them there. They're in, you know, there. They're eating. It's it's a cool way to show a lot of characters eating at the cafe or whatever. It's kind of thing like, you know, the Justice League Unlimited, which, yes. you know, Scott and it said drives is based me a lot of nuts Because now in that cafe right now, if you are a high level, I'm talking, you know, dark side, uh, you know, some high level threat that you want to even Lex Luthor you blow up this hall of justice at this moment I know it has defenses I know it has all that stuff but you are taking out 90% of the heroes in the DCU so with that why are there let why do they let people walk among them and I know that we were talking about this before and the whole idea well you know they go down below they teleport but in the middle of this me and you are taking the tour huh this is so great Attention, code blue. This is Batman Flash. I'm, like, I'm getting the fuck out of there. I'm like, what the fuck is going I'm in the middle of the Hall of Justice, and these characters are running past me to go and assemble because there's a threat. I'm getting the hell out of there, though it leads to some cool deals. And we you do coward. see Ferdinand. I paid full I'm a price coward. to get this ticket. I am actually, it's free, but the hell with that. Yeah, it's free. We we do see that Ferdinand's there, and he's mentioned yeah. my name. So there is a thing from Greg Rucka. I, I don't. Uh, uh, Greg Rucka's man's there, but he's the cook at the Hall it's of really Justice. It's okay. out too. Yeah. They, if Scott Snyder really wants you to know he's there. Uh, but you have Animal Man again makes an appearance. You even have Blue Beetle there in full costume. Yeah. You have uh, the Terrifics are hanging out pretty much all of them. I don't you want have, them hanging out there. Eh, you have Vixen there. You know, maybe that shows some people are saying Vixen might be dead in Heroes in, in Crisis. Maybe Who that shows that? she isn't. They, a lot of people are saying that that one that's uh, better not. covered up looks like right. Vixen and does have orange uh, underneath. You even have a little man bad action there. You got all the, the guys there with John and the Flash talking. And again, I think this is pushing every little scene in this is pushing the idea of what is better, the real thing or the advanced, better version that we right. can create because you Real have John. The imitation. Yeah, yeah. And you have John there and he wants this triple-decker burger that looks delicious. And it may be my diet it's talking, so good. Here, but it looks so good. But Ferdinand can recreate a lot of things. I think that Ferdinand would find it a little odd making a hamburger, but that's me. You know, but he's there. It's a weird there. thing too, talking about the whole imitation thing, just to go off on a little tangent. I'll lead, lead us back to it, don't worry, but I, this whole thing where this Justice League seems to be formed with the fact, like the the, uh, the 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 leader now is Martian Manhunter. Yeah. The whole idea of the mental stuff, where even his domain that he goes to, it's nothing, is but made he can up. make it be anything yeah. that you want, and even the idea of this seems to be around, the, you know, we have a new Justice League, Hall of Justice, Martian Manhunter's here, he's the leader, and everything is kind of an imitation of what it yeah. once was with that. 
Yeah, it seems like the whole thing is this like, is are we faking the funk? Are we because this is keeps coming up the idea that you have a are whole we scene? Are we a tourist attraction? Yeah, or our tourist attraction? Are we really doing good? I mean, this could lead into like the whole you know kind of the thing, the argument with Batman is Gotham better with Batman or or better without him because he seems to bring the trouble and things like that. Is he really the hero? And you have John mm-hmm. and Flash talking. It's nice. Uh, you know, they're talking about the sandwich. It's Flash right. is a go good anywhere guy. Unless you try to read no. into it like we just well, did. Well, I said, this is what it is. To me, it's all about the imitation versus the real. And Flash goes off and he's like, he hey, you get you a know, chance Fer- to eat that burger. Yeah, Ferdinand really liked, you know, he really cooks up some things. And John's just like, eh, I don't know. You know, the whole thing, everything's different to me now. Even his ring is not what he thinks it was. And that's the thing. And- is, I would really love to know more about that. You bring- and That's the little thing, too. It's like, you know, there, there are like, you know, the answers to questions that we have they're kind of flaunted a little bit for us like yeah, the whole idea he I talks about his ring we, we know obviously. nothing about that even my favorite part with you know kendra and martian manhunter sparring he even says i see your wings have been like are at full strength i'm like i don't know enough about her wings please tell me yeah. more about this and we never yeah. do well, and then we're going to go. But like I said, everything in this is kind of a wink, wink of, hey, we'll, we'll probably get to it. If they weren't going to talk about the still force or the um, the ultraviolet, they right. wouldn't bring it up. Because in this, Barry even kind of says, listen, I know that we have things that we don't know. What we have to do is put our feet and ground ourselves in the things that we know. And then goes off and gets the sandwich for him to say, you know what? And it's I think that one of the it's a triple and, decker. And I burger. think that what they're kind of going with and what Scott Snyder is going with is listen, guys, we have this book that's filled with a lot of questions. Yes, they, there's questions. These characters are confused too. And what they have to do is remember who they are first, kind of ground themselves into being this team and then go forward it's just that we're at issue nine it's getting long in the the process and we just came off of a, a legion of doom issue at number eight that we really liked that seemed to really have some big important things and then you kind of have a cool down it fell off to me uh but you even have where they show wonder woman's kind of building this temple type deal aquaman comes up they start talking about magic they start talking about poseidon and things and that's where you get the domains I did get a chuckle when you had, you know, you had Aquaman's like, yeah, you know, you have this, the big uh, Atlantean spires and they're cool. And like, yeah, but I hang out most in my dad's old sunken ship. Yeah, I know we have to wear scuba gear. (laughs) And then you have Superman. That's almost like a a setup, almost like he's at the Daily Planet. It really kind of bothers me for some reason. I actually spent the most time. That he just has crypto's bed or something. No, no, no. That's fine. You can have your dog. The fact that he has a change of clothes there, but the whole thing is a glass room that you can see. Yeah. from so there's no privacy he yeah. wants you to see him he's change pretty fast he's a pretty fast guy and then he's you not know, doing you get it fast chuckle. though jim and then, and then you know it's very welcoming not doing it's it fast? welcoming he's like i welcome you to see me nude he's superman i'm sure he looks great naked uh but then they're like and then batman yeah batman and he has the keep out i did get a chuckle I actually chuckled when I, I saw that, and it was just like, yeah. And then I, but I just like the Batman idea all around. Everything I see with him anymore, I'm just liking him less and less. Yeah. And even like the little jokes about him being, you know, really? a curmudgeon. Well, that that led me to something that I might start doing that you might be interested in. And then I'll oh. tell you later, Eric, if I remember. Uh, you but won't. you go off to no, I won't. And you I go won't off either. And, and you see Flash's deal. And Flash has a laboratory. It makes sense for who. Which he was is. the coolest thing? I want to yeah. see more about this. And then John is a warrior. He, you know, he's a soldier. He's an architect. He's there as and almost again, like a bunk. I, I, I know the characters. Yeah. And that's the but thing. But some is like, people don't. 
That's the problem is I know that we do. It's just like later we talk about the uh, the witching hour. You have half an issue of catch up, but it's because not everybody's reading every book. I, I would think that of all of these characters, if people jump in, if you're just Rebirth, reading Justice League, you'd already know these things about these. Characters. I don't know that you'd know John Stewart that much. You he don't talks get about a how he's a soldier and an architect. Yeah, in this but series. I'm saying that. But you end up with him just being an ultraviolet. So far, I don't think anybody. Well. I, I don't think I don't think people would. I think that he's the least that you would know of every character in this. If you I think in the Rebirth. Yeah, but Hawk Girl, they're not really that concerned. You don't even see she has her domain thing there, and it's it's kind of pushed through with the idea that she has trophies and things like that. But I would say that there's like a, a museum characters here that a lot of people wouldn't know or if you're just going to pick this up for the drowned earth and get to there you have to kind of go with what they are uh but yeah then you go to kendra fighting martian manhunter it's all about kendra wanting to know is when you took me into the totality did you know i'd react to it like i did did you know that you know this end are you metal, manipulating me the way go? batman's were manipulating just, superman yeah, right even now <laughs> that or were you testing what, what did you think something would happen and i was a guinea pig what was going on he's like no no i didn't know anything and I like the idea. Marshall Manander says, I want you to go to Thanagar Prime with me because for the first time ever, I'm actually going forward with a lack of knowledge. I'm not going with the knowledge of something. I'm going to find knowledge. And I think that me and you could both. I think that that's just to get them the hell out of the I, I, book I like when it's you funny get the too, to, to get them out of the book, though. But the whole idea, too, is like we got Martian Manhunter back because he just happened to be on Thanagar Prime, just, you know, exploring because he'd been yeah. gone for so long. And we just needed a reason for him to be somewhere. And now we've gotten him back. And now he's going to go back to where he was. I'm like, why yep. didn't you get your answers while you were there? Yeah, they, they, he didn't have enough time. They grabbed him. <laughs> But yeah, then you end. Like I said, through all this, there's, you know, code blue, code blue. They go to the teleportation deal because they are going to go out and help Superman. In the meantime, he figures out what's going on. I'd love to see if they went out because basically Batman has the button that he can just hit. And they'll all disappear. And yeah, yeah, and he would have just went, I swear to God, he would have said, step aside. I got this. But but Batman, (laughs) you just had surgery. They just went, no worries. I'm the Batman. I'm the Batman. He'd go up and he'd just go. Boo, and hit the button. They fly off. See, everybody's Uh, afraid of me. Yeah, uh, but he Superman figures it out. It's one of those where Superman is as smart as Batman here. Figures it out. Says they're not really going to hurt me, are they, Bruce? And Batman's pissed. Uh, and that's that. And even I'm telling you, you look at the deal. It does almost look like the Venom gods. It does uh, that we no. had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it looks crazy. Uh, but yeah, that's he immediately puts the what I thought of when I saw the Meg like flying yeah. through space. And it's weird too because the whole idea of the Cronus, the Cronovores were supposedly hiding in the near side of the moon under yeah. the crust. But I'm like. He's putting this back there. Why does it seem like they're coming from deep space yeah, towards and, you? And also, why would they be hiding there if they just suck on solar energy? I would and think the moon's they get been floating around in different weird places for a while now. I think that they would now. just end up just going to where the sun is. Why would you? Well, they, but, they like a place yeah, to there. sit down. I think that's part of the thing that Superman probably figures out. But he puts it all back together, says, hey, look, you have uh, Batman say, wow, which seems off. What was that? Nothing. Well, now now he's inspired the beauty and all of the natural moon. Yes. Just get back to this. Get back to the hall. I'm on my way, Batman. On my way. And that's it. Uh, I think that I was a a bit more positive because of the art. And I did like some of the little moments. I I don't mind. We talk about having an issue where you see who the characters are and all that. Yes, we want some uh, deal. But the 
we're we're heading into the big event, and I think that they were lining up some things with this because the Drowned Earth is the big Justice League event coming up. Which I is think weird that that's a that bigger up. thing from what we had before. You know, the whole ultraviolet yeah. spectrum is still first, and we don't know. And now we're about to move yeah, into an I, event I think, about something else. I think else. that event is going to include all that Gotta stuff. I think so. that they're going to have to do all that, but we'll see. But I gave it a 7 out of 10. What would you give it? I'd give this issue a six out of 10 and that's mostly our, you know, there were a few moments, like you said, that I did enjoy, and especially the, the Martian Manhunter Kendra stuff, because that's a story I want to see more of because these are two yeah. characters. Like I, I know the least of at this point, because they're just kind of thrown back into continuity all willy nilly. I want to see more of that. It's just everybody else. I want there to be more explanations going on. And so I said, we're going from issue to issue and I can't tell you what we're doing still. And that really bothers me for an issue number nine, but I like the art enough and I like the character. So I will stay on board. I'll give it more leeway because it is the long haul kind of story yeah but this issue just didn't impress me the way i hoped it would the the one thing that i don't mind as much in this is that for a while now we were getting issues where we wanted to know answers and we were getting more questions at least this kind yeah. of calmed that down and even the last issue the uh you know uh, you could say that that legion of doom issue threw some things showing that totality was actually a woman and all and that the idea stuff, with the, the like key of extinction or the yeah, key to you the were kind of getting some things though and that's basically they continue that with saying, yeah, since Poseidon's dead, the seas are still and it's bothering me and stuff like that. So at least it kind of is going towards everything that's happening. And and even in this, uh, we didn't really mention it, but I didn't mind Aquaman saying, and it tied into his regular run of the whole deal. Everybody looks at me as a king and stuff like that, but I'm not anymore. And I really don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. And this whole thing with Poseidon is kind of getting, getting to me and stuff. So I, I, I like that as well. Uh, but... We're going to go to the next big issue, and this is an issue that I'm sure after reading Batman 55, a lot of people were waiting for to Damn see right. what happened to who, Eric? Nightwing number 50, written by Ben Percy with art by Travis Moore, Chris Mooneyham, Klaus Janssen, Tamra Bonvillain. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I talk about her in the news a lot. She's on Marvel <laughs> stuff, and I never know how to say it. Bon bon I, I have no idea. Nick Filardi, John Calise, and Carlos M. Manguel. It's time to see the new and improved Dick Grayson. Or is it Rick? Or is it just Gray? Whatever it is, we've got a guy who couldn't care less about the superheroing, and he spends most of his time drinking, gambling, and fighting as Barbara Gordon tries to get him to be his former self. While this isn't my Nightwing, it's certainly the best we've seen out of Ben Percy's run so far, even if he has to make Dick into Tyler Durden from Fight Club. And it's the end. It's the end. It's the last issue of his. It is. This is the end. It's his last issue. So you have this going. Now, it's a weird deal because at the beginning, you do have Dick. He's he's getting some coffee. He's reading the newspaper. And he does start talking. He's like, he seems to remember being shot. He seems to remember all the things that they had to do to get him back together. It's Dick Grayson. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah, really. And uh, that weird scar that doesn't seem like it would be a bullet hole, but that's fine. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's playing with, though. So if he remembers this, yeah, he says, I've had the, you know, memory loss and things like that, yeah. but I don't know what like he remembers. Like, oh, neither do I. That's the biggest problem, like you're saying. But I'm like, this really does seem to me like he was told by, like, a doctor of what your symptoms are going to be from getting Maybe, shot in yeah. the head more than but anything. But even that, he's like, you know, I, I got shot. The bullet was traveling. Yeah, somebody would have told him that. But, you know, seeing the panel so like of that, him imagine, getting shot. Imagine nobody told him what happened. Yeah. I don't know. It was, you he's felt like, down. I don't know what happened. You're a clutchy uh, guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, but seeing that panel and him saying that you're getting the idea that he does remember being dressed up as Nightwing and getting shot. That might be not the case. But yeah, I don't know. That- I kept assuming a lot of things through this, like the whole idea, like what was he told by the Bat family? Like, you know, even when Barbara yeah. shows up, she seems to have like told him a bunch of things up to this point as well. Yeah. And I'm like. I don't know what he remembers or what he's just told he's supposed to remember. Cause even the idea where he later on, he's like going to become a cabbie so he can, you know, continue yeah. the whole nomad society from in a circus roots. I'm like, well, do you remember being in the circus or were you and told it's you weird in the circus? Too. He's saying that as well, but also he seems to want to be a cabbie so that he could beat up people and maybe get involved because even you're going to get held up. You're going to get, I'm counting on it. Like All he right. is, but he doesn't come off. Like I, I would have expected. I think he was just talking about the hemorrhoids part. Yeah, All right. Even this though, he, he does doesn't come off as a thrill seeker. Uh, he is gambling know. and drinking going, a lot, but and he, he's going to fight clubs and basements. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. At the beginning, though, he acts like a hero. I think that the whole concept of this issue is way off in certain ways. Uh, he starts off where he's in this diner, it gets held up, and he's right. like, "Hey, by the way, buddy, come over here. I was just, you know, where I was at Humphrey's Garage. You know, I was yeah, playing the cards." Have- I was playing it, man. You can have my um, wallet. It's the one that says badass oh motherfucker God, on badass it. badass motherfucker. Oh, man. You know, I was I was throwing down rocket aces all night, baby. I was getting all the money. I don't even know and what that I means. I don't know. <laughs> He's saying things that I have no idea. In my mind, I would love it to pull out of the scene, pull back a little, and he is just talking gibberish. Yeah. yeah. He, he thinks he's talking normal. <laughs> and everybody's just way like, more damage than anybody thought. What the heck are you doing? But yeah, he's doing this and he's like, got My all this money. Fear. And yeah, really. And he gives the, all this money. And then again, knocks out a guy by throwing a cup. This guy is the worst robber ever. He gets knocked out by getting hit in the back of the head by a coffee Tony, cup. That would mess Tony. people up. No, I it would not. Coffee cups. No. I'm telling you, when me and Tanya got married within a week, I got a whole pot of hot coffee smashed upside my head. I didn't pass out. I was pissed. I had some burns on my face. Uh, you know, that might say a little bit more about our relationship, but still. Did she throw it overhand? And it's a small no, thing that hits you in the back of the head that's me. hard. She hit me overhand with it. But boom, mm-hmm. that is more than a cup being thrown across the room. There is no. No way. There's no way. There is no way. I will bring a heavy coffee cup. You throw it at that distance at work. If you hit me, I will not be knocked out. I will turn around and shoot you in the face. It's not happening. We see people. I'm going to bring it to work. I'm going to have a gun. I'm going to shoot you. Stop threatening me. People boxing. They get punched over and over. It takes a lot to get knocked out. These things. And yes, it's a cinematic scene. I understand. Make it a little more. Have this guy at least hit himself on the counter. But he he gets knocked out. He gets his money back. You know, Dick Ray's like, hey. He wears that one, pulls out. We see that it does, in fact, say badass motherfucker, Eric. It makes us giggle. One of the best scenes ever in movies. And then he's like, here you go. This should cover it. I'm exhausted. And now it is time to punch your ticket in the douchebag Grayson. Because that's, that's from is, here it's, on. It's, he is it's a douchebag. where I do want to see more of douchebag Grayson just because I need to know what this new status quo of our hero is. But going back... And having the flashback with Robin's connection to, you know, Jonathan yeah. Crane's Scarecrow setting up the future story that Ben Percy's not even a part of, or even yeah, if it this is going to be this. I don't, I don't even know, know if it's going to continue. Continuing that. I know I don't because know, he's because off the run now, and it just yes, feels so out of it's place. It's very weird. With. 
It's very weird. And I don't even like the art at this point. And this, and that's where the art changes. You have the art yeah. change there. And this was the setup for Ben Percy's story going forward. I'm not sure if we're continuing that in the meantime. Why does while, Scarecrow look like a Muppet in this? I don't know. Well, while this is going on, Dick Grayson a couple times passes Yay! the uh, feed the worm yeah. uh, freaking uh, thing. I don't think we're seeing that <laughs> either. It makes me laugh. Also, it is kind of cool. Vicky and Willem oh, Coker my never goodness, get down that No, they are never. Uh, but yeah, you have Dick Grayson. He's in underground droid. fight Man, clubs. How much time am I supposed to buy this guy? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, boy, I, did, I didn't think I was getting into this one. I think that that droid's like next year when we have the next race, all bets are off now. Now, now you're done. In a year, that's I'm all you get. I'm not doing buddy. this no more. Eric, he, I still he's got this drink, thing in my eye. He's drinking on the streets. He, he's way over the top. And uh, I know you don't like the art in this part with, with the Muppet version of Scarecrow. I'm telling you, he shuts up. But do you think, because I seriously do think that the artist doing it definitely went with the idea that Howard Stern was going to be Scarecrow because when he is there in his cell and things, it looks just like Howard and old school Howard, but it does yeah. look like him with those glasses. And Back made me when laugh. Howard was gonna, might have been playing the Scarecrow. Yeah, that he was going to play the Scarecrow. I think yeah. that that was a little bit of a kind of a wink wink. It wasn't fuzzy enough. No, but he's there. Uh, but yeah, you have this deal. Then Dick Grayson gets a job. It's and so weird. These, Every time the Scarecrow is portrayed by so many different people, he always, he looks, always different looks different outside yeah. and inside outside. of his mask. Yep. And, and inside. Uh, and, we, yeah. and with that, you see, you know, the early days of Batman and Robin, Dick Grayson and Robin. They went and they took down Scarecrow. I can't even say the early days because it seems like he's already on the outs with Batman. Like he's he wants about, to do his actually, own thing. Actually, he seems to be trying to figure out what he would be if he leaves. Uh, because yeah. even then, he's trying to figure out names. Eventually, he'll get the Nightwing, but he's trying to figure that out at this point. And uh, the whole premise of it is Scarecrow is upset here because he meets the boy who has no fear because he's not afraid of Scarecrow. In the meantime, you do have a deal where Batman takes down Scarecrow, makes him inhale the toxin himself, and is very brutal. And it's it's Dick Grayson who stops him and says, I'm "You got to stop." He went from there. He got that, and then he went off to what was that karma over there? And like, yeah. like here, breathe this in. I think, and also, I think that this shows, in my mind, lines up a decent way of Dick Grayson going off into that Titans uh, show, but he's like F Batman here because <laughs> this is Batman who's completely brutal. And he says, stop, you're done. You don't have to go anymore. You're doing the same. You're trafficking in fear, Batman, and nobody's punching that ticket. And he just says you're doing it. And that's where he says, I don't know why anybody's that upset about Crane anyway. He's kind of pathetic. And this stuck with Crane. And he, he has, I'm he, saying, he kind of sewed some people's mouths and freaking eyes shut. It's mm, kind of messed up. Some people yeah, he's died. He's not that pathetic. But no. yeah, you, you have this and it's going forward. And then you're Dick Grayson. He's They're going through, my life's complicated now. I lost my memory. I, I used to be a dumbass No more Grayson and I, CrossFit. Yeah. He's just going through this. No more decides, working at the scrapyards. Nope. No more working out with half cybernetic people that end up getting sucked in their phones. You know what I'm oh, saying? Maybe that's for the best. Yeah, really. Uh, but yeah, he goes and gets a job as a cabbie. And that's where he's like, you want a piece? Because there's trouble out there. I'm counting on it. I think he's just going out to kick ass. He just that, you know, he wants to beat up people. He's living in people's houses that he doesn't. And that's you the know. weirdest part where I, I'm like, I started reading this and I he woke up and had no idea where he was. And it turns yeah. out he was lit, he was actually staying in a uh, house 
where the owners were out on vacation when he realizes he got out and left some money behind. But it seems yeah. that he's really pulling a Tyler Durden where he is having lost time. And I think he's out there it's doing true. Tyler the, Durden kind of prob- things. The problem with it for me, though, is that they also say that he is a, a raging alcoholic now. Yeah. So he could just be blacked out from drinking. And, and does, you know, don't we, we get, all become different people when we black out But that's the thing, though, too, <laughs> is the the point we actually see what he's doing at night at one point. He's fighting in fight clubs. He's shooting pool. He's riding his motorcycle. So that's the stuff I he wish can that, remember. I wish there was more of a, a mystery of it. I wish that we were going to get, because we both think that he's going to go out and be a very vicious Nightwing and not realize what he's doing. That's kind of what a, we a thought Nightwing's going to be a separate towards. personality that comes yeah. out. Yeah, so we'll see. But uh, he ends up uh, walking down the street, and there is kind of a neat thing in my mind where Chris Moneyham. What do you think of Dick Grayson? You know, shaved head Dick Grayson walking around just in his tidy whiteies. What do you think of that? I don't like that. I, no, I don't. I actually like don't. I don't even actually like the look of this Dick Grayson with the shaved head and stuff. He, uh, even though he does kind of look like Tom Brady, but no, so that's you tell fine. Me a guy Tom doesn't Brady. have hair. You don't like him? Tom Brady with a scent. No, I don't like that. But uh, there is a thing where he's walking <laughs> down the street and you have Chris Moneyham kind of aping what he did at the beginning of the series uh, when Ben Percy jumped on, where he's walking down the street. But this is like worse before it seemed because like, he's not wearing a shirt underneath. Well, the not even that. No, there's there's <laughs> homeless guys before he was going through. And it was like bright I'm just lights saying, and he's, stuff. He's, this he's is not bad. wearing a shirt, Jim. He's no, letting everybody he see his chest care. hair. I don't think he owns a shirt anymore. But yeah, he says to Barbara, I don't even know who you are because she's waiting. And she's like, oh, man, you're, you're going off the deep end. I don't know who you are. I don't care. But yet I know that you've been shot somehow, but I don't remember you. And then he ch- kind of shoves her aside and goes to drink and hang out in this bar that has a giant fucking bear. <laughs> and, and, the bear worst, and the worst guy in, in a fucking Hawaiian shirt who has well, a parrot that says I, dick. I'm okay with the, the that because the, that's something interesting. I would like to walk into a bar and see maybe a giant bear as well. But the whole yeah. idea that he this is his new hangout. This is his new family inside the bar. Because you know when you're a drinker, you got a bar family, you got yeah. a regular family because yeah. you, you have a terrible crippling and it's problem. it's prodigal bar then that's kind yeah. of a wink wink but the thing too. is what like you know you have this new persona it just doesn't make sense that the bartender well he knows you as rick but everybody else they know you as gray i'm like you don't come yeah. up with different names for yourself at the same bar without same people he don't remember he's there <laughs> this guy the, the girl's like i thought you were gray he's like that's what i told you last night baby keep it to yourself and, and then these they're there but it's just all over the place to me it's okay I don't mind and, this. And in my uh, mind, too, for whatever reason, like we like to talk about douche, douchebag Dick Grayson. When he goes yeah. out, he's drinking, gambling. He might be even vaping for all we know. But the I whole idea when he goes is. into this bar as well, and in my mind, just to be the ultimate douchebag, he walks in, and I like to think he just went up there and started playing during somebody else's pool game. Oh, yeah. You know, so, just walked yeah. up and started The other it. thing that I like here, too, is that I would love it when he comes in and you have eight different people calling him different things. Rick! Gray, they're all yelling. Everybody's like, "Rich, what the fuck are they doing?" Tom, yeah, they're doing that. Uh, but yeah, he does end up just probably busting into people's pool games. And when he's doing well, they seem that, to be his new friends. So it's, well, it seems also, like it's okay. Also, but. it's so funny to me because you have, you know, you, you have what friends, looks Dick. like the blob. You have him, right? He's standing there. Then you have. How dare you? I don't. Yeah, pork chop, sideburns, he right? A, he has a problem. He has a health <laughs> issue, Jim. How dare you? You have oh. pork chops there. 
Then you yeah. have the girl you, who kind of has a Wonder Wolverine. Woman shirt, right? You mean yeah. Wolverine yeah. Over there? Yes, Lame Wolverine. Then you have hot fan of Wonder Woman. Then you got, Woman. Then you got who Walleye. The fuck is that? That's Walleye. <laughs> oh my it's God. Peter Lorre. Look, look at that guy. He looks like, he does. It's Peter Lorre's. You right? <laughs> <laughs> that guy. And he's just Hello, standing. Master. He's standing. Hello, what do you want to drink? He looks like a Quiet creep. down, Walleye. It's my life. Then he's going. He's got that playing on the jukebox. And then we go back. We see some more of this. Oh, my God. It's me in my early 20s. Oh, it's the worst. Uh, But, yeah, then you see more of the Scarecrow stuff. It's just kind of him becoming Nightwing. You see a progression of him towards becoming Nightwing. And the idea that he's going to have some kind of connection to Scarecrow moving forward out of this. Yeah, and then you have uh, Barbara. Hopefully. Who looks great in that new costume there. God, I love that new costume. And she's basically saying, you know, I – Dick doesn't realize we all need him. He doesn't realize how many friends he has. He doesn't read how much I need him. I really do. He's not listening. We need to have him remember. You see that she is talking to Batman. Not only do I like this costume, but I really like this present day art we have. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And he says, hey, uh, by the way, Batman says maybe he shouldn't remember. Maybe this is for the best. And then we go. And it's but, weird. But Batman, we've already lost Damien, Jason. Yeah, Who I know. knows where Tim is? Uh, the weird thing is, is to me... That I thought that was the end. That was a really good ending where he's like, maybe he's better without us. Now we have to go see Cabby Dick Grayson. And get I don't pissed need off. Cabby no. Dick Grayson and to find out that, you know, without a Nightwing, so many people are getting murdered and nobody's fine. And that somebody has drowned in their sleep, yeah. Jim. Also, you, you keep skirting this feather. issue of Swoboda being the worst because she's like, listen. I don't give a crap what happened. I want to go home and go to bed. Let's just push this as natural causes. But Swoboda, how can this be? He drowned in his sleep. Bam, bam, bam. And there you go. And they're like, oh, no. There He's holding is a, a, cr- a crow there feather. There is a crow feather. And we saw earlier the whole thing with the crow and the whole and, and thing I'm telling you, uh, tying in the scarecrow. The, I'm you, how much on the news about this, like on the nose, I mean, is this whole thing is like he's – He's like holding this crow feather and right before you like if you're if you're reading the dialogue it just take it and it scares me crow I know. feather you know? <laughs> oh I know it's like hey he's got a crow pretty scary dun, dun. <laughs> like really you're going that far boy that's kind of a scare. Crow. I was like the thing too that somebody said, "Yeah, I don't know what happened." His greatest fear was, you know, drowning. Yeah, <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, that reminds me. I'll t- tell the uh, very brief story at work. The one time it was in the winter and it was snowing, and we went outside to throw away some trash. And on the trash can, we and have a big trash bin. On the thing, there uh-huh. was somebody made a little snowman. So I oh. say to Eric, "Hey, check out the snowman." Eric thought I said, "Check out the snow." Man, because there was I snow all around. Well, like, this point, as far like, as I'm concerned, fucking snowman. It's I didn't like have my glasses ago. on. It's like a year and a half ago. It was like five you know years me. ago. I think we probably talked about that on the podcast. I don't think it was that long ago. What's you know me. Damn it, check out that snow. What are you, Nightwing? Man. What are you, douchebag Eric? Man. <laughs> yeah, they, they have this. That Man. sets up the mystery that we don't know if and it's going right to continue. And right there, that seems like an ending as well. And then we go yeah. to freaking Nightwing's super secret subterranean lair where You he mean when we go see the Man of Bronze? He looks like he's made of bronze. <laughs> he looks there. like Goldface or he's the so Molten Man from Spider Man. Yeah. And it looks like he has a, a you know some crazy metal hand, and he's like, you know what? 
Sometimes things deserve to go up in flames like this. Like my past. I'm a new man. I'm never looking back. I'm looking forward. And again, what does he remember? What does he he not remember? Because he remembered how to get get there. Why isn't he sleeping there? Here's the deal. Throw away the costumes. Now you have a place to sleep. This is a sewer, Jim. You say that. Before, I don't quite remember it being as sewery. I mean, you do have computer stuff down there, but yet the floor is full of sewer water. It's gross. I don't want any parts of this place. I'm actually happy you burned it. You know what's better than this? That that headquarters that Jason has under the GCPD, that was kick-ass. I don't think he's using that. I'm telling you, though, I do want to know if our, our theories are correct about this alternate personality of Nightwing going out and doing some good while he's asleep or, like, yeah. you know, he blacks out. Whereas yeah. Mr. Dunn, what's he going to wear now? No, the the best is I imagine that now he goes goes to sleep, wakes up, Nightwing goes on. The hell happened here? Why is my place on fire? And the next issue starts with him Turns putting out, out the fire. Douchebag Dick Grayson. He's the alternate he's like, personality. This must be some douchebag who did this. Yeah. And for whatever yeah. reason, even if that was the case where we had this, I want that you know that second costume survive because I want yeah. to see Nightwing in that costume again for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> That's the only one that survives. Uh, yeah. But yeah, then you, it ends. That's the ending of him burning down his whole deal. And, and so next, far. The- no, I'm saying that so far the whole thing is uh, you've established a new status quo for yeah. the most part. Yeah, I don't you've mind set it. this whole thing up. I know I have douchebag Dick Grayson. He doesn't yeah. care about the Bat Family or superheroing. You don't so care. at least I know what I have going forward. You did a yeah, good I'm enough job, it. Ben Percy, for what we have to deal with. I'm not saying this. I I'm a big fan of what we got, but it's something new. It's something interesting, at least that is not the dark web. And I'm happy about that. Yeah, and it shows you too that if Ben Percy would not have been doing this dark web nonsense, maybe he could have been doing something because there's not a point in this where I wasn't, you know, following along and enjoying yeah. it. It's not the greatest of issues. There's some art issues and, and all that. But it does set up the new uh, Dick Grayson pretty well. And it just makes you also wonder. I talked about it on the news show Who wrote uh, the book on of love? Patreon. I wondered why, you know, you got to wonder why he was taken off the book because right. this seems pretty good. I have a feeling that, and I said this on the news show, that I have a feeling that it had to do with maybe signing an exclusive deal again and he didn't want to do it. And maybe because now he has a Marvel book coming up in or a he couple heard months. What's going to happen? He said, not yeah, on I don't my know. watch. I don't think that it, I don't think these guys do that anymore. I think they just <laughs> go with the the flow uh, because yeah, you had this here. you had this dark web sort of thing, and if they said, "Hey, we're not down with that," I think they would still give them the benefit to write something story, else. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, but it seems that maybe he just didn't want to be tied down and, no, and no. didn't want to sign because, like it's I said, weird, he he has a Marvel book coming up in January, so that seems to be like a Tim Seeley who this week had his debut Marvel deal again with that Shatterstar is the one yeah. that we heard about before that came out this week. And you don't see much of Tim Seeley around the DC sure offices don't. lately. So he got I taken don't know out those green plays. lanterns. He got you know, put on some preludes and then gone. And then gone. So I don't know how that works. But yeah, it seems something weird. But what did you give this? I gave this issue a 7 out of 10. I really like the present day art. Not such a big fan of the flashback art, and I have no yeah. idea what the Scarecrow is going to ha- do going forward because I'm really worried about that. But uh, overall, like I said, I think that Ben Percy did a good job establishing our new douchebag status quo, whether I like it or not. So, you know, it was, it was a decent issue for what it yeah. was. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'm going to go 7-5. I, I liked it. I didn't even mind the background art or the uh, the flashback art. You kind of right. have to have a different change for that. Yeah. It did show me the I just the really like the present deal. day art. 
Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, we're going to be starting up. I'm just looking at that the next like, deal. When you have when you have those panels, like is it nine or six? Yeah, six panel layout. Uh, six. You see I her as Batgirl. Yeah. And I just really, really like that good. art there. And I really like that new costume. I actually think that they stayed away from that nine panel, like where you don't want to do that. Because it does kind of come off like a Well, I had to scroll up real fast because I didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at it when I was reading and counted yeah. it. Because that would end up looking very similar to those crisis things where they're talking about when they're yeah. in the sanctuary and stuff. But I'm glad that they didn't go nine. They went six. It looks really good. But yeah, I'm going to go seven, five. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to going forward. But that is... The deal of the first books. We're going to go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. Jim, and here we are with mail section number one. If no, you're right. part of the show, you can mail in at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com and be just like Rick, Rick Mills. He is in his way back machine once What's again Ricky for doing? episode 91. Hello. Usually when I listen to the podcast, I jot down notes on a notepad and later come back and send in an email. All right. Oh, Rick, you crazy <laughs> fella. I don't know what I did with my notepad and I don't have time to go back through the entire podcast. So I hear that. this will be relatively short. Rick has listened and taken more notes than one Eric Shea ever had. Greg Rucka confirmed that Wonder Woman is gay. I don't see why he had to. I mean, she lives on an island with only women. Besides women, the only thing that she could be interested in would be animals and I don't think she goes that way. Gross, Rick. So Rick is there. Oh my, (laughs) where's that notepad? Uh, And yeah, I I forgot all about that. I forgot that that caused a minor stink. It it seemed to cause a minor stink. I don't mind anyway and it made sense. So there you go. My pick of the week is Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, number five. We are finally getting forward momentum with everyone in that issue. The Corps is so excited to finally have some action that they are firing a warning shot at a capital ship. Hal and Sorna kind of team up and Guy takes torture like a pro. You give me a paper cut and I'll tell you everything you want to hear. Just like one Eric Shea. That's right. (laughs) Paper cut. Oh, no. Uh, you don't even get to the torture. They're like, you know what we're going to do? Oh, no, like, I'm not I gonna, do not need I, I to hear I will sell it. anybody out immediately oh, yeah. if anybody even You're puts like, it. Like, I, you know, I don't even need to hear it. Stomach? I don't want that. What? I have to sit on that chair? What do you need to know, guys? How you comfy guys keep is that chair? Do. Yeah, really. You guys keep it's just a wooden chair. Not on my watch. Uh-uh. I might get a splinter. Where's the orthopedic chair? You might get a splinter on, Eric, on your chunky ass. Oh, oh, where's the feeling. gushers? You guys keep doing what you do. Thanks for bearing with me. See you on seven. Thanks, that is Rick. Very quick, Rick. Quick, Rick. Quick, Rick. Next is Tony Walton, and he says, "Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, Jimothy, Eric, Tony. Come on, and everyone in the Get Fresh crew." <laughs> beep, 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 boop. No, the way he's playing it, who knows when people are going to listen, so he wants to make it for everybody. Just got home from the movies and saw Venom. Y'all have to go see it. I hear that it's really good. I've heard a lot of good things things. about it now. Actually, I hear it's good from people, but not the critics. 
Nah, I don't listen. Who listens to critics and reviews? <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Even though it isn't rated R like the original plan, it's still an amazing movie. Has some slow parts, but when Venom gets in Eddie, the rest of the movie is awesome. Though, while watching it, I kind of wish I had a voice talking to me in my head. That's normal to say, right? I do. It's called Eric Shea. I have a voice that tells me, hey, Jim, wouldn't you like to just eat all that sugar? You eat all that. You see right there? Want to go out and get some tasty cakes? What would you rather have? The Taco Bell's or tilapia with clarified butter and the California mix? And I say to that voice, you shut up. You know what I want. And it's not what I have. Is it Whopper Wednesday yet? Oh, my goodness. Because I want it to be. I don't know why I'm talking like this now. But we're going to be in your head. Every night is Whopper Wednesday. Remember this, Jim. Shocktober. Remember, remember, <laughs> Jim. The only reason you started a site and a podcast was to get free whoppers. <laughs> uh, that's a true story. Fatty. It's not like it's not like I said I want a symbiote to talk to me and become a monster. There's no limitations. There is no limitations, Eric. Although then I could take and steal whatever I want. Shit that actually sounds pretty awesome. The only thing that Eric Shea stole was my heart. Been a while since I wrote in last. Someone thought it'd be a great idea to pick up shifts to work 60 to 74 hours a week. Tell me. The past two and next three weeks. Decided I'd start reading Superior Spider-Man. Not like I don't have many other comics to read. Like you know, my weekly comics, knocking out the ultimate Marvel comics, nine other trades in the closet, and rereading Spider-Man 2000. 2099 classic and i figure if i read at least one issue a day in october i would be done by halloween and wow read only uh, on to issue five in the series is actually pretty awesome and i yeah that is a pretty awesome series it took I me heard, a little while to get into it once they started talking about ghost peter parker yeah. like, i don't know what you're doing here but then i eventually really got into the series it's like that movie ghost dog eric once you once you get going you like it i heard and see people talking about comic book roundup and decided to give it a look and digging it so i made an account and yes. it's so funny this this ties around to me uh reading one of his user reviews (laughs) it always does all roads lead to me uh i actually was reading some reviews and i didn't even make the uh connection connection. (laughs) i didn't make the connection i'm like heck i really i actually said to you i said that i was reading it i think I (laughs) i think i read the review and i'm like i hope that that person listens to our podcast because they think just like us eric and yeah, he does. Uh, got an account. And what I have to say about the issue I'm rating it uh, will be under the name of Walt Gator 93. And I'm telling you, I'm reading this. I'm like, name sounds very familiar. Really and then I think seems- you told me the name and I'm like, that's a silly name. And I started giggling. Yeah, you at said, it. that's a silly. But yeah, I was like, I hope that person listens to us because that's somebody that's a like-minded individual. Some of the reviews people need to realize DC is not going to hire them no matter how much they kiss ass. Right, All yeah. it will do is have DC write more shitty books because they think people like them. I'm all in with that. Before I go out, if Marvel and DC did a crossover Elseworld, what if six to eight miniseries, a what if, would you rather it be during Batman's first year if we got if he got bit by a radioactive spider and had spider powers? So you have Bat Spider. Yeah, that's kind of good. Uh, or Batman and his gadgets plus spider powers. Or if actually the robber that killed Uncle Ben killed Aunt May also and Bruce Wayne heard what happened and adopted Peter and became Comes his sidekick and a Batman is trusty sidekick Spider Man. I want to so see Spider Man as, as a, a, as a billionaire. Oh yeah, I'd like that too. Uh, I I don't know a Peter Parker Robin would be pretty cool. That, that, would, be that cool. would be a pretty neat deal. But I gotta well, go the other way. It. it would be funny too. He's like, all right, I'm Batman. Who are you gonna be? Well, I'm Spider Boy. I'm Bat Boy. That, that don't work. 
You can't use the spider. I don't like the spiders. Why? No, I'm afraid but, of spiders. But I want to be the spider boy. No, no, no. It has to something that flies. Yeah. All right. I guess I'm flying the flying raccoon. Boy. I'm the I'm the flying <laughs> raccoon. All right. There you go. The flying squirrel you are. Well, that's it, folks. You Walter thought they were raccoons for a second, didn't here. you? Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, flying raccoon is just somebody throwing a raccoon at me. Uh, Walt Gator 93 out of here. Like my chances of making playoffs in the Yahoo Fantasy Football. Ooh, He's 0-4. Winning, sure. <laughs> that's okay. But losing, not everyone can do that. And remember, it at least once every other day, you haven't thought about committing a crime. You are doing something wrong. And I, I may agree with that, though. I will tell you, and I believe that in the next mail section, Brandon's going to bring it up. Rafe is on a rampage. He does not want to lose in this year's uh, get fresh crew beep boop fantasy because of all the shit he got last uh, last year when well, he couldn't he was access talking his account. So much shit and he then couldn't all of access sudden, his oh, account. Uh, yeah, that's what he says. Oh, he is angry <laughs> and he is killing everybody and he is laughing at all of you. Everybody <laughs> listening that is part of this get fresh crew beep boop, boop, boop fantasy league. He is laughing at you on the reg. That's all he does. He wakes up every morning and laughs. He played Brandon last week. Was just laughing at Brandon, laughing at him. Said he sounds like he should be called Brandy. I said, indeed. (laughs) Indeed, you are correct. But that is it for the first section of mail. We're now going to go off to a proper green section. Ooh, wait. Are we going to be able to ring the bell? I finally got to put that in a section that is all you. Oh, no. We're going to be doing the green section now, and it is a all you. A good, old-fashioned, true and proper oh, green section. Good, you say? I don't know. I saw your scores for this section. I don't know what you're talking about. A yeah. good and proper <laughs> green yes. section. The wolf man. The wolf man, Eric. Is he green? Is the no. wolf man green? He's a Draculus. Is it Draculus? No, he's not a Draculus. Is it Draxula's green? He no, might he's be pale. green with envy uh, during the day. Yeah, the Draxulas, I don't know if you uh, you don't know this. They cannot go out during the day, Eric. They miss out on a lot. Unless of you're a reverse Draculas. Well, they, and reverse Draculas to me are not Draculas <laughs> at all. So there you go. The reverse Draculas are just people. Uh, I think that Draculas probably get upset. Because they don't get to, you know, go about during a regular day. A lot of things are shut off to the Draculas, like uh, possibly stores that aren't open all night. Luckily for well, the Draculas. It doesn't have to be all night. The sun goes down at a reasonable hour. Stores yeah, stay but open a lot of things. I went to go get soft pretzels at the soft pretzel place. That place closes at 6. The Draculas, you ain't getting no pretzels. The place closes at 6 o'clock. It closes at 6. That's Does when it? that thing. That, the yeah, Pretzel the, Factory. Yes, I, I'm That's sure ridiculous. that the problem is, is when when do you want them to stay open, though? 
You think they're going to stay up until nine o'clock at night? Yeah, so nine at eight o'clock, then you got to make a whole bunch of goddamn pretzels. Hey, I've worked at restaurants before that happens. Yeah, but that happens. But you're at a specific place that only serves soft pretzels. Other places, you start breaking things down and stuff like that. Don't work. They closed at six. We went to get uh, soft pretzels during an Eagles prime time game. They didn't even stay open for that. So they're not going to stay open. Well, any ends at the Q Mart. That's open until nine o'clock on the weekends, and not on Sunday. Not on Sunday, no. Yeah, because Sunday the Q Mart closes. So five o'clock. Not up until nine. So there you go. Friday and Saturday, nine o'clock. Yeah, but even then, I bet you if you go in at a certain time, they stop making those goddamn pretzels. I guarantee you. Plus, that any ends. Are you eating pretzels or are you eating just butter? Butter. That's I actually all they made, are. And the thing is, I actually brought that up. It's been so long since I had any ends, but I wanted a pretzel because I knew I wasn't going to go to the Philly Pretzel Factory. No. And I was at Walmart and they had the any ends there. And I got it. It's been so long. I'm like, this is just butter and jess is like Ooh, and she was all about it. i'm like you don't even like yeah. pretzels i just gonna buy you a stick of butter baby yeah just a stick of butter that's like uh my buddy jay said that really a lot of people so say gross. they like lobster but they really just want a delivery system for the butter <laughs> that's like and earlier those, i was eating some shrimp with a shrimp oh cocktail my. one of the, oh, I, the bought one of those, I got one of those rings at the walmart last night i'm like wolf, do man. i like shrimp or do i just really like cocktail sauce yeah and that's the problem is i'm, I'm not about to eat one without the other I'm on my strict diet. It's killing me. And I, at one point, I can have seafood. So yeah. I was going to have uh, some shrimp. And I and realized you're the one I told you. Because I thought, exactly. Yeah. That's why I went yeah, out and I got told it. you. I couldn't get it. I'm I gonna said, have all there's the no way I'm eating can't that. have because I'm a yeah. jerk. I'm not eating that shrimp <laughs> ring without that cocktail sauce. No. I can't do it. And I'm not allowed to have the cocktail sauce. Today, I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make some things. I had some turkey. Uh-huh. Uh, ground turkey uh-huh. and pretty much nothing else. Now, a lot of <laughs> so times you're I'll throw some that. Ground turkey is what you're well, telling me. Well, that's the problem. Is I usually would do this where I'll have some ground anything. I have something that I need to cook before it goes bad. So I throw yeah. the ground turkey into the pan, and I usually what I like to call it the bachelor chef is when I do this is you go into the fridge then and you grab whatever there is in there oh, yeah. and throw it in. So I go and do that. I'm like usually then I that's would call it a casserole, right? Yeah. Well, usually <laughs> I said. This ended up looking like a fried rice where the rice was actually turkey. But in the meantime, Weird. I'm like, well, I usually would throw cheese in there. Yeah. I usually would throw some, maybe even some barbecue sauce, something like that. Can't do any of that. So basically what I got, ground turkey with onions. Mm-hmm. I had some mushrooms, which I know you Gross. don't like. Yeah, yeah. And then I just got like got seven mush eggs. in the name. Why would anybody and want seven that? eggs in there. I threw right. it in. I could probably think of something that you that's, that's, I don't you like corn mush. Fried. You know what? I'm about well, it. Well, that's what I'm mushrooms. saying. I had that. Then there's only a couple condiments that I can use. Now, with this, mustard ain't working. Oh, mustard you can't do ain't hot working. sauce either, really. I can do hot sauce. Okay. If it's pure hot sauce. So I used Ain't nobody sauce. want that. <laughs> and then uh, salt and pepper. There you go. Salt has salt and pepper has become my favorite condiment, Eric. They're no longer spices; they are condiments. But I well, have there that. you are living strong. We're trying to lose yeah. this weight. You got this new diet going on, and here I am. I went and got dressed this morning, and I pulled out a t-shirt, like an undershirt I like to wear. Yeah, and it's one of my older shirts. Damn um, right. And I am exploding, and I hate myself. Yeah. It is the See? worst goddamn thing You're possible. You're going to have to go with me. You should have been with me. Uh, I'm at day nine of 30 of this initial phase, and I've lost about 20 pounds. So there you go. Though, well, again, I'm at most about people say- 20 yeah. since then myself. Well, even our boss oh. said, you said that you had been up, and he didn't know where you hide it. And I said, I started singing You Wear It Well by Rod Stewart for yeah. you. Uh, and usually what happens is I'll lose a lot of 20 pounds is a, is a reasonable That's amount of weight right. to lose. Nobody can tell. 
I'm telling you, this is this is my lot in life, though. It, it's better on well, the, you wear the fat flip end. clothes. Well, it's better on the flip end. Well, that's the clothes I always wear. That's yeah. the problem. I am not. And that's where I want to stress to you <laughs> and to everybody listening is for the most part, if I go even at my best shape ever. I wore the same clothes. I'm not taking my shirt off. I'm not showing off. All my of a sudden, you need to go out there like and you that. need to buy like a tighter shirt. Is that what you want to do? Yeah, I'm not doing that. You start wearing so some mild really shirts. It's only for me. But this is more of trying to get healthy and trying to force myself into eating a little more vegetables, which I'm allowed to eat an unlimited amount of vegetables. Yet I rarely <laughs> eat vegetables still. But hey, I'm eating snap peas and some some asparagus and some cauliflower. Is that how you say? I don't even know how to pronounce these things. I don't even know how to pronounce these things because the, these words never came Broke out of my mouth lie? before. What's this asparagus? I don't understand. Watch me, goose. I yelled to the asparagus. Speaking of speaking of goose, though, Aaron, this week I was driving. I was picking up my son, Zach. He was at the choir. This has nothing to do with goose, by the way. And uh, Logan had bought the uh, Carolina Reaper uh, cheese curls. Right. So he has these. They're supposed to be the most. It's the spiciest spice of the spicy world. Don't even know why world. you buy these. You can't so enjoy has, them. It's the same thing, though. They want to do it. It's almost like the no ball challenge yeah. when they're eating them. So he's eating these, and it's killing him. He, he can't eat. Them, but he wants he wants somebody to join in, but I can't. I can't eat these. So he says to me, "Come on, Dad. You have to try one." I said, "I cannot try even a lick of one. Let me smell them." So he pours some into my hand. All of a sudden, you're like, Chris like, Rock. Two or three. But I do want to smell <laughs> it. smell it? I wanted to smell if it would really like took my breath away. And it right, did. Right. So I smelled it. And then I gave them to him. He's eating them. And then I'm, we're waiting for Zach. We start driving. Somehow I wipe my eye, at my left eye. All of a sudden, shit started burning. See, I, I, I love actually, the way you put that to us. Not somehow that you got this stuff on your finger. It's somehow you wiped your eye. I'm like, no, that's, no. that's a natural thing that you just did no, there. It's okay. Well, I'm telling you, <laughs> I just wiped my eye, and all of a sudden, it started burning. I didn't even realize the connection at that point. Almost ran over two pedestrians that were crossing the street uh, across from the school. And I'm telling you that Zach and Logan legitimately say – that I was two feet away from killing two people. And I didn't think it was that close. But at this Look point, I'm driving does. one it eye. Kills people. I'm one eye. It's not, and that's the problem is you can't say this is the ghost pepper because this is like seven times hotter than the ghost oh. pepper. It's the Carolina Reaper. It is oh, the bad. Ghost, sorry. I, I don't yeah. know my terms. The Carolina oh, I'm Reaper. I'm telling okay. you, I was telling people and they're like, Carolina oh, that ghost Reaper pepper. I'm takes like, two no, young lives. this is the new one. I almost hit them. So I get it. always I come get up with home. something hotter? How is that possible? I, I don't know. They always do. That's the, they, they like, are genetic we, scientists. You, every time they say that, like, this is the hottest thing. Are we just like actually like building ourselves up like through yeah. evolution? Like well, when we no, put these twenty yes. put these twenty years ago? Oh, we were about, what, this is the hottest thing. Exactly. Oh the my jalapeno. god, the jalapeno. Jeez. I think that what happens is that people <laughs> have people have lost focus on the importance of things in life. You have the people where I told you <laughs> I met some people in college, and I believe that these guys could not tie their own shoes. They no. lived in squalor. Yet if they had pot. And didn't have anything to smoke it with. They became rocket scientists oh, yeah. and were building things like MacGyver. And I think that that's the number one thing. Number two are these people who are so busy. We have diseases. I don't know if you know this. We have not, not cured cancer yet. Oh, okay. And you have people out there that are so yeah, worried checked. more about genetic fusing of peppers and things <laughs> to come up with these peppers uh, and maybe one focus. day, one day, that'll lead to a back. cure. Maybe that's what'll happen. They'll come up with We're the Carolina. We're going to burn this cancer out of your body with some Carolina Reaper. 
the the El Santo it'll be called, and that'll cure AIDS somehow with that. The it, super just, devil pepper. Oh yeah. It'll just burn the shit out of everyone. You know how you it actually it will work. The way you cure these things, it, it, you die from something else. And then you don't blame the disease. But yeah. so I, I do this. I wipe my eye. I get home. It's burning. It's burning so much. I, I think that I am diseased at this point. Now I wear contacts. So usually what happens with this, I still haven't made the connection. I, I'm saying, oh, man, I think my contact. Now, I have daily wear contacts, Aaron. Sure you do. Sure you do. I don't kind of wear them daily. They are yearly wear contacts. So occasionally I get some problems, like maybe a scratch of the cornea. Oh, Maybe even a uh, an eye disease. You know disease what? Maybe you do have diseases. Even. So I figure it's that. So what happens is now this is where I think the real problem started again is I pulled out my contact. And as you know, what I do usually to clean it and put it yeah, back yeah, is put it in my mouth. Oh, put God. it in my mouth and put it back. And I you think I mixed man. everything. Now, I didn't eat the stuff, so it wasn't in my saliva. No, it's just the black I, pepper I you had on still, your eggs earlier. I still know. I probably still had shit on my hand. So I put – now I'm. it's on fire. I take it out. Within an hour, my 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 eyes fuse shut. I cannot see. I'm walking around Carolina like goddamn Reaper. Popeye. I'm telling you, yeah, I am what I am. I'm, I'm Giant sitting there. forearms and, and everything. So somehow. I, I basically, yeah, I know. I used to have bigger forearms. I said, still hate spinach. Though. Uh, I said to Tanya, who I have somehow thought was Brutus. Could you imagine think, opening a can of spinach and just letting that slide uh, in your the mouth? Worst, the worst. That just sounds like it's the, the worst. worst thing possible. No, the worst is when you see those YouTube videos with the people who eat make those canned chickens. You ever oh, see yeah, those geez, whole chickens? Oh, my God. Disgusting. That almost makes me vomit. But so around 1030, I'm trying to go to bed. I can't. I cannot go to bed. This is burning. I'm flushing out my eye. I'm doing all this crazy stuff. I was going to go actually get eye flush from. Right. I couldn't drive. I could not open. And when the one eye was closed, so shut. I like the to think was that's kind of at that point, you know, Zach, who was you know trying to get his license stuff like that, he comes no, to the rescue, right? No, he didn't come to the rescue. I think he was in bed. Papa, was school it's night, finally so my time. Up, it is no, my boy. No, 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 my son. I ended up calling in for work. This was uh, Monday night. No, uh, no. I called him from work, and then realized, but halfway through Tuesday, when my eye was still sealed shut. You didn't go to work either. No, no. <laughs> like, oh, no. And usually what they tell me is, uh, usually when you're not there, I get the brunt of it. They yell. Who knows who they were yelling at that day? We weren't Royer. there. So we did our reviews, probably. And yeah. then he went and peed out the back door. But yeah, yeah. I, I had a rough week. I, it continued last night. We're recording all the books tonight on Saturday night, which throws our whole week off because sure I've had recording problems. Uh, something went wrong with the, the computer and all He's this got stuff. Eye problems, this, recording problems, yeah. computer problems. Guys got problems, problems, everybody. I got problems. Well, we're going to start now with the green section. So we're going to talk gonna about this in the it. green section. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, you have to. We don't have a lot of books. I, I had these stories here to tell. We only got like two sections of books for me and you. So I got to tell at some How point. How many stories we told in that first section? Uh, that first back. section to me uh, <laughs> is a little less storytelling because huh. we want to get. I mean, the reason why we did the shorter intro was to get to the books because all those people complaining. They don't want to hear this. Now they're no. settled in there. The, the people, the haters, for the, the haters are gone. The haters have left. Now they're here. And now we just, and when the haters leave, it's my duty to create more haters. And that's what oh. I do with this. When they're like, I just want to hear about the green section. I don't care about your goddamn eye. But here we are. Here we are at the green section, Eric. And uh, like I said, you say it's a good green section. You no, did no, I not say mean it's a the good quality. and proper, as proper it is a green good and section. Proper. It would be. How about if we had threshold in here? Would that make it an even better green section? No, no, threshold, no. Eric. Threshold. We can go back Nobody and review threshold. 
I actually uh, looked at Threshold today. Made me giggle. Made me giggle. We liked it in in retrospect, but we're going to go now. We're going to start with what, Eric? Green Lanterns number 56, written by Dan Juergens, with art by Mike Perkins, Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. It's the penultimate issue of Green Lanterns, and because of that, this issue was forced as hell to get cyborgs to go back to Coast City to try to stir some sales out of this fan base along nostalgia alone. There's no reason for really anything in this issue, and I'm happy that it's almost over now, and that it's now that its creators have run into the ground. God damn that Ding. thing. Ding ah. sound. I don't have it loaded up, Eric. Oh, I'm, thank I'm doing God. this in a different deal. Ding sound. Are, you were you done? Prepared, Did you finish yeah, that yeah, then? Yeah, yeah, I actually was trying to finish it up because my mouth. That ding sound is something like, you know, it pierces through me. It's like a trigger. It gets me really scared. What is that, Eric? What did you say? What, what did you say in there? Ah, yes, I got it now. All it takes is a second. Uh, yeah, th- this is weird. Uh, this whole book kind of, once Sam Humphreys left, it, it kind of lost its direction a bit. You had Tim Seeley jump on. I think once Sam Humphreys was still on, it lost its direction no, a bit. it did, but at least you had things remember, going forward. the once, hate seed, the rage oh, seed? Oh, I remember, but this is the problem, is once Tim Seeley jumped on, he kind of seemed to be there to, to kind of get some of that stuff in line, but didn't, and then he got kicked off for Dan Jurgens. Since Dan Jurgens has been on, I thought, and what you thought as well at one point, we thought that this book was going to try to line up with Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. They were both ending, and you were heading towards the Green Lantern by Grant Morrison. So right. we thought that everything would have been around the way to set up the ending of these Green Lantern books. Instead, this part with Dan Jurgens is all over the place. They have ended some things. They've gone back. Well, to I'm some telling things. you, the only thing I th- th- the only reason I think Dan Jurgens is on here is because he went to Dan Didier or whoever he has to go into in charge of DC and say, "Cyborg Superman was still in the fortress. We got to do something about it." All well, right, Dan, that, get on. So it. they had to do that, and now I think that that included is going to be kind of the. Go back to Coast City. It's very forced here. Like you said, this issue and doesn't have much to go even to get Simon to get that with. gun back. Like, why would we need to yeah. have Simon go back to the... I'm telling you, I'm not going to complain about that because that's the one aspect of this yeah, that I do enjoy that we, you know, it's going backwards in a, like, a way a characteristic is, but that's a characteristic I actually liked about the character, so I don't mind going back to it. But besides that, and Cyborg Superman getting out of Fortress of Solitude, I really don't see any purpose. Like, well, why I do we have to bring up purpose. The, the Ravagers and The only other purpose to me. They, I think they're just throwing that out there for them yeah. to have something to do. I think that this sets up Hal Jordan going back to Coast City. He's going to fight Cyborg Superman, obviously, and that's going to be where he decides, listen, I'm kind of done with this whole thing. I want to go as a singular space cop. Something has to lead to Hal Jordan in the Grant Morrison book because that's what he's going to be by himself as a space cop. And I think that that's what has been pushed into this that Eon and Ravager stuff is just nonsense. I think that it was just thrown in there to keep the others busy because the Ravagers, to me, even in this, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Eon's it nothing. serves no person. I'm telling you that. What about the mining that we were doing for, on freaking Penelos? You know, yeah, like it's like just like weird. And again, story, maybe and that, that is my biggest problem with it because the whole idea of the Force Nature, like we had issue after issue of setup of what we were going to do. We had, oh my God, Eon showed up. He kicked the shit out of John Stewart. Oh my God, the Ravagers. Oh my God, Penelops. Like, yeah. We have all of these things going just to have that big reveal. Cyborg Superman is the one behind it. And even now, it's like, I'm going to take over the Green Lantern Corps. And even when you see him in this issue, he's like, I forgot how sweet it was, complete and total control. And like, um, and once the, we get the to the end that, of this issue, yeah. he doesn't care about that at all. No, the, it, it, the only, the only other on. thing... Yeah, the only other thing is they do try to tie the Ravagers deal of, hey, you want to mine a sentient planet? Sound Ooh, good, wait. right, guys? You know us. Uh, we're space miners here. 
<laughs> Ravagers. Really? That's what you're doing. Here. I don't know, ahoy, but yeah, yeah. But I, I just think that all of this now, at some point, they're like, listen, you know, Jessica's off in Just League Odyssey. You're gonna have no book for Simon, who, and also we have a Green Lantern who seems to have been killed in the uh, Heroes in Crisis. We say that we, it may be Simon, so even the then you don't have to set up, is, yeah. and then you don't have to set up anything. No. For him, you have, you know, Guy and all these, they're not going off to anything. So you really have to end with what is going to go forward. And they already had, like, this is the weird thing about this Green Lantern's book. It's happening now. Obviously, we've already ended how Jordan the Green Lantern Corps. Right. That was the book with the big ending. You know what I mean? Rings a fly, you know, wing rings away. And oh, man, we're a core. <laughs> oh, rings guys, a fly. Uh, yeah, rings a fly. And uh, I guess we're going to have to deal with the recruits coming there. You want to get a At beer? some point, but don't worry. You won't that, see that, that on the panel page. Yeah, but that seemed like more of the you know go and do the victory lap ending yeah. that we would expect you can't really do it again right here so it's gonna i think it's just gonna go off they're gonna be like they're gonna contact hal next issue hey by the way how we took care of the ravagers and eon all righty i'm fighting cyborg superman when i'm done i think i need some hal jordan thinking time and i'm gonna go off because i don't know how they're gonna end because the end would kind of end like the Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps again. The yeah, only no, thing that there, I think that they'll do. There's nothing in my do. mind that you really have to set up because everybody, for the most part, is already off doing something else. No, and they're the just the Green Lantern go. Corps, they're just going to do Green Lantern Corps stuff. You don't got to keep telling them. They're just going to go. That's what that. I'm yeah. saying. That's why I don't think they're really setting up anything really big except but for this for final Hal issue. I'm telling you, they're trying to get a hold of fanboys like me who grew up with you know the reign of Superman leading into the parallax, leading into Kyle Rayner, you're the Emerald Dawn and stuff like that. Because this whole thing is something that shaped me as a dc fan as a young kid yeah. the whole idea of cyborg superman blew up coast city driving hound jordan state these are dominoes that fell that made me a gigantic fan of the green yeah. lantern and cyborg superman as a whole and as the a phantom villain. ring right the and, phantom no, ring no, no, that no. was like, involved the phantom ring, you know like <laughs> and even that this whole idea we got the green lantern core they're in a stasis field they're like there's nothing they can do because you know no. cyborg superman for some reason can make their rings work against them so there's and it's nothing funny they can he kill. keeps saying the thing that gets me through this whole thing is the idea well they're like kilowog says i haven't recharged my ring houses i haven't hey we can just fight each other and and they make it seem at some points cyborg superman has worked on the rings and done things without like not just construct stuff so he seems to be able to control them all around yeah. but now they just go don't use them or he can use it against us. I think he could use them against them anytime. Yeah, we all. saw it happen in here. Yes, that that's what gets me this whole issue. Where they're what like, the f- I guess. And how many times do they say, "Hey, no rings. We got to punch." All right, I love punching. It just keeps going on and I, I, I'm on. I'm saying, though, the idea of the Phantom Lantern, though, which seemed to be the big thing to bring back for this, like if we have to put a pin in yeah. this, like if that is the whole end of the series, we got to put a pin in the Phantom Lantern and somehow find a way to finally destroy it because it's bullshit. We have not seen it act the way it worked with Frank Lomensky no. the entire time that Cyborg Superman has used it. So no. when he goes up to Hal and says, like, I know you're afraid. You you know, Green Lantern is supposed to be like able to overcome great fear. I know you're afraid because about – he starts talking about Coast City. And the yeah. idea that the fear, like the yellow like energy took over using the like the Phantom Lantern ring and made him leave to go take – you know, put this fear in Hal, I can see that being – but, but since it's not set up and you don't even see it in this issue – it doesn't make sense for him to leave and go back to Coast City yeah. for absolutely no reason for what he's doing all these other issues. And I'm like, if you would have set it up, you could have had a clear and direct reason for this. But you didn't do it, Dan Jerkins. No, you didn't. Now, would you be surprised? I mean, to the point where 
it may even floor an Eric Shea if they go back to Coast City and that's how they tie up Parallax being off in space somewhere, recharging as he was when we last saw him in this continuity. Would that shock the hell out of you if Parallax oh, came I, back? I don't need that right now. <laughs> I really can't. don't. They can't do that. They completely uh, writ- written I, that I off. I can't even remember off started. the top of my head he just what went happened off to, to He went off to get Did more he have a power. Host? He said that he oh, had to I'm fly sorry. off. You're, I'm, to sorry. Power when said, up. I'm sorry. When you said parallax, actually, you're talking about zero hour parallax. How Jordan yeah. zero hour parallax? Not the entity that came parallax. Back I got out, you. No, yes, yes. That came back out of oh, convergence and can was you in imagine, this yeah. continuity. If that zero he was in this hour how Jordan parallax came back, you know, now he has that telos oh power. That'd be crazy. It'd be so funny. It'd but be you know so what? hilarious. I'd be happy to see it because I like a a nice tied up knot right there. I I figured you would like that, that it would tie things up. Now, while this is all going on with Cyborg Superman, where really, like you said, he has the Green Lantern Corps in stasis. They can't use their rings because if they do, Cyborg Superman will control them against them. Uh, They start just punching people. But while this is going on, you have Simon come back to get John. And and for them to just it's such punch a weird people, idea that- too because we we had John right away you know he got his ass kicked and almost killed by Eon to the point where he hasn't been in any of the issues because he's been in yeah. stasis and being operated on just trying Which to be I kept forgot. alive. I actually exactly. forgot so all about I, him and like. That's the whole point of John because Simon can't do it alone. Like we have to get John out so he can be the secret weapon when he comes back. It's, you know, John. It's, to me, it's military just man. The, it's the force deal of having to have everybody involved. So you have Simon like, hey, buddy, you know, get you out of stasis. You better be ready to fight because we're going to fight. But don't use the rings because Cyborg Superman's there. I kind of let him out and he's, he's controlling stuff. But if you don't use the ring, I think that he's a little bit preoccupied. He won't see us coming. And everything is really forced. And it's all forced. And by the end, And even like that you because say, John got the crap kicked out of him. I don't know at what point. I'm just saying they're like uh, – I think his ring might be okay because I don't think he charged since he got his ass kicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's just an odd deal. And it's weird out of nowhere. Kilowog just yells, I didn't hey, charge my either. Yeah, Shut up, and so while this is all going on, you still have Eon, and then Eon gets shot. I know you want shot. play, man, but get out of yeah, here. I know. It's ridiculous. Uh, John and Simon come out, guns a-blazing. They they shoot Eon. Uh, we hardly knew you oh, pretty poor much. Eon. He goes down. You, you poor energy-based uh, character, and that's it, all I know weird. about it's you. Like, is there any – there's been times that this has happened, but am I wrong in saying that Eon seemed like that was some sort of idea that they had – that would have continued as like we may not have even seen Cyborg Superman if this all would have just kept going. For some if reason, we would I have think this, this is the setup where Dan Jurgens once he gets on another book, like long term, he's going to bring Eon it back. It really does feel like Eon by issue 60 would have been like this big bad. And we would have been like, man, Eon really kicked ass. Man, uh, he but really he's rose just, through the ranks, didn't he? He was just there. All of a sudden, <laughs> he was this mysterious I know. He was this mysterious <laughs> guy who really seemed to be able to just, you know, pretty much at the snap of a finger was able to just take care of all the Green Lanterns. He's a magic to basically man. then being a general to the Ravagers to now just being a sidekick. They got taken in out. command to yeah, Cyborg so Superman. Because Cyborg Superman is just like, yep, I'm heading back to the city. And then he goes. And by the end, the, the problem with this, and I think you did actually say it. I was more looking for the ding sound effect, Eric, but yeah, I yeah. do think you said it in your intro there, the blurb, 
is by the time that you end with Cyborg Superman, he has hit, he's hit Coast City with a few days to kill, Eric. Well, and when he gets it's, there, it wipes everything out. Everything else is like, oh, that didn't matter. I guess we're just going to, you know, I, now I, he's it in really Coast City. Just, it, it, it kills me, that whole idea. The, like the first thing he says, like I talk about the house, he, like sweet it is, he's missed the idea of complete yeah. and total control, which he had. And since he still yeah. controls the majority of the Green Lantern rings, there's no way the Green Lanterns could have fought back, especially with the Ravagers and the Eon fighting with them. So the idea that he just leaves them and just doesn't even think about controlling the rings so the rest yeah. of the people get their asses kicked. I'm like, what just happened? Why? Yeah. Why did we do this? It doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you, you're going to force this Coast City aspect that does not need to be forced again because I love the story when it happened because it happened yeah. like you know through a natural progression and it led to a Amazing we had this a kind of and a little in say, the DCYOU hey guys, as remember well. this? Yeah, I'm we like, almost had I, that a I little. Do. It was good. Remember, they Don't kind of up. forced it with Parallax, the Zero Hour Parallax, a little in the DCYOU with the Renegade book. They were trying to kind of get that sort of deal again. And it's just like you said, it just doesn't hit anymore. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, too, because they're fighting. They're fighting. They take down Eon. They're they're punching people. And then like, hey, where, where's, where's Hank? Where, where'd he go? He's not here. How do you know? Because I made the the Phantom Ring. Oh, Rami, you did, didn't you? <laughs> and I, just before we end, because there's really not much more to talk about, but I will say I agree with you completely that the Phantom Ring is not working the way no. it was before Frank Leminski put on. Now you can say, oh, well, Frank Leminski was insane. And so was Cyborg Superman. You know, he's not exactly the most sane because what he would do, he'd put on the ring and you would cycle through your emotions, which would determine what sort of lantern you were. And yeah. it was a kind of a neat thing because if all of a sudden, and, and it, didn't they he sam humphreys when he did it he didn't do it enough where like all of a sudden you'd see you know frank leminski hoping for something and he turned to a blue lantern he didn't take it far enough i thought but this with cyborg superman at first he seemed like he was going to be a white lantern now he just seems to be a a badass i I mean really he doesn't do much that you're going to yourself like oh my god uh, you know, now I can see what that Phantom Lantern's all about. And some people, this is the only story they've read, read with the Phantom Lantern. And I don't think they're going to go out of this knowing anything about it because it doesn't. Y- you would think Cyborg Superman would try to take control of the benefits or the, you know, the quirkiness of the ring. I think that Dan Jurgens wants Cyborg Superman in this book. I don't think he wants any parts of this Phantom Lantern, so he's just making it a all-powerful Lantern ring. Oh, like you said, pretty much magical to yeah. this point, just to get Cyborg Superman to have it and get out of there and uh, head to Coast City. So there you go. You go to Coast City. That's how we're going to end the series next issue. Sadly. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it's it is sad, and it has had a couple. You know, you had Tim Seeley on, then he got kicked out. You had a couple, uh, you know, one shots, and then Dan Jurgens. But the book to me has lost any sort of direction and any sort of reason to be around because before that, was, the reason why we liked it was Simon and Jessica. They're hardly in there. I mean, Jessica, really, if she yells about Penelops one more time or or just with the I like all of a sudden she went from this anxiety, you know, ridden tough girl. I really liked that was standing up for herself and things to be the cheerleader of everything. I knew Simon wasn't bad with this big (laughs) smile. I'm like, that's all you did. All issue is just yell that. But nonsense. What'd you give it? I like the art enough in this issue, but it's just the story and the characters are so far removed from what they should be, and it's forced to, to get to where they need to for this final issue that I gave it a fuck you five. 
Yeah, I didn't like the art as much. I thought it was a little too gritty for for what I like we the way had gotten Superman before. And, yeah, I just don't like the backgrounds. Everything was darker than I would have liked and stuff like that. So I'm actually going to give it a 4.5. And I haven't gone that low on this book in a long time. It, just by the end, once Cyborg Superman heads off to Coast City, huh. like I said it, it pretty much nullifies everything that we've read in the past months to just say, oh, well, they were just going to go back to Coast City, whatever. So I don't really care. But the next book is one that a lot of people liked and a lot of people went a little gaga for. I think they went a little too gaga uh, <laughs> because of the subject matter. And, and uh, that does happen. But what is it? Green Arrow number 45, written by Joey Benson and Shauna Benson, with art by Javier Fernandez, John Cleese, and D. Ron Bennett. It's Roy Harper's funeral, and while this has to, its emotional moments, it seems that the Bensons wanted to play things a little too loose with having heroes as their secret identities, but still talk about superhero things in this issue. Oliver runs the gamut of emotions and has himself some revisionist history, but in the end, even with the terrible art, this isn't the worst thing that ever happened, and it's you know it has some touching times. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Eric. That's a very loose uh, blurb there for you. Sure was. I, I, I agree, though. Uh, the problem is is they want you to have a funeral, and they the Bensons are there to point out, listen, there's going to be some people that aren't superheroes, so we have to go. Our faces are our masks here, that whole deal. Uh, I don't know why they did that. Why didn't they just have Roy being buried in this? I mean, this is a pretty remote place in the point where it seems like only two or three people aren't superheroes. I mean, they even uh, Green Arrow points out the idea. Oliver says, boy, this is really remote. We have to go here. He'd probably be laughing at us. In the meantime, He's having the, last all, laugh. the only reason why you don't have them in costumes is because they have to throw at you this woman who was in rehab with Roy and yeah. Roy helped her. And I didn't need that. I really didn't need that for this. Now, and that, there's you know, the explanation things. through her that this is the yeah. place that Roy realized he wanted to get sober. Yeah. I mean, really, you want to do that? You get Killer Croc there. Boom, you're done. It just have Killer Croc. I kind of wish a, Killer Croc was yeah, here in some that's aspect. All we you know, we have, have Cheshire here in the background, but not Killer yeah. Croc, which and, seems and, weird. And if for you how think that there's some was craziness, to Roy's character yeah. throughout the New 52. Yeah. Have, have Batman actually there and have him go and get Croc from Amanda Waller and say, listen, I'll owe you whatever you want you know you, you could say in the meantime batman being there with croc that and croc wouldn't be there to wreck house he'd no. be there for roy you'd even have some emotions where croc could get a little mad and say you guys are supposed to be these heroes you know what happened here you know i'm the villain here but look what you did and it would have been so much better and just the idea that hey we we can't say we're superheroes for this and then people start yelling the justice league you and you and this and i'm like really that girl's going off she's making a minute on tmc well, not only that but you know the whole idea of like you know oliver screaming why is bruce wayne not here you know yeah. and anybody's listening you know oh he's off trying to find roy's kid i'm like what yeah that billionaire playboy what's he doing but yeah and and this is the thing this issue to me is important but it's not important because of what's in it it's very important to me because after heroes in crisis last week people were like oh man that was just a hologram that didn't matter that t-. you open this up and you're like Uh-oh. oh shit that was real and that's the main thing it has nothing to do with what was in it but i really like that they actually got some synergy ready and, and you know something together where you open this up and you're like, oh yeah, I guess it was real. Holy crap! Uh, but yeah, they're having this eulogy and the things just come off 
really forced to me. And I know the Bensons have hardly been on the Green Arrow book. So I can't imagine that, you know, I'm expecting them to, you know, really nail this 100%. Like, I think this is a classic for the ages. Maybe there'd be a way that you get like a, I don't know, is Mike Grell, he alive, Eric? Get somebody that's a legacy guy. You know, and and have them guest write something like this to with characters that are real important to them. But with this, it just seems like an aside issue that's supposed to have feels. But because Oliver is so angry, it, it kind of threw off a bit of the stuff to me. Well, and I yeah, don't know, you, for it, some reason, the anger aspect is the thing that played the best off for me, just because of the I fact that like we it. have this box of the like, you know, that Martian Manhunter game that can destroy the Just League, and the idea that like you guys, you you. You are, yeah. and that's the thing is, I know like Oliver to be angry, and he's always pissed at the Just League, all classic stuff, yeah. and the stuff that they might do that he might not agree with. So the fury that he has here, and the idea that he might use this box because Roy said, and I just like to imagine. Martian Manhunter's not there. He's keeping them psychic channels open. And any mention of the box, he is there mentally. Like, oh, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, Oliver. You can't well, go whoa, do whoa, stuff whoa. like this. No, the, the thing that should be is Martian Manhunter should get his ass right where they are and say, where's this box? You just proved that you cannot handle it because you can't. I know that this is Roy. I know that he died. It's not as if any of the heroes at this point that we know are responsible. Yeah, they set up this thing, but Oliver's had a lot of things he set up that have blown up in Seattle and things like that that he was not responsible for. And so when he goes half cock like that to go from step A to Z of you, you let him die. Now I'm just going to kill all of you. It's a little too much. It's a little too much to force that box thing in. I, I wish that it was a little more low key that he may have like gone off and looked at the box and kind of thought like, this is something that I, I wish I could do, but I can't. But he comes off as a lunatic at that point in my mind. And it is, you know, he's going crazy. Just, like, with, what a joke. You're all high and mighty. Mind. Shh, the squares, the straights are over yeah, here. You can't be talking I mean, about yeah, that. Yeah, he keeps yelling it and he keeps yelling that stuff. But yeah, you, you get, you know, Donna Troy talks and, and, the problem I have is you start right away and they're all there at, at the uh, the casket. They're doing yeah. their little eulogies. They're doing their stuff. And I'm sitting there and some of the fun of these types of scenes, even though it is a grim scene, would be to pick out the characters. But the art's so bad that I, yeah, have, I have no, no idea, idea half of them. I'm telling yeah. you, at one point, you have the one woman. It's like, I told him I'd see him soon. As Oliver's saying, you see a woman crying and then they're going to. I thought that that was Donna Troy. It actually, and I know that this would be something that could be confused. It's actually yeah. Wonder Woman. But uh, even so, I'm like, that's not something that I'd want to have like signed at, a, at a, a show or anything. It's nonsense. One person I thought was actually Bruce Wayne. Looked like big Bruce Wayne. There. The only way you can tell um, that you know Green Lantern's there, besides for Oliver saying it, is he has a yelling. black and green yeah. striped shirt. Yeah, he's got a green, and it's the worst shirt ever. What is he thinking? But like, where's that's Barry a- Allen here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I think that maybe they didn't bring Barry in because of the whole idea of then you have to kind of bring Wally into the discussion. They didn't want to do that. But yeah, basically, they're having the eulogies. You do have uh, Roy's brother. Well, we get some recap going on, too. Yeah, like Not yeah. only that, with like, you know, we had the callback to Roy's, you know, adopted brother from when they were growing up and uh, the Native American beau. But like. When we have to like, yeah, Roy was with me the other day when I was trying to take down this dirty pilot or yeah. this dirty developer kind of thing. And then I became, you know, the, the citizens, you know, like, you know, uh, first primary yeah. target. I'm like, yeah, why we're we reading this series. I guess this? that they're they're thinking maybe some people will pick this up that oh, just maybe. read Heroes in Crisis because it that is a sense. time. But 
a lot of this stuff ends up being these victory lap scenes that we don't like where you're seeing a, oh no, my ward a junkie. Ah. And then, you know, Donna Troy running through the woods with Roy and almost falling off the deal. And I'm like, really this, I, I know that these are the things that we get in an issue like this. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that we just had heroes in crisis happen. Right. And we right. talked about it. We talked about that on the Patreon. So if you didn't hear that, I'll tell you, we said we didn't have much emotion when we no, saw Roy and film. Wally, it didn't give us much emotion. So maybe that's where I'm coming from. I'm coming from the idea where it didn't really get that much emotion from me and Roy. And we love Roy, but him dying in that issue didn't really do anything for us. And now you get to this and it just seems like a book that's made to try to make me care more than I do. And it just, like I said, that's why the anger and the over the top anger, I know that, you know, Oliver would be mad. I think that they're playing with the idea of it's misdirected anger. Eventually he realizes he should have done more, uh, you know, but even then, I just we we hardly got Roy in this book. We have, you know, this isn't the book we had Roy. We had him in the Titans book, but even so, we haven't had a lot of Roy no. since. And the the biggest moments with Roy that we've had were recently in that uh, last the, Titans of the previous yeah, team and the uh, Red Hood, the Red right. Hood and the Outlaws Annual there, and that was emotional. We really, and when we said, "Oh no, he's going off to the sanctuary," <laughs> that really gave us some emotions. This didn't really do it for me. It and it was didn't. a weird and- scene too, where like, you know, he like, you know, he's going through the all the like, you know, the stages of grief here. It seems like at some point the anger and then the like the bargaining where yeah. he goes to hell and yeah. says, Dude, can you, you know, bring him back? Use your your all powerful ring. And it's such a weird thing for him to say because that's how Oliver came back in Kevin yeah. Smith's, you know, quiver story where Parallax, when Hal became Parallax, he used all of his power to recreate Oliver's body. And that's yeah. what the basis of that series was to bring uh, like, you know, Oliver Queen back to life. Back and it's just such life. a weird thing that like it's almost cold out here, but it's not quite yeah, like that's it's, not in continuity anymore. That, but yeah, it's an idea. that's the problem. That's the problem. I think that they don't want to go too far uh, because of the continuity, but it kind of is a wink, wink at it, and kind of goes with like you know me, me and Green, and me and Hal, we were great. We were great together. I remember when we found my ward, a junkie, and you know, know. you go from that and. I, I don't mind the scenes. Like I said, you even For some have reason, where- instead of this, like, you know, you see the downfall of Roy Harper at times. I would have liked to seen like the really good times. If people had during the yeah. eulogy would have talked about that. And it became an anthology issue where it's just yeah. a book ended by a funeral. Yeah, with that, though, it is all the bad times. And then uh, Oliver starts to realize that he kind of, I like the lines. Some of the lines I really like. I like, I was his boss's disciplinarian. I thought I knew best, but I didn't know what was best for him. And you see them there. But the panel above, they're walking through Seattle. Uh, Who's that chubby girl that Oliver's walking with? Because I don't recognize her. It's Roy. It's Roy. (laughs) It looks terrible. Uh, But yeah, and you get this, you know, forced deal where he is sitting with the girl who was in the rehab and again this woman must be like what is going on they're yelling justice league they're doing all this and i like this scene though that that's i'm glad this scene's I'm there you, this scene works very well it just doesn't work well with the rest of the story no, i wish that what happened was they had this funeral roy went back to seattle or roy oliver went back to seattle and this girl came to find him or he found her, whatever it would be, this Annie. And uh, then he can talk and say like, hey, what was going on? How did you know Roy? Oh, you know, I, I found out I was in recovery with him. I did that. That would have been a lot better than the forcing of her being at a funeral where it keeps them all from 
not saying anything, but they say stuff at that, at that point, Oliver is going to use the box to just kill the justice league. And yeah, he wants to, you know, go on and, and try to make things right from here. I just, at the end of this, I don't think that this makes the green arrow book any better and I, I'm and I really afraid, think that we're just going to go back to the yeah, citizen that's what and I'm not afraid. deal with this anymore. Like I'm afraid that we're going to get the queen. citizen. Yeah, and that this was just written and shoved in that there will not be anything for the next couple issues. Yes, we may get back to it three issues from now when they catch back up to that. But yeah, you're just going back to Citizen Queen, and I don't think that that is going to play well. As you read these, and maybe this would have been better served as, like you said, a one-shot type deal. Yeah, I know that they don't want to get people mad with a lot of tie-ins or one-shots or whatever. But maybe a one-shot Roy Harper anthology. I would have loved a one-shot, anthology. the funeral of Arsenal have, or Roy have, Harper. Yeah. I think that's great. Have it, yeah, yeah, have it be you know, a little extra sized and have a couple different writers and artists. Maybe then you could get some other people. And then if you did or that, I'm telling you. just not have this artist. Yeah, well, if you get some big guys, I mean, even Ben Percy, bring him back for one little story. People seem to love his run, but it would make Part it of an mean age. more. <laughs> it would make it mean more, though. It, this is just the Bensons. They've hardly written any Green Arrow, and now they get thrown in on this. And it's fine. There's nothing completely wrong with it. It's just, it's just, it just doesn't didn't have the seem, impact it should for yeah, a superhero's funeral that you actually end, loved. Yeah. At the end, I was just like, oh, well, there you go. We saw and some like, scenes. I'm saying, and, and the art did it no favors. Well, I'm telling you, this big thing. No, I'm like, I you know, didn't like the There's art no way, all. even if it was an amazing story, that I could have given this. You know, Say it's a perfect story. I couldn't have given it a perfect score because of how bad the art is. Because yeah. I'm telling you, we show like up that funeral. Art. I'm like, I have no idea who's at this and, funeral. And in our defense, we've never really liked Javier Fernandez, but we like Last Issue of his art. So I thought he was yeah. turning it around. Maybe the thing is, though, we're getting a – I don't know if this wasn't rushed. Because of the way this is lined up, and maybe this is rushed Javier, which is you know not the Javier that you ever want, because I didn't like the art at all. And I thought that this ended up being a big miss uh, when it could have been something special. But what did you give it on the side? I gave this issue a 6.5 out of 10, and that's pretty much, you know, I found moments in this where I see, saw the emotion, and I really wanted to have that in this yeah. issue. And it's just... It never played as far as it could have, like as well as it could have, but there were still moments that I really enjoyed despite the art itself. And I'm going to be really sad if we don't get to, you know, have more talks about Roy Harper and what he meant to everybody else. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to give it a six uh, total. And a lot of that is, you know, the art and the the story's okay. It just, it didn't do enough for me. And that whole thing with the box seemed very forced for him to just fly off the handle like that. That kind of seems like for the anger that was involved, he has this thing that could kill all these people and he blames all of them or not kill them, but stop them. Here's the thing though, is you also have all the like... It, it to me that's something then and you can say that this is where he, all the grief he's hit him or whatever man. but he's probably had three days since he found out and now he's at the field i'm gonna get them with the box and it just seemed way over the top for me and just to mention and maybe even a little wink wink so that we remind everybody what that box Which I think is, is and good that, because i think a lot of people do forget he has, he has it, it. Well, if you're not reading Green Arrow, you might have some problems anyway. You would have really forgotten it. But yeah. uh, yeah, as the box, I mean, what's in the box there? Because they say. I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. It's, is it Gwyneth Paltrow's head in the box? I hope That'd not. be funny if it was. But we're going to go off now. You're sick Martian Manhunter. That would be so great. Uh, we're going to go off to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim 
with mail section number two we're going to start with my man pete from myc pete from myc says what up jimmy jam america's witch priest (laughs) and the fresh cup poop poop what's up pete last weekend i loaded up the car and headed to the poconos with the family we were spending a long weekend in an indoor water park resort long story short it was complete nonsense it was so bad i agreed to make the three-hour drive to cape may after we were on the road for a bit my wife started nagging to go to target to pick up some supplies i finally said okay when she tells me the next target is in dot 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 Quaker Town, U.S. of A. Oh I felt like I was on the Weird Science DC reality <laughs> tour. Saw the famous Aldi, and there was a strange-looking Red Robin. There is right there. The highlight had to be the toy section of Target. Knowing I walked in the path of you, one the thing Eric is, I, I, I would usually go to Target. For some reason, I have not been to Target in the past two weeks, and yeah. that's really odd for me. I told him. I told him when he, he mentioned this to me, and I'm like, ooh, Eric might have been there. That's the thing. They even had a triple the, changer. If you looked at the Transformers, you have stood in the footsteps of me. Yes. And he walked by. He drove by Aldi. That is the Aldi I go to. The Best Buy was right there. He probably saw all that. Five below. Yeah. It was a donkey that transformed a a log of shit that changed to a picture of Henry Winkler. That didn't that happen. That was the triple You're change. Liar. That sounds like the greatest triple change I've ever heard I of in my life. Quaker Down seemed a lot nicer than you make it sound. Now, did really, you talk to the you people? Went, well, here's the thing, though. He went off of the turnpike. Mm-hmm. Went down the road, made a left, and then basically the went he back. Bypassed he bypassed our Quaker town where, that we know. And, and really, that's the thing. Uh, where, and Pete, this is just for you, think in your mind, where you did make a turn onto 309. That if left, you would have yeah. went straight. Or right. Or yeah, yeah. If you would, He probably would have went left. If you would have went straight, you were three minutes from my house. You could have just pulled right up and started honking. I would have ignored you, but you could have honked. You could have been there. But it was a donkey. Oh, it <laughs> seemed a lot nicer. Uh, it does have a, a road named Swamp Gas Road. Yeah, actually, that, that was named after me, <laughs> I think. And there was a crazy looking church that I could swear said Damonite, Eric. Uh, and that was Mennonite. <laughs> but yes, you were very close. <laughs> and he said, I'm Audi 5000, Pete from NYC. So crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was. I, I'm telling you, at one point, Pete, you were legitimately 30 seconds away from my house. That mine. Come and give me a high five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then thank Can you. Can you imagine if Pete's just there and he goes by the Transformers just for a laugh for the toy section? And I just have to go and I'm like this guy. I talk just about, there. There's this guy. I was trying to look at Transformers. He was just standing there like this. Sure, fucker. He's like, <laughs> I don't know, but the one time that we connected with Pete from NYC on the Skype, we saw him on the video. He kind of looked like that fella. Oh, yeah, we did uh, see yes. Pete. Yeah, remember we did see him for a second. Uh, Brandon is next. Sup, fellas? I want to start off by backhandedly congratulating Jim's boy and supervillain of the internet, J.D. Jr., right. who finally broke his streak of perfect 10 comic reviews this week. He still thought the books were great, scoring them 8 and 9s, but it's an improvement. However, upon further inspection, he remains steadfast in his thinking that the unexpected is high art, giving all issues reviewed so far perfect scores, which obviously has to baffle anyone with a brain that doesn't huff paint. Maybe Baby, huff paint. That's, that's not me and you. I like huffing paint, right? Baby, that's on my diet. 
baby steps on the road to credibility, I guess. Somebody who I, I like that used to huff paint uh, was uh, Jericho, the outlaw dancer. Uh, and he might have been Jedico, but I, <laughs> you don't know what it is. That's for only people in the Ooh, wait, The outlaw dancer. Yeah, the outlaw dancer. Ooh-wee! I'm an outlaw dancer. The, the next milestone, he's a West Virginian native, will be one and was in the video for Beck's a Loser, Eric. There you go. Little hints well, to keep knows you going that, during the week. Uh, little hints to go during the week. He, he dresses up like Elvis and does the outlaw dancing. The next milestone will be when one of his review scores dips into the yellow on the roundup. Only then will I move on and someone else to review shame. Since episode Fake 200 news. is uh, since episode 200 is a Patreon, don't you get political? I'm not. Uh, 200 is a Patreon exclusive. Pretty low, Brandon. What are the chances <laughs> of you attempting to pull another live drunk show and really amp up to the crazy Buffalo tailgating type levels? We already said. We don't think that's going to happen. happen. So it's going to be it's going to be a spooky episode, Eric. <laughs> Sleep on because, it. Think you know, about it. That's we, what people want. Spooky. We yeah. We need a new segregation Reggie type clip to carry us through I the next hundred episodes. I'm telling you, there right was a now, lot. A lot of furniture got destroyed that furniture, night. Furniture. The thing is, and I think we'll allude to it. I don't know if we've talked to Reggie yet or not, but when we do, we'll allude to the fact that there was like you know detective work going down because when I was rearranging yeah, my bedroom, we have I not talk. We're and, talking about him next. Okay, we're talking uh, about next. But in so. that, we're talking about the detective work. So you know, we're talking. Uh-huh. about because i was going to talk about it then but i didn't yeah but i'm actually looking at a cigarette burn like a cigarette burn on the rug here from when i fell <laughs> where you trying to get out. up you know from that yeah. whole thing and i'm looking at it right now and it's bothering that when me. before after or during when you broke the lamp no, no, then i would eventually get up from that and then fall forward and try to stop myself against the wall <laughs> but hit the lampshade instead that's the best why are we a video podcast can we be a vidcast no i would have loved oh my god Especially that would have been right the now. best yeah, now, <laughs> holy moly. On the tailgate menu for this week versus the Titans, the uh, Bills played the Titans. The Teen Titans? Uh, the oh. Titans who just ended up beating our Eagles yep. in a debacle of a game. Grilled pizzas and wings. I, I'm going to tell you this what in this I can eat. Nothing. Grilled pizza and wings. Hot barbacofalo, dry rub and sriracha. Can't eat any of those. Um... Southern What's that other word you said? Here, uh, it's barbecue flow. He has it. He so has it's a hot milk. barbecue sauce. What are we doing here? It's just buffalo version of barbecue. He's trying to be clever up there. They got to mix it up. I think There's he's nothing really just to do. a bad speller is what it is. Tell you, Jordan Matthews was there, and, and Brandon had a kick out of this. Jordan Matthews was on the Bills. He went from the Eagles to the Bills and basically said he has another kid because the only thing that they could do up in Buffalo was have sex. Southern Tier Brewery Variety Pack, two 12ers, Bud Light to wash it down, a 30-pack. Brownies, no frosting. Damn right, no frosting, because then it's not a brownie. If it has frosting, it's fucking yeah, it's nonsense. Cake. Today uh, I'm there and we're we're doing some yeah, really, we're, we're doing some uh, shopping. And Logan's like, "Can we get some of those chewy chips away?" I'm like, "Listen, I don't allow black magic in our the house." Power of Christ like, you, boy. Hey, I am not ever. It's nonsense. That is some sort of chemical. Way, in there we're gonna go get baptized there. again. Yeah, really? Yeah, the hell with you. I got to check, see if I can see your reflection in the mirror. Goddamn Dracula with your black magic chewiness. The, he's a Draculus. The vest also underwent some construction. I'll be sporting the vest 2.0 edition this week. For the first time, hopefully, bringing us luck in some way, shape, or form. Even just points would be nice. I would really yeah, just stop wearing something. the vest at this point because obviously it's I'm not doing you, nothing. I, I would love it if like part of the vest just had like buffalo or uh, you know, barbecue sauce shit all over it and stuff because my... Mine would, I know. 
Uh, I went to work this week and I had my shirt. (laughs) I had my hoodie on and somehow my kids got involved with buying like putty, like silly putty type stuff. And it got all over my goddamn hoodie books. (laughs) What do they do with the silly putty? It's not like you get a newspaper. I don't know. I got it on me. I started getting all silly. And yeah, they really you bounce it around like a fucking fool. Well, I'll say this. There were parts of this. I'm like, listen, you really grow up, kids. Really. I, I get mad at them for playing Fortnite all the time. Next thing they do is they get goddamn silly putty, which they're just playing with. They're just sitting there like, I don't know. I think that they actually gave it to them as like stress relief, but okay. it, it was making me stressed out because it got all shitted up. And it wasn't like the old, like old silly putty wouldn't have gotten stuck so much in my this was like this crazy no, ass clay yeah. shit. It was just gum you sat in. I don't. I don't even know if it was that. I, I think it was clay from down at the river or something. They were there. They were fucking going for gold. Well, I'll say there are parts of Batman that I didn't hate as much as things I've read in previous issues mm-hmm. of this Batman run. Although the whole KGB feeling like a fresh villain that Batman has never dealt with is so a odd. huge problem. All in all, there are forty-seven issues left in that run. Banana. Like, like I said, I'm just it saying may though, be on like, the podcast Maybe Batman again. got shot in the head because KGB seems to remember Batman, but Batman seems like he ain't never heard of this fool. He's never heard. Well, the thing is, he's a man of very particular things, and you take off the mask, he doesn't know who it is. He it doesn't is cool have the mask. mask anymore. And if you realize and think back at the issue, if you can do that, Eric, when he does give the information about the KGBs, it's when he's looking at the monitor that has the old uh, outfit on yeah. it. And he's like, that's the KGBs. <laughs> I think that he's just like saying that. He thinks that they're playing a game, him and Alfred, of name the villain. Well, that's, that's the thing. Is too. It's like you got to play it loose because now it doesn't make sense for Batman to fight a guy named KGB because he wasn't Batman during the time of the Soviet Union. Yeah, and there's a lot of funky things. Just League, everyone is saying they really like this issue as a whole, and I was kind of bored by uh, it, to be honest. I didn't hate it, but the whole Batman twist at the end just made it uh, my eyes roll a bit. I think I would have enjoyed it more without that personally. I just don't think the bi-weekly schedule is benefiting this book all that much right now. I don't know any book that you would say I can't imagine if this was monthly, though, from what we're getting – I don't know what we're going to do when things are monthly. Take a, take some weeks off, maybe. It's not speeding Ooh, up the story, but really, everybody's like, I like getting the book every two weeks, but if you're not getting that, they're definitely going to give you maybe a Legion of Superheroes book, uh, maybe a book like Eric would like, Threshold 2, maybe Electric Gem Boogaloo. World. You got all those. You got don't Gem you talk World talk about there. Gem World to me. Uh, you might have a Fire and Ice book for Eric called Hot and Cold. Why don't you call That's Fire and Ice? It's called Hot and Cold, Eric. <laughs> you have it in the cover. They're even going to confuse you because they're, it's a faucet. You don't know which one's on. Hot or cold? I don't know. And really, at the end, it's all just warm. That's what it say, ends if up it's being. not steaming, I'm going to assume it's cold or warm. I need a fire and ice book just so one time I can have the, the header lukewarm. Boom. It would be so good, right? Why That'd do you need an fast. ice book for that? Because I need the hot, uh, I need fire and ice for that. So I then you have lukewarm. It's not fire or ice. Not that great. Well, that's what I'm Luke saying. Warm. It's gonna, it's gonna be <laughs> shitty. We know that a fire and ice book's gonna suck. You think that that book would be good? I don't know why really, you could have a firestorm like, book that's not very good and call it lukewarm. No, I don't because that might be good. Fire and ice. You have that, and that, that, what you get is fire. She's a Republican. Ice, she's Democrat. Oh no, they have to live together. How is this going to go on? Also, you, you have Wonder where Twins, ice. Yeah. Ice is a little bit of a. Slump. Isn't that what the Wonder Twins is going to be? Fi- I don't know. I made that up. It may be. It's it's you Mark know Russell. It's gonna All be. Bets are off. Here's the thing. 
you have a thing where ice, she's a slob. Fire, very proper. Okay. Uh, ice also is a sports writer. As, uh, also a sports writer, oh, okay. Eric, and smokes cigars and Sexy. then throws the cigars down and then fire picks him up with an umbrella, Eric. That's what happens. And they have to live in an apartment together Another because they just, just got in my divorced. Now, it's, it's just the odd couple, Eric. That's all it is. It's you ever stab couple. anything with an umbrella? If you don't shut your mouth, it might oh, be fuck. your eye next. <laughs> Say that. When the fuck did I ever own an umbrella? <laughs> Who do you think I am? A fucking Rockefeller? He's a going fancy boy. in the rain? Hey, I don't, I've never had an umbrella in my life. Zach has one. And the one day he's there. He's a fancy we, we boy. Go from, we go out of, and it was for the new dog, we go out of the Pets Plus to go to the first row of cars. Now think of that. Oh, I know. This is an old school thing. You may walk. It took him longer to open that damn umbrella than to get to the car. Well, let's move it there, buddy. Come on, Rocky. People from NYC go. would have taken a ride earlier. He might have seen Jen, that too. He might have. And as this is going on, I asked him if you want me to start throwing rose petals on the ground for you or what? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you want us all to pick you up so, so your feet don't touch the ground? Jesus. That poor boy. Uh, he, he went today. He goes. He goes, and he's he has my laptop. I gave him my laptop because his computer went down, huh. and I felt bad for him. So I gave him the laptop. So today he says to me, "Hey, uh, I am going to go and check out Best Buy. I think I might buy a computer." <laughs> so he says to me, "Clear your browser history." <laughs> so he says to me that, that he says this. So I'm like, "Oh, all right." So he's going to go off now. In the meantime, I'm kind of stuck in this middle room here. It's my prison now. I don't have. I used to have the laptop, and I do my reviews yeah. downstairs where. Everybody was out and about. I'm, I'm stuck here in this. So I'm thinking, okay, this is pretty good. I'll get my laptop back. I'll put it downstairs. Maybe I'll even have it. Everybody can use it. We'll have it. But on Tuesdays, I'll do my reviews yeah. and things like that. Maybe share some stuff. And uh, so he comes back and I'm like, so did, did you see a computer? He goes, oh, I saw that one that you have. Uh, yeah. I said, yeah, it's, it's on display all the time. You should get it. Uh, uh, it's a little pricey. I said, well, what do you want? It's not that pricey, actually. And I, Well, I could afford it, but I don't know if I want to spend the money. So then I'm like, well, what the hell are you going? Yeah. Like, what range are you looking? Well, well, after I sell the laptop on eBay, then I'll have the Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa I said, whoa. where does this go? I'm like, no, no, no. And then he was pissed. You don't but get yeah. rid of my laptop so you can have a laptop. Yeah, that's what he's going to. But he doesn't want a laptop. He wants I mean, a That's the best part. Too. You know, Jim, I, I'm going to have to buy. Tower. I'm going to have to buy Jessica a new car. So what I'm going to need to do is sell your car so I can have the money to oh, buy her car. car. Yeah. Okay. And then you're going to drive my ass yeah. home from work. But I'm going uh, back to Brandon. <laughs> He said he's still on board with Just League, but he's growing weary of it, although I I think it's good enough quality. Green Lantern preview pages. What the holy hecate is going on in these preview pages? Is this supposed (laughs) to be a story? A lot of people were talking. How dare you? A lot of people were talking about this preview that they put in, and I really do think that you didn't read it. You don't No, I I don't like the previews, no. You don't go for that, Chaz. No, I I looked at the cover, Uh, looked how out of proportion his body was. I'm like, I don't want any parts of this. I think that a lot of it is actually to show off the art, and it's thrown in like it really doesn't fit well, that preview. But are these snippets from different parts of an issue or art? The art looks good enough, but still a little weird at the same time for Liam Sharp. I'll try this digitally to see if I can get anything out of it. But so far, that doesn't even sound like a great idea. And yeah, it is a weird preview because people were talking about it. I went and read it and I was confused as hell. All right, gents, pray for the bills. Brandon. Thank that's you, it for the mail. For, that's uh, all the mail for the night. Is it all and the mail go or is that now. just all the best mail that we got? That is all the mail and all the best mail. Aren't they all the best mail? We're going to go. I think you're the best mail, Eric, at least in your house. You're the only mail. 
Your cat's a female, right? Nope. All right, your second best male. <laughs> I spoke too soon. I spoke out of class, but we're going to go off now to talk to Reggie. Hey, girl, have you ever thought about, about all those little doubts that keep coming up in the All right, we're back and we're with Reginald. Wow. Reginald. One thing I got to say, that song is my favorite. Yes. Of this of the dance. Just wait till I my, add, my, I am gonna add the worst song ever <laughs> to put that because we're doing this without any sort of sounds or anything. So I'm gonna make sure that I, I'm gonna put it'll probably be We Built This City by Jefferson right. Starship. And there I, you go. You like just that said that you love that song. And you're going to have to stick I kind of like that song. I hate that no, song. I'm that no always problem. is now listed as the worst song of all time. That You'd have those lists where they would have, you know, some back and forth. That's pretty much listed as the worst song of all time. Who the hell's making these lists? People that never Mate. roller skated in a roller skating rink. Yeah, that's really. <laughs> I'm telling you, that Kids. song, I, maybe it's one of those where that song was never great. It was okay, but it was yeah. overplayed. And so people got sick of it, but... I mean, I'd rather listen to that than, like, Who Let the Dogs Out or something like oh, that, yeah, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> tag team back again. I don't know. Whoop, there the it Macarena is. You got again? that? The Macarena. I could, live, uh, I could live five more lifetimes without hearing the Macarena. I, 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 you, you go to that. Don't they still play that at Yankee Stadium, like, in between oh, yeah. innings? And they do the Macarena, they do the YMCA. Joe. They do yeah. that at seventh yeah. inning. Yeah, Conrad Joe be. could be one of the worst ever. I know God, that I at work. So, much. so uh, bad. At work, uh, wrong turn will go by and he'll go i'm gonna go ask to eric chase who's gonna let the dogs in like, <laughs> really really yeah i'm like sing the eric song to me. activate your dental plan. i sit there i'm like sing the song to me he's like who let the dogs in i'm like what is, it? what is this deal are they not supposed to be in there they're outside dogs or something what's yep. going on don't let them in they stink don't let them in they're gonna eat the turkey it was raining outside. You didn't wipe their paws down or wipe them down. What's wrong with you? I, the carpets are I don't know. They, you can't go with that. There's not enough setup for me to go with that. That is a generalized statement. These dogs are never allowed in. They're junkyard dogs. They're out, they're out there in the yard. They're not allowed in. <laughs> oh, a bunch of cujos. <laughs> he just sits there. All have fleas and shit all over cujos. They're like the Christines out there, Eric. The Christines. No, they're not. That's what they're know. like. They're like, the, the they're like the child's place is what uh-huh. they are uh, uh, going. Yeah. Interesting. There we go. Yes. Uh, speaking of scary things, uh, we we are going to start this off with the scare. We are in the scariest month of the year, uh, October. Scare October, as Eric says Except all the April time. April tax month. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was actually going to make that joke, and I couldn't remember when taxes were due. Yeah, like that March, right? The Ides of March. The last time you paid taxes. Yeah, really. <laughs> Wait, never. That's what I did. It's like that scariest month of the year, December, Eric's birthday, when, when he realizes the mortality is hitting him. Oh, my. Right, Eric? Another gray. Another, another 10 grays. I don't want to play this game anymore. 20 pounds. <laughs> Here we go. It's December. It's Scaretober. Eric told me that. He, if Eric I ran, I would ever say that. If Eric ran a used car lot, he would definitely have Scaretober, right? He, our prices are so scary. Salestober. Oh my why god, it'd be, be so why great. Why wouldn't it be Shocktober? <laughs> no, Scaretober. And uh-huh. then he'd have right. the the uh, ad that he'd have. It'd have an old guy, and he'd go, and when he saw the sticker like price, price guy? when he saw the sticker, yeah, he saw the sticker price. He he would go in shock, and his toupee would jump up in the air like old time deal. And so, then you so it, it would be Shocktober then. It, it would no Shocktober, but also Scaretober because that's the, <laughs> they're like, hey, how Wait, much? How much is this car? How 
much is it? That's a question. And I want to wow, suck. Wow, you missed your calling. What are I you doing here? I want to suck your prices. Is that what I would say? I want to I, suck. Don't go up to people and say your that. Tailpipe is what they'd say. You'd have all the classics, and then they'd be like, "I don't know if I can buy this. I'll have to go ask my mummy." See, How much it, for this Dragula? It really will. Oh, my. <laughs> See, there you go. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think that basically the, the sales guy would be the Draculas. And then he'd have mm. the guy out on the lot would be the Wolfmans. And you'd have the mummy there test driving stuff, right? And then at the end, he's like, this this deal has me wrapped up. Something like that, right? And then oh, Frankenstein a, would be like the janitor or something? How about that? You start you out with up? Dr. Frankenstein saying, it's alive, it's alive, what's alive? Shocktoberfest at Shea's Shocktoberfest at Shea's. You could do that. Actually, you'd have a, I don't know, with these prices, you seem to be playing God. Now, that's how you'd start with my, oh, my, the, my oh, I see. I'm not talking about God on the airwaves. How <laughs> low can these prices go, is what the werewolf would yell. That's wow. what yell. And That's then if good. during Shocktober, there Shocktober. is a full moon. <laughs> now I'm going to shock. I want scared. So much work involved. <laughs> and during Shocktober, if there is in fact a full moon during the month. Of course get, there is. You get 10% off. 10% There's off no that wow. night. Hey, sometimes they kind of shift around. You'd only get 10, you get 10% off any full moon. And possibly if you dress up like the Wolfman, you get another 5%. There you go. At no money down, right? That they, I must be crazy. I'm giving like, these cars away. Hey, listen there. <laughs> you don't have to be a monster to realize these are deals. I'm you a, bad. a monster Does that appreciate sound great? good prices. <laughs> but what about me? I'm a Frankenstein with very bad credit. Don't worry, Frankie. See, they always said. When did the creditors start calling people Frankenstein? As long as, as long as you have a job and fifty dollars down, Frankenstein, you are in. He's like, I a don't job, have a job. <laughs> like, ah, fuck it, you're in anyway. You're I Frankenstein. Had job, God but fire. <laughs> they let me bad, but they let me go, and I said uh, fire yes. bad. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I worked at the chimney sweep. It did not work out. That's what you got. <laughs> but what if my mummy has jobs? You really there love you that mummy. That mummy is your go-to. <laughs> that is that's your go-to go joke when you run out, right. out of matter. That is a wrap. That's how you end it. And then they're like, all right, I want to go to Shay's Auto now for a car. I need, Jess oh. needs a car. Why don't, why don't you offer her something at Shocktoberfest, Eric? Why is that I am. not the case? I really am. Yes. They're like, oh no. <laughs> it's funny too. At the end of the commercial, all the monsters are like, oh no. It's hideous and runoff. It's Jess. She's on the lot now. Oh, boy. <laughs> you think she's going to buy that car? No. Uh, it's, it's, it's a Shocktoberfest for me. It's a there... shock to my system that and I'm going to buy her car. While this is going on, there is a scene where me and Reggie are tiptoeing backwards and run into each other and then look at each other and yell. You have to have that. I, I don't know why that fits in the commercial. But it's part I see, of Shock I see myself Fest. eating copious Scooby snacks. Got to be honest. Yeah, can we you. do that? That's commercial way Reggie? over budget. Oh my god! Well, really, now it's an it, infomercial. We're it now. Actually, it's, it seems like it's a half hour show right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's now a sitcom. Oh, it's it's going to be like the Cavemen. It's, it's like the Cavemen thing. They they ended up making that into a TV show, and that's and a, true, and such a successful one at that. What a huge show. Yeah. Yeah. And, wow. Uh, I, I ended up seeing something where somebody told me, or I read something like that. The Cavemen. Man show the Geico caveman were so that that show 
was doomed to failure, but in fact was really, really good. You can watch it on YouTube. I did watch it. It sucks. It's terrible. It, it's right. nothing like Shocktoberfest. Shocktoberfest, <laughs> where is my soundboard? I need the soundboard for Shocktoberfest. But yeah. <laughs> low can you go? That's all I got. There. They're doing limbo. It's it's a goddamn <laughs> fucking, you know, monster mash going on in this commercial. But oh, I love it. There you go, which I will mention, though. This is a good segue before we get into the books that uh, at the end of the month, we've mentioned a bunch of times, probably we'll mention it a couple times this podcast, that we are having the 200th episode on the Patreon because it is an annuals week. It just happens to fall on that. And usually during a big event like a 200 Almost like a 100. You get Eric Shea pretty drunk. Eric Shea got drunk. He's still like trying to recover. Still is finding broken wow. things from there. He's telling long, me the other day. It's a long hangover. It is. He was telling me the other day, like, some of the things, like, I got the, like, almost like the CSI version of how shit broke and stuff. He was giving me the rundown of what he did, how that led to that, and that hit there. Uh, we're not going to drink this, this, uh, coming up 200, but we are going to use the, Shocktoberfest as a kind of a, a hint deal or inspiration. And we're going to have more of a kind of a Halloween party type deal. Even though the episode will come out about six days after Halloween, it's still going to be Halloween That's right. We'll be in the mood. You it's know? just going to be Shocktoberfest uh, mood. So we're going to have uh, a couple different things. I, I don't want to promise anything uh, because I, I don't know exactly what we're going to be able to do. But there's a couple things. I told Reggie one thing that he seemed excited about and uh, maybe he'll we'll do that. We'll see. We'll see. But it will involve Reggie doing a Dracula's uh, type of impersonation. So I we'll want say. to suck your I blood. I want to buy blah, a blah. car. Is that I how want it is? to buy a I want, car. Now I, I really need to make this commercial for, for the show. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have it at Shay's Auto. But we're here to talk about two books with Reggie, uh, one spookier than the next. But Ooh. what is the first one, Reggie? The first one is Wonder Woman Justice League Dark, The Witching Hour, number one, written by James Tiny in the fourth, art by Jesus Marino and Romulo Fajardo Jr. Ding dong, the witch ain't dead, the triple witch is in her head. Ding dong, Hecate, witch ain't dead. Usually it takes a spark, but Diana's forehead was witch marked. Ding dong, Hecate, witch ain't dead. Yes. I actually mentioned before that I hoped that that mark would stay, and uh, I guess it did. I guess she's it's been like hiding it. Stay. Yeah. yeah, I think she's been hiding it. I thought that'd be hilarious if she had to hide it. Uh, well, no, that's the thing. is, It's going to stay until Hecate has to go and take yeah, it back, and that's then you have that full-on battle. But yeah. I do like that it's still there. I thought that it would disappear, and it does seem like she's hiding it. It just makes me laugh that she's I hiding think now, it. I think now it's especially visible because it's the witching hour. Why do you think so. she wears that tiara all the time? That's, that's why. That I, I thought, like that. I thought it was forehead acne. That's why That's why we I know thought, you that's to wear why the, I get uh, the, the that's, hair bent. That's why I always wear a hat. That's good then. We can still see it. Yeah, the no, witch mark? No, it's it's weird though. <laughs> during during high school, I did wear luchador masks a lot. I didn't wow. explain it to everybody, but it was because I was a pizza face and people made fun of me. But uh, this is a big issue, I guess. It's, <laughs> it's weird because this is coming out and you just had Heroes in Crisis. You have a yeah. bunch of things you have going on. 
this didn't seem to hit as big as I thought that it would. And I think that maybe some people were even surprised when this came out just being a, you know, one of two shot. This is kind of its own book. We're going to have a second one at the end of the month to tie it all up. And I wonder if it's one of those where people didn't think ahead and thought that this was all going to be in just the Wonder Woman or Justice League Dark book that might be on their pull list. And this wasn't. But I heard yeah. nobody talking about this. No. I, I haven't heard one, you know, really. Anybody- it's, it's tough to, you know, it's tough for these magic books to get traction, though. Like in general. People don't really care about a lot of these. No, they no. love Wonder Woman, but they don't really give a shit about a lot of these characters, no. Satana and whatever, and, and it just doesn't grab them. But I, I did think I'd see more people, you know, that I know yeah. do like Justice League Dark talking about this. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, was, yeah. it kind of did come below, come slip beneath the radar. It did. And, and again, you have the idea, like you said, that these, uh, you know, magic books do have a problem. So anybody who sits there and says, Oh, you know, Just League Dark's bullcrap because they had to put Wonder Woman on the team. You're putting Wonder Woman on the team to try to get more people into the book and then yeah. hopefully stay with the, you know, the book itself and things like that. So uh this just felt odd to me, even the issue itself, because we go back at the beginning, kind of get a little bit of a recap of the whole Hecate thing and how that all and came about. And the Upside about. Down Man. And the Upside Down Man. And, and well, if I mean, of course we had to get a little bit of recap, yeah. right? I was I was glad to see it was pretty concise. You know, they we just we just read something recently. I don't remember what it was. Where pretty much a third of the issue was recap, and I was like, "Give me a goddamn break with <laughs> what this!" What haven't we read that wasn't a third? I can't, remember what, I can't remember what it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Justice like, League this week. Yeah. We just have to find out who our characters are. Yeah, so much, it's so much uh, going backwards. You. This this wasn't so bad in that respect, and at least we did see the you know it opens with. We get to see the young Diana get yeah. the witch mark put on her, and it was you know that we could assume happened, but at least we get to see it happen while we learn about you know what's been going on. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was pretty pleased with that. It wasn't too much recap, uh, you know, and it did kind of seed it throughout the issue later on when they petition. The yeah, other- not exactly only recap either, because it did like you know continue it where we left off with the pre- exactly expanded the recap, so we found out more about Hecate and what happened from her getting that mark as a child. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that. I I will say that overall, I like the art. I I like it. But the Upside Down Man looked terrible. When I saw him, like, what the heck? Like, how detailed he seemed to be and how disgusting before when he's just there in that one panel, especially when we first see where Diana's trying to explain and, and tell the Just League what this guy is and all that. It looked like terrible to me. It didn't even look like menacing like they did. It looks kind of cute, even. Yeah, he's got that's bugs, what I'm saying. He didn't look like the way he did, even though you have to have Flash yeah, like later. Oh, he's gonna throw up. Oh my goodness! Like Flash, but, you have dealt with way worse than this. Yeah, what are you talking about? But yeah, but Reggie, tell us, tell us about what goes on here. What goes on? Way okay. So uh, it starts out with uh, young Diana and Themyscira. She's uh, she's being hunted down by Hecate. Hecate. Hecate, yeah. sorry, the three-faced witch. I keep thinking of Tecate, the, the uh, beer. Yes, uh, I just call Hey so, Cat is what I so <laughs> so the he the she cat. No, so Hecate, hey, uh, so uh, takes Who's her down. And I mean, she, she looks pretty scary. Uh, you know what I mean? As far yeah. as being a, a three-bodied woman or whatever, it's kind of freaky. Brands her magically with this uh, that same like two crescent moons in a circle or a full moon uh, symbol that we saw in Justice League Dark, and that would be that's her witch mark. Yeah, and right. uh, so then later on in life, it doesn't even seem like it's that much later, but she's approached by, I guess, the the witch council of Themyscira, 
And they're like they're the, you the know, worshippers of Hecate. Yeah, right? yeah. Spl- have some splaining to do now that Diana's woken up yeah, and had this yeah, crazy story this about the story. night before. And they're like, we're gonna hook her. We're gonna hook her up. We're gonna teach her how to use the old magic. It's gonna be great. She's she's gonna have a good old time. Look how happy we are. We're dressed in like bed sheets, and we're like a hundred million years old. So you know, we're doing well. Yeah, boom, and, like uh, bed sheets. Her mom, her mom is like, hey, well, you know, why don't you go uh, put some more roses in your hair? Let me talk to these ladies. And when she does, when when Diana leaves, her mom is mad. Oh, she's boy. pissed. She is Ooh, very she angry. She gets mad. Yeah. She pulls out her sword. She's like, motherfuckers, what did you what did you do to my daughter? Don't make me break you down, something proper. And Hecate seems to be protecting. Hippolyta's really street. Yeah, she's she protecting is. She's her though. Right? I mean, I, this scene it seems like Hecate appears behind her and like. Yeah. Is yeah. like, do not strike this woman down. So and it's the, the weirdest part about this because you have the worshippers who are being threatened by Hippolyta at this point to be exposed and stuff like that because Hippolyta knows some shit really went down. But and then Hecate comes out and you're like, you will forget all of this. It's a whole whisper throughout the whole thing, so we don't have any help throughout this. Hecate no. makes people forget these things happen, but the whole idea where the worshippers said, oh. Lady, like you know, goddess Hecate, we have called upon you, we have given you stuff. Net, why do you like you know come at us now? And it seemed like she came at you last night. What are you talking about? Like yeah. she appeared to you, and I'm like this seemed to be a thing that happens regularly. And I don't understand why yeah, you're shocked by it now. now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they're, and, kind, and of, the, they're kind of in the middle of something, so uh, that's why. But then she turns them all to dust. So yeah, there you go. Dead. That's a, all she's the pissed. She says that all yeah. their I, offerings I and stuff weren't she's enough. She's got so. plans. She's also got she's got bigger plans yeah. for Diana. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want. And not just things. Diana. She's going to have all these children who are giving parts of her magic away. Like you know, we see Witchfire later on. Yeah, that's yeah, true. and yeah, the the whole thing is kind of she wants to kind of get this magic in order and all this stuff because she has this ability and she keeps doing it. She goes to the Just League because they Diana then is explaining some things about the Upside Down Man. They do say, hey, listen, Dr. Fade, he's been uh, you know, kind of taken off the thing now. He's bad right now. He wants to get rid of magic, all these things going on. Zatanna's there telling him as well. And uh, I did see people in the Slack saying that they were upset because you have uh Hawkgirl saying like, Oh man, I I've known Dr. Fate since the Bronze Age Bronze Age and some were like, Boy, that seems like she's pointing out the ages of comic books. I think she means the actual Bronze yeah, Age. Actual and, Bronze Age. And, so, the actual and this Age. is a wink wink of reincarnation deal that you're gonna get these comments by her every time she shows up in any book I, I'm afraid of of I, I know her him and Napoleon. Yeah, you know? that, I'm <laughs> telling you, you're gonna get a lot of that. My eighteenth life, I spent some time with them, and you're gonna kinda get that going. Uh so This is you why know. Hawkman should just go to her for all the problems he yeah. has with his memory. Yeah, I need like, some memories because hey, uh, she remembers everything. Yeah. yeah, so they they go, but the problem is is that Diana doesn't really tell the entire story, especially to Batman, uh, you know, about everything that has happened and gone down. Uh, but that's not for him to know, right? That's just Batman. And it's such but, a weird line because it's like when Zatanna's talking about this, Martian, like they're trying to like you know tell the entire just like what the situation is right now with magic, and like you know the whole thing's done, and Martian Manhunter says, Zatanna, can you stay back behind so we can talk to you, and you know, kind of section like you yeah. know putting her aside of the rest of the Just League Dark. And then we're at Batman. Why did you do that? I'm trying to build trust here. I'm like, but, but Batman didn't do that. Yeah, it was Batman Martian Manhunter. Why, was Martian why are we Man doing Hunter. It was weird. Uh, but then you see Hecate comes and makes them all pretty much get mind-wiped type of kind of in their own deal. Wipe, yeah, they're, they're kind of like mind-wipes. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that must be a, a balloon. Yeah. It's like not yeah, only it's a is like – you will not remember this, but you will not remember anything dealing with this from here on out, no matter what anybody and tells you. And by the you. way, like, you're not going to do anything while this exactly. goes on and, and just keep now talking that, about I Ted actually, Cord. 
I actually really like this though because they had spent so much time getting people interested and involved in what they were going to do to tackle this problem. And then after all of that, it gets wiped away. And in some sense, there is definitely a feeling of what the, why the hell did I just spend so many pages? But But it gets you up to speed. Yeah. That was really, it was really for recap. And the, and the fact that, you know, it's like all of that, like, it looks like we're about to have a big cataclysmic, you know, DCU on magic battle, but no, but it is only, I mean, remember, yeah, it's wonder woman and just league dark. So they need a way Hey, you're right. It is actually kind of a clever way. It mind. is kind of a clever way to do the idea of let's give recap. We'll show the Just League. In the meantime, we'll also show why they're not going to be involved, yeah. but also that Hecate is that powerful. So it is actually right. a really good way to right. wrap this up. It does a up. lot of stuff. Yeah. It, it seems did, weird, though, that we're stacking the deck so early. You know, we're at issue number three. We just had a Just League Dark, I think it was. And now we have the first crossover. And now saying how bad the Upside Down Man was, he could kill, you know, Swamp Thing right away. Yeah. But then we're going to introduce an even bigger threat, it seems like, with Hecate and this crossover. What are we doing? We haven't even finished one arc, yeah. though, it well, seems like. Even like a mini that, arc. I think that that's that uh, this whole thing is was a setup for this witching hour and it's just going to be done this month anyway. I, I don't know what yeah. continues off past this, but yeah, I think that they are. Maybe it's one uh, of those things like we, we, Joey started the thing out. We have to find a reason for Wonder Woman to be in this. Okay. This Hecate mark. All mm-hmm. right. We got to get this shit off her because we can't have this interfere in anything else. So yeah. we're going to have a month long event, you know, like, you know, mini and event. Then that's it. It's going to be done. And really that, that isn't yeah. a and then crazy. It's going to be 10 months of the house of secrets yeah. coming through the fucking exactly. chaos again. And, and really Jesus it's, again, this all, leads back to uh, Tynan has to get Wonder Woman in line on a magic book, so it's working out. I'll tell you, though, up until this point, if you have read Just League Dark, and even to the eh, little Just League, just because of the, the little bit, but more Just League Dark, I was kind of bored. I, I already know this stuff. I already know Oops, what's going yeah. on. Up until you see Hecate kind of, you know, control the Justice League, I'm like, all right, let's get on with well, it. Well, that scene where she shows up in the mirror. It's a little bit of a creepy, you know, there's yeah. a little bit of a, a, a horror movie creeper thing there where that she, you could see that yeah. Hecate is in the mix. But, uh, you know, the beginning part of that is slow. But then after it, it this point, actually work it does out kind of kick in. Yeah. Or the, I have the whole idea while I'm reading this. You know, Hecate is going to be the big, you know, problem of this. Maybe it's going to be, turn out to be something different by the end. But for this, you know, arc, this crossover, it seems like Hecate will be the big problem. The idea maybe is, you know, why now? Maybe it is because the Upside Down Man activated that power, that, you know, and like, you know, called her forth at this point in time. So maybe it will play out and actually really well for me thinking like, well, this is kind of forced on us out of nowhere. But maybe it will play out in the well by the end. And I, <laughs> and I like the idea like you, you've led to this. And it's a shame you haven't had a lot of magic books in, in the DCU. But now all of a sudden we have them. And it seems like Hecate's whole deal is like you people have done nothing and it kind of to me it does line up with the universe that we've had where you have Constantine who's always messing up and things and when when you have the whole idea they're like you know you call yourself witches you you you're terrible you're wasting this and all this it's not bad but like Reggie was going to say I think is that after this part now we're we're pretty much halfway through but when we go off to Tracy 13 and all the these witches in the oblivion bar it does pick up the problem I have then is all of a sudden I'm going from something where I already know everything to pretty much I turn the page and, and for a bit I was confused as hell. I, I, yeah, didn't, yeah, I, I did have to kind of go over a little. I, had, I was reading it and I was like, wait, I got to slow down. Yeah. A little, and, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not 
it, you know, it's not like it's uh, so complex you can't it's figure not, it out. But I all don't these know these characters as much. Bar. So, yeah. That's, well, so, some of them were all like uh, fake outs anyway. Yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, Witchfire, who like, yeah. nobody's seen in a long time from like yeah. Power Company, yeah. it's a big bad, not a big bad, but like a big character who was also touched by Hecate. I don't think I've seen her since the 80s. Yeah. Right? It's I, been, I can't remember the last time I saw uh, Witchfire. It's an old ass character. I don't know. I think Witchfire a lot younger, too. I Witchfire is, I think, was created in the early 2000s, I thought. Well, uh, the, power the thing is, but... the way that they're playing it is she hasn't done anything, at least in this universe, since MTV. I mean, yeah. they're going on and on about how, you know, why you wouldn't have seen her or whatever. And she's kind of just she's like the the old, uh, you know, rock star who doesn't think she's old because she's not that old. But all these others are there. But it, it's interesting. Oh, Madonna, gotcha. Yeah. But I'm just I don't have much investment in these characters. So as you're going here. Kind of going with it. Yeah, Tracy 13 is a weird deal because Tracy 13 is in the Oblivion Bar. We know this from, you know, what we've been reading. I really don't have a connection to her either. So then when you see Constantine. She is, there, one, of the, she is one of the missed opportunities from Superwoman. She yeah, remembers yeah. she used to hang out there too. And I always yeah, wish and that's what we I'm would saying. learn she's more about there. her. Maybe this would be our time because she it doesn't seems, make it. And it seems like she is supposed to be our point of view character here that at least I know what she's all about and doing, but I don't even know. I'm, I'm telling you right now i'm not even sure how they're playing the oblivion bar now because at one point it kind of seemed like nobody was there now it's a, it's goddamn rocking here i mean this is yeah. the hot spot well it's it's, it's witch night yeah, it's like well, their lovely yeah. thing isn't it or something like that or well, there you, you know, go they, tuesday wednesday witch night they got you that, go. uh, really if it's that pack there because i saw when they were just hanging out nobody was there every Shocktober, night should be wednesday witch- witchery everybody every <laughs> night should be shocktober witch night it's packed, but Constantine's there too, and you see him, and like, all Just right, let's see, let's, like yeah, and I want to see more. Uh, but yeah, Witchfire ends up, you know, kind of doing her thing. They're they're having this big deal. The meeting of the Midnight Society is called the Order, and shit goes wrong right away. <laughs> they, yeah. And as a witch priest, Eric, does this happen often? Does a it priest happen, witch? Does it happen and, and often no, no. when you're a witch priest? Is that yeah, no, is not, that what not goes quite on? all that often? No, every now and again, yes, but not quite often. Reggie, is it funny that he has to correct me every time? <laughs> yes, I, I'll be honest. I was going to actually ask a very similar question, yes. so I'm glad somebody. Somebody had the balls to bring it up here as the witch priest. He's there. I love it that he doesn't want the witch part first. (laughs) It's two different things, Jim. It's two different things. Yes, it is. He's a priest priest witch. witch. Eric Eric had to learn uh, the clergy. You know, he had to learn about religion first. I would think that. Well, I would think that he would more be a warlock priest, and it's Uh the witch priest thing that that upsets him. That's we'd have to see. I don't know how he does. No, we wouldn't have to see. I don't know how this goes. I want to see. I don't know. Could you still fit into your witch priest costume, Eric? Could you get that one on? Do you know uh, what the costume is? Uh, probably Naked. nude. And yes. really, you can't you can't pull that off right now, my friend. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you don't need that. Meeting adjourned. Uh, there, there is not There's enough. There's my curse book. There's not enough pentagrams for that. You're gonna stand in that that circle there. You're gonna go right through the floorboards. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, oh my god. Now we see what the upside down man is all about. It was Eric falling through the fucking floor. That's a witch priest. He got stuck halfway oh through my the floor goodness. the next ceiling. He was just yeah, like, I am the upside down man. Eric's in here, the witch priest. When all of a sudden Witchfire goes a little bonkers, 
and uh, pretty much yeah, she, she gets she gets the uh, the Hecate. Uh, and that's a weird power. thing too because that power comes out like we saw in Wonder Woman in the last issue of Justice League Dark where the power came out, but for some reason this fire seems to consume her whole yeah, yeah. and you know kills everybody else. Unlike Wonder Woman where she was able to survive, I don't know if it has something to do with the demigod aspect yeah, of her physiology. Yeah, my That's the why. I mean, I mean, I mean, in this one, I mean, also when, when we saw it happen to Wonder Woman, it wasn't by her choice either, but she Agreed. did seem to have some kind of. Whereas this almost seems to overcome Witchfire, like. As if, as if, like you say, like she's spontaneously combusting. I mean, yeah. she drops, drops her glass. She looks horrified. Uh, she, I, it, I get the impression that, like Diana, this has never happened to her before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just well, know, and even, even with you have the, you know, the society, the, the meeting of the, loose. the midnight society. Uh, That's there. right. They, I don't know why at this point. It's such a weird deal. They're having this. They're invoking names. They have their pentagram stuff. I don't know what else happens when you're a witch priest, but they're doing a lot of that. And then you have these, you have all these these ladies here, and they're like, "Oh no! What do you think is going to happen in the Oblivion Bar?" I mean, really, everything that's going on, I don't think they would be that shocked. But that's not her voice. Like this, this is what it's all about, ladies. But yeah, then I thought, oh my god, it's going wrong, and you know, shit is really going wrong because they are all catching on fire. It's consuming yes. them. But in that, that's where Hecate kind of goes through. How do you? How Tracy dare you? Thirteen invoke- gets away with who's that? Eric? Who's, who's who grabs her wrist? Uh, yeah. I don't know where we're at off the top of my head right now. He looks uh, kind of familiar, but uh, yeah, she's shade. another. Uh, okay, oh, Nightshade. Nightshade. Nightshade falls in the shadow her. dimension. Yeah, yeah. Nightshade. So those, grabs those, her. those two survive, which I again I was pretty much. Two big I, I want to see more out of, yeah. out of Trissy Thirteen. Yeah, and, I want to uh, see more out of Nightshade. I like Nightshade. I've seen her, I think, once. We in had the her past, name you know, dropped a years. couple times. Remember? Uh, yeah. They, yeah. But with that, you have uh, Hecate basically say, "Listen, the world of magic has failed me. I'm going to burn it out and create something new." So it's basically that whole, you know, we've heard this story before. Yeah, you you're know, we're fired. Gonna, we're going to destroy. No more magic. It's like Thanos is. It's the witch priest version of the Thanos snap <laughs> that she's trying to do. But everybody must die to rebuild. And then we go off, and it's weird at this point. If you guys have been making fun of me, that sounds like a pretty good plan. Yeah. <laughs> well, with this though, you go off then to. Swamp Thing and Detective Chimp, and I, I don't know, this kind of threw me on. It didn't throw me off, but it really, seemed I like, like I just well, thought this all, felt I, just I, I added like on to get page. the page count. It just... uh, you know, and also to get some quips in, there's definitely some quippage, although it does turn out to be somewhat important that Swamp Thing makes all these Swamp Thing bodies to create mulch for himself, and I love right. that it was the opportunity for Jesus Marino to draw yeah, that all these different good. Swamp Things. I mean, just one page, I was like, wow, that, I would take that as a print, yeah, thank you, no. it's fine. And, uh, you know, it's kind of silly. You got some like banter between, uh, you know, Manbat and Chimp and the Swamp Thing. And definitely Manbat, uh, Kirk Langstrom is coming out to be a much better character he than is. I had. And, and, him. Ridiculous and really, this is the thing about uh, him is like Eric just said, he's ridiculous. I think that James Tynum realized right away, listen, I can have the crazy Manbat and then he could do the serum and be the guy. You know what's better? Just a man bat in a, a lab coat. That is yep. a lot better. That'll and do it. He is the breakout character. And it's so funny that he's in a scene here completely <laughs> with Detective Chimp, which they had to have thought was the breakout character. I think not. I think that's the switcheroo though. Yeah, I think it's like not. I think you it, expect yeah. Bobo to be the to be the comic relief. I think maybe and, they uh, still he's, thought he's he was unfunny. going to be. But he's uh, not unfunny, but definitely man bat yeah. is the man he's the Costella. The and then oh, yeah. be the abbot of yeah, the Yeah, that is true. Mambat's great. And him seeing that, like me and Eric have talked about the whole concept of Mambat. 
uh, kind of like, you know, they were trying to get that serum and what's going on. I, I don't even mind. There's a lot of times we get mad about things. I'm not going to get mad about this as long no, as you end up something good. And those huge ass ears just it's make ridiculous. me laugh. They make me gonna, laugh so much. Get that? I guess that's why he has to wear a V-neck ter- sweater. sweater I guess. Yeah, up he's got it. Those ears are humongous. But yeah, you, you go on, you, you get Swamp Thing. Pretty much you, you see that he's back. Because they even mentioned before about what uh, happened to him with the Upside Down Man. So there he is. He's regenerating. He's doing his thing. And he's down but never out. Yeah, and you have yeah. Detective Chimp there. He he's likes to drink. He wants to have, you know, some whiskey and things like that. That's so cool. Uh, but I like this scene. I Like I said, I, I think that a lot of this seemed Pim-Gene. a little bit tagged <laughs> on. But what's good is if you're reading Just League Dark, you have Diana and Zatanna come down and you really think of them as a team because they come down and, and you have Detective Chimps like, hey, did you tell Batman about that crazy-ass magic shit that you got? <laughs> and she's like, eh, we don't really have to tell him that. And I really <laughs> think it bonds the team a little more. Well, I'm like, I that, really it's such like a weird it. thing. It's like, you tell me the guy that doesn't trust anything, like he's going to be down with this whole thing. I'm like, this is the guy, like even like you know, what we had in uh, Just League this week as well, the way Batman's portrayed and acted where you got to tell him everything in case the world's in trouble. He doesn't tell anybody anything no. and ruins yeah. everything he's involved yeah. with. Yeah. He always does. So, Don't tell him. Like Batman him. and whoever's portraying him anymore, I'm starting to have a real problem with Batman anymore yeah. for how he's portrayed. Yeah. And so well. they're there. And you do see throughout this, you do see the end deal of that the Just League has no idea what's going on. They are pretty much going to sit there and talk about monitor duty and Ted Cord complaining and go through their little meeting, taking their notes and their minutes. Yeah. And this is probably going to be them you know until like at least they almost, break it it's out. It's almost like an inside joke in my mind. I thought you know, it was Just too. League, they're bullshit compared to what we got over at Just League Dark. You know, they're yeah. always sitting around talking about monitor duty. Yeah, looking at monitor duty. That's all they care about and they're they're stuck doing that in the meantime diana goes crazy again here's action and Jackson. uh yeah you, you see some pre- and again the art at this point this is, is where really we, really we, good yes we yeah. kick into the, this this first splash page with hikate yeah. Uh, looking over knows a oh, ton of awesome. this. This is awesome. Yep. The next page I love. I mean, it really good. The this only is problem almost, I have with the, the, the was very the very end of the beginning. Book, really is good. Yeah, the very beginning and the stuff with the recap of the Just League Dark and the Upside Down Man. Maybe that was added in a little because that maybe. art seemed really off. And and even the detail I of mean, it. And then you get Swamp Thing here, where then he attacks attacks Hecate, uh, and you know, and then ends up grabbing Wonder Woman and Detective Chimp and skedaddling out because they got to get out. Of there they want to go to the oblivion bar and they when they go out now is there a weird thing that when they go into the basement with all the casks and things like that was that supposed to be the where you see was that almost like the hecate symbol that was made there with the barrels and things it was a very odd framed picture Mm. that i thought that was supposed to mean something a little more as they came out it's very odd because if you look at the symbol it looks somewhat like it and when just when i saw it though i thought why is it framed that way that you see that uh but they're just going to go to the oblivion bar which they I just don't know why that is there. It's just an odd panel for no reason. They bust through a door to get down there, fall down the stairs to just have that there. And then like, oh, you know, you're going to go there. You put the door to the oblivion bar here. Yep, I did. And they go and bust through. And it is a drunk. It is a horror scene with Constantine bloodied up, just sitting at the bar by himself drinking. 
and you have where uh, Zatanna and him kiss. She says, you're alive, and uh, they kiss, and uh, why'd you kiss. do that? It's because, you know, the world's coming to an end. I think we're all going to die now. Is it, are we supposed to think also that the reason why uh, Constantine hour, did not die is because of his demon blood being ripped out of him? Because they uh, do maybe, mention that I mean, earlier. He's a man. Or a he's man. Not, I didn't know which, a witch. though. I mean, he, you know, I would assume those, those other... Those witches have to supplicate themselves before yeah. Hecate. He never, he doesn't. He he hangs out with demons. He just and, hangs uh, out. It's just weird that he was there just to be there. And they do mention at the beginning when, say, when too, Wonder Woman. He's that bloodied up considering. No, been, like, he just has it on his coat. <laughs> you just look, if you look too, where he's sitting at the bar, no bones oh, yeah, anywhere. Yeah. It's all in, the, all in the other direction. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right it place. seems it's like he was just at the right place or he just wasn't affected by it. But, you know, the whole deal. Uh, they did mention earlier, like when they were going through the whole thing. Oh, and and Constantine, his his damn freaking, you know, demon blood got ripped out of him. Another thing that I think is important that we didn't really say, but they mentioned a couple times, is Zatanna is kind of not able to use her powers in this. If she uses her backwards magic, shit goes wrong. So they've kind of neutered her at this point a bit. Uh, with things well, that gotta make seem not, but that's the thing. It seemed a little forced. We're almost getting towards the Enchantress and Suicide Squad being knocked out. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Zatanna's just, I can't use my backwards magic. Eh, well, I mean, it wouldn't you know, work she's, good. She's always portrayed as the magic expert. You know, yeah. she knows everything. She can, she's ultra powerful. And now she finds herself in a position where she's, and one, she can't use her own magic. And two, she's trying to explain, like, to uh, Diana. Oh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta chill. You know what I mean. You gotta learn to like keep this under wraps and calm down. And Diana's like, "No, I must sally forth I and learn more stuff. about stuff." And ah. Zatanna's like, and and so it really puts her ah. in, a, in, in a different <laughs> role. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a, it's a new role for Zatanna. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a it's a great role for her. But I don't think it's supposed no, to be. No, I to be think sort that of she's kind of ass in this area. She's almost uh, like the salesman. At the Shocktoberfest <laughs> that isn't allowed to quote prices. She's not uh-huh. allowed. She has to go and get the head sales. She has to go talk to the manager, yes. right? Exactly. She, you know, she, has oh, to go to the manager. she yeah, can, still, she can still do things with the car. Like she can take you on sure. the test drive. She can tell you all the features, but she has to go and get the manager, which I would um, hope they would you say you rang. rang when you go. <laughs> the manager comes over, <laughs> just one leg dragging behind. You rang. Well, hello, Miss go. Lady. Hello. I, was, I, would hope, I would hope that the manager would just be the thing, the hand in the box. Yeah, these, that's all, you know. These, no, that's who makes you sign. That that is oh, the end. Fair. These prices are truly scary. Is that good? With that, <laughs> no, word? that was that was not your best <laughs> one. I'm sorry. How about uh, ah that you if you have a cold, come here and you won't be coughing. Is that a good one? With <laughs> Uh, work out a little bit. You I'm know, telling maybe, you, I'm again, running out of there. things. I, I yeah. don't have much. What? Okay, how about this? You, what did you have? If it? you don't like these prices, <laughs> then you must be a creature from the Black Lagoon. How about I know, that? What doesn't even make any sense? I know. Why <laughs> it would doesn't that make be? sense because no. a creature from the Black Lagoon, he don't need a car. He swims. He doesn't need a car. Why would Why would he even come to the to the Shocktoberfest uh, sale? How about That's this one? Question. Am I going to go? Do you have the Subaru Hunchback? How about that? Is that a good one? Hatchback, Hunchback. Was that? Did I go a little bit better? Is that? I was actually trying to think of something. The Hunchback. I actually like the Hatchback. I must have taken a wrong turn. I was heading to the opera. How about that one? The Hatchback of Notre Dame. 
I don't have any sound. You mentioned wrong turn also, so I like uh, that. That's, I don't that's know. like the, the cousin of Christine, the hatchback of Notre Dame. The hatchback of Notre Dame. That would be good, right? Is that a good Hey, with prices like this, selling these cars must be child's play. Is that a good one? Would wow. that work with Chucktoberfest? No, not really, no. No, that doesn't work at all? No. I'm having a nightmare on my street right now. <laughs> well, who are you, Will Smith? I wish. Yes. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop now. I'm trying desperately to think of any sort of movie that Hey, you you got me signing these deals as if you're some sort of puppet master. How about that what? one? You like that one? <laughs> That, 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 that one kind of obscure here. Yeah, you didn't like that. That wouldn't be good for the commercial too, because then you're you're actually denigrating the mm. the Eric Shea car lot and Shocktober. Am I? You're, you're, I'm, de- I'm, yeah, not, I'm not. I'm not. These dumb. are these are like the commercials I play on the 25th of October. Uh, I'm running out of, of ideas here at the end. You, you don't like you do that for commercials? I'm, we're running them daily. I mean, these wow. things are on the rank. These commercials. Daily. Yeah. 24 7 these things are running some serious campaign i'm actually i'm actually buying out all of the time on like seven stations you're getting nothing but shocktoberfest commercials stations yes stations all stations is to buy out the local time in uh in in quaker town for a month it's only a couple hundred bucks no i I think it's about 30 cents (laughs) so it'll be a couple billboards we have we have have that giant one oh i was gonna say we have this huge ass like digital billboard that's it's it's an eye Sore. No, this is just in the middle. Of, it's round, and people like people hate it. People hate What's it. What's on it? What, what just, are they just different, different ads for things. Things in town. Oh. Yeah, just things no, in town. Sucks. Yeah, Shocktoberfest. That's what it's going to have now <laughs> nice. on the reg. That's all they're going to have now. Uh, what did you give it, Reggie? So I had a good time with this. I admit that the beginning was a little bit on the uh, clunkier side, but it was some necessary recap, and it was handled. I thought very tastefully and tactfully. I had a great time with the second half of the book. I, I just loved every second of it. That's the kind of stuff I like to see. I like this. I find it all very intriguing. Uh, the, what's going on with the witch marked? I want to know what other witches are witch marked. I want to see what that, what's going to happen there. And it looks like it's going to wrap up relatively quickly in four issues. These are all yeah. huge things that make me very happy. And like, and like you say, I admit that the art was a little, little bit dodgier, but I think you'd be, Crazy to say it was bad. It was, it never got bad. It just got really much better at the end of the book. It was just a little kind of like yeah. looser and, and, in, in uh, the Justice League paradise. You would have so. to be dead not to appreciate these prices. There you go. Uh, That's uh, good. These uh, prices uh, will make you scream. I gave it a one. very positive <laughs> fright out of 10. Oh. Anita. <laughs> no, no, I really need to know. What is that? <laughs> I know what it's Reggie an eight, gave it. An, eight, an, eight. Oh, okay. an eight out of 10, Reggie gave it. I'm not going to be as. Um, as positive, but I, I'm trying to think of <laughs> what did you do to conjure up these prices with the conjuring? You'd have to, you'd have, to have a soldier sold to the devil to get a car for this oh price. Oh my goodness gracious. Oh, wow. The only way you haven't heard of a Shocktoberfest is if you live in the cabin in the woods. Oh boy. You like that one? Was that a good <laughs> one? Really these prices are so great. They're shining. There you go. Is that That's one? Hello? Hello? <laughs> is anybody there? Hey, I'm here. Y- the only way you'll know it's Halloween is Candyman. Does that work? How, what, I, is that I, even, what is that even? That really like October. Uh, That's <laughs> really, is that what I'm you doing selling like that cars one? also? When, I, when you see these prices, they're certainly an omen. How about that one? <laughs> oh. Fly on down here. 
and and don't bring Rosemary's baby. I'm just reading off a list of. I mean, at this now. point, we can just say. Uh, when you see these prices, you'll be, and then insert any, any, <laughs> what? you'll, you'll be you, Salem's who lot. Who gave us these prices? Carrie? <laughs> yeah, how about that one? How about, <laughs> if, once you see our prices, you'll really think I've gone psycho. There you go. Nice. That one makes right. sense, right? It doesn't make We're, sense. Come on long. down. We're having a night of the living dead. What? The end. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I'm actually higher than what I was going to give it. Uh, if we would have talked about it last night, which we mentioned earlier in the podcast, we didn't get to record last night because my soundboard and all that shit went to the crap. I was kind of along the lines of a 6. It I went actually, to the cemetery, huh? I, I didn't really like it. I was some sort of cemetery man with that. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, a French I, film? Once we started talking about it, I became more unlined of a uh, Jaws is what nice. I, uh, the, the James Bond character Can, candy man I mean oh, what am I some poltergeist uh, it's it's a 7 out of 10 for me now because I had fun talking about it yeah some of it might have been witch priest and Shocktoberfest but still hey I'll take anything to be more positive how about you over there you alien <laughs> I would give it a 7 out of 10 as well for all the reasons that Reggie said but I'm just going to go a little bit further down because you know it's I'm not as invested in these characters as he is. And like, you know, it just seems like the whole idea of stacking these things right away. Like I said, it might play out later on, but right now just kind of feels forced because it's October and that's it. Try to get a mini event out, but I still enjoyed what we have and I look forward to what we're going to get. So seven out of 10, seven out of 10. That's quite a descent from Reggie's score. Isn't it? That's the God's honest scream too. That is. If you tell me that again, I'm going to tell you to hush is what (laughs) I'll tell you, Eric Shea. You get it? Wow. Now, what we're going to do is Halloween's go to... Halloween's my least favorite holiday now. I didn't realize <laughs> we're gonna that was going to happen. We're going to go to yeah. the next book yeah. that we're going to talk about. And I wish right now I could get out. Yeah, there you, there I'll you tell go. you what. Uh, and, and I'm sure that everybody listening now wishes <laughs> this was a quiet place. Oh, uh, yes. Now it's over. We're done Shocktoberfest because we're moving Thank on God. to the next book. And is it worse... Is it worse uh, or or better to get out of Shocktoberfest? Because we have to talk about Harley. Give it to me, Reggie. Give it to it's me. It's way worse. Harley Quinn number 51, written by Sam Humphreys, art by Sam Bessery and Alex Sinclair. From the hardened, battle-scarred fields of World War II comes the hero we need in these desperate times. A man who understands right from wrong and who will dispense righteous justice equally and in fist-pounding doses. As soon as he figures out this smartphone, he's the original fish out of water, aside from those other fish out of water, in Captain Triumph. What the hell is a ballpoint pen rated PG-13? Yeah, well, what's going on with the idea that this is one of my favorite things in all of history, of any time somebody's out of time? and mm-hmm. What are you doing? How do you fit those people in that box? What is it? A television? Like, But yet I'm infuriated here. And I'll tell well, you. I'll, what- I'll tell you something. Uh, even though even though I made a joke about this being an original fish out of water. He actually misses every fucking opportunity to make this a fish out of water story. And, and the other thing I have a problem with is that we obviously this is Harley Quinn 51. We had Harley Quinn 50. That was the whole, oh, Harley's throwing things out of continuity. Oh, my God. Johnny DC. Ooh, great. And I thought that was done. 
And when you go forward, yes, you can go forward. That's fine. It just seems to me, I told Eric, this reminds me so much of when Anne Nocenti was doing Catwoman in Gotopia, and she continued the story after Gotopia was over. This is yeah. a little easier to do because Gotopia was a dream world that never happened, and Anne Nocenti, nobody gave her the memo, and, and wonder, or Catwoman kept a job that she had in that real dream world deal in the real world but uh, with this the suicide I, hotline counselor. yeah the suicide hotline counselor right. and, and with this though you have this and it, the wraparound is that he is there captain triumph is there because of this whole continuity nonsense and things like that and now it seems like johnny dc is somebody that carly can just call on at any time that by just me. yelling something I, out I, that I is not really in continuity mind. i don't really mind if they wanted to make this golden age character be the you know the hangover or the, the, the residual from do the it thing. Do different. Don't but, have him but, just show up and then, you know, have him. Well, it, it seems to have no thought to it at all. No. He, he, he literally just shows up and then, like, they have it a heart-to-heart like on Cody just, Island. Yeah. It Dude, seems like part of the last really issue. Fun, this but, could really be a fun fucking thing of exactly what we're talking about, of, like, he doesn't know how to cope. Now he's trying to... Use a well, metro card. I mean, that I don't would be know. fun too, even if they, you know, told you anything about the character yeah. besides yeah, his name's Captain Trap. Like that the whole idea, he also. says he says he can't hear his brother Michael anymore. But the reader who has no idea about this character yeah. has no idea why that's and, relevant. And where, he fuses yes. with his ghost, uh, the ghost of his brother, to become yeah. Captain Trap. As a matter of fact, he, he shouldn't have the power. As far as no, I'm no, concerned, he but shouldn't I'm have it at all. Even, I'm, I'm willing to even. Let that go. But you're right. He sends, he spends the whole time talking about his brother. And, and he People have never heard of his character. Like, why the doesn't he separate like he can where the yeah. ghost would come out then and, so he could talk to him or something along that, those lines? People don't know this. So when they the see this, I'm guaranteeing you most people that read it or reviewed it, they don't get the whole concept of what Captain Triumph is. So like Sam Humphreys is kind of doing anyway – they're pushing him as the DC version of Captain America, even with the I want to I want to punch the fascists and things like that. And I yeah, think most people right, would right. go with that. So when you're there saying, ah, Michael, I can't hear you, Michael, I'm like, well, what is this, Kit? Is Kit right around here? You can't find Michael. I mean, it, you don't it, know makes him, it makes him look insane. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, then, you, and then the you're jokes, like, all right, so is he just a crazy fucking person? Like, and what's that's going the, on? The thing is, the jokes don't hit because of that. You need to have a basis of where yes. the laughs are coming from. And he does, this is what he did in this last issue. And this is why. I really don't like Sam Humphreys. He thinks that he's funny. He thinks that he's writing things that everything comes out just nothing because nothing hits. And in a Harley book, especially if your jokes aren't going to hit, you got nothing. And that's how he's writing. He is writing Harley now as just a bunch of skits that he wants to have. Even when she's like, oh man, look at this costume. And it's the Harlequin costume. And all oh, the mother comes in. I don't want you to wear that. And then we get a panel of, you know, Harley and Joe. Now, and the, but, and this it doesn't it doesn't change it a lot, but a uh, uh, somebody suggested to me that this and in the last issue that Harley's mom was supposed to be Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah. And when I, yeah. when I heard that, I was like, that actually makes a little bit more sense. However, it, does. it doesn't it doesn't really redeem any of the scenes well, that have add to the story. No, no, yeah, no, that would make more like, sense. Right, but well, she's in crisis at least now. That makes more sense. We were all wondering, like, where where did fucking Harley's mom come yeah. from? And yeah, because we've already dad. seen her, and we've already seen the parents. And I told you in the solicits, they're like Harley's mom and dad and brothers coming to town for a few days to thrill. And we're like, we already saw this, but that does make a little more sense yeah. that it was supposed to be poison ivy. That that would make more sense, even uh-huh. though it's still the same old. thing. Thing of you better not go back with that jokers 
I won't. All right. Hey, what are you doing? Looking at that. The, and really, the, the best thing about it is that now that you say that it was supposed to be Poison Ivy, the whole thing with the bank robbery makes more sense because Harley's mom would not just be sitting there like, you're thinking of robbing that bank, aren't you? She'd be like, what are you doing? But yeah, you have, you know, I just this whole thing just I'm falls talking about the idea of that, you know, Sam Humphreys just writing skits and throwing everything together. The one skit out of this that I did enjoy, though, that I did get a chuckle out of was when Harley did call Johnny D.C. And she's in the middle of trying to make sense of Donna Troy's continuity. Yeah, that that's, that's fine. But that's that one panel. One panel. You're right. Yeah. Yes. But one it panel. never annoyed me. I, like I literally just like just like Jim said, I was like, "Fuck, is Johnny's DC a member of this yeah, fucking now book all, now?" Now all you have to do is <laughs> say like, this to get this involved. Then yeah, you add that one panel, but the fun part is, is all art. So it's you know Sam Humphreys, yeah, he may have been like, "Okay, get down to Troy, get the whole deal," but it's not even what he does that makes it funny. It's the concept, yes, but it's the art as well, seeing them. And then you go from that, and now it's just Harley with Johnny DC, because she says that the Legion flight rings are made of aluminum. And, oh, I gotta go there. This is like, that's not changing continuity, that's just Harley being dumb. And so, you can't say that. Jim and, and Dan, they're, they're gonna get me. I'm like, really? You don't have to name drop your bosses here. It seems like Sam Bumphries is <laughs> really mean, gunning for a raise here. Doing the, the the breaking of the fourth wall constantly too. It's like, is that what kind of book we're getting? Because that's not. I yeah. don't like it. You know what I mean? It's, it's not it's what I want. That's not what it's that, been. And no. I love books that do that, but but you have yeah, to I, have a leash a on that, though. Yeah, and and, and with that, it it's funny to you know? me that you we are. I think in this deal, we're seeing the idea that where we think. That Harley is a very basic thing. You go there, you have some gags, you you get a scatapult, you do this, you do that. It does seem like maybe there's a little bit more to it because Sam Humphreys is going at it, in my mind, almost like the generic way of, okay, I'll throw this here, I'll throw that here. Oh, Harley, she talks fourth wall all the time, we'll do that, we'll throw this. And it just doesn't do anything for me by the end where we even say, and again, I don't know, can you still say if you like Harley, you'll like this? I think we're even getting away a bit from that where this issue, especially because we don't know the main character that it's supposed to be based on and, you know, with Captain Triumph and where Eric, I think, kind of walked into a thing that I think he maybe, uh, you know, might be brilliant, Eric. Oh, uh, not probably. But the, the thing no. is, Eric <laughs> went really is to shock. No, listen, I'm shocked. Shocktoberfest. Eric went to look into Captain Triumph. He may not have known a ton about him, but he went and did mm-hmm. his research like some people will. That makes it worse. You have a character that, number one, we don't know anything about, so you're like, I don't know what this guy's going to be about. But it makes it worse when you find out about it because the character isn't in character here. What is going on doesn't make sense, so why is he there? Why, at the end of this, is he there? It's only a pretty much a hangover left from that 50th issue where I think Sam Humphreys and Dan DeDio are sitting around slapping each other on the back about how great Johnny DC was. <laughs> I don't need that. I, you know. And then it ends up at the end where Harley's just like, hey, it's not so bad here. Look, let's go and see what's going on. Okay, look, we can do the jitterbug. Oh, we can go to Yankee Stadium. We can fight some <laughs> fight some fascists. We can eat a burger. We could go to Nateman's Hot Dogs. Oh, all the stuff you love. They're doing the fucking jig. And then it ends with, uh, you know. Bombshell Harley out and about. Yeah, and then it ends with, you know what? 
I'm here because of you. I'm going to punch you right in the face. Uh, like, what just happened? What I know, happened it, it, here? It really does seem like a, a just a collection of scenes, although you did forget the amazing other pointless scene where uh, Captain Triumph goes to punch out the mayor, and it turns out that he's being guarded by Checkmate. Yeah, Checkmate. Yeah. Oh, checkmate fuck was that? About. What the hell is that about? Like, what checkmate. the hell? That's what I said at that uh, point in the book. Checkmate. I'm out. I'm out. Check. You yeah, said, oh, you didn't say, checkmate. Checkmate. Hello, hey, love. Mate. What's going on here in the bugger what of happened? a book air there? Then that's what I yelled. But everybody looked at me like I was well, otherwise, crazy. Otherwise, you do pretty much have it. I, I pretty much hated pretty all of it. You yeah, know, I re- I'm with The you. one panel that, that Eric I like the art. About, that was the best panel. Yeah. I didn't even love the art, but I do it like it. Okay. I'd be hard-pressed to say that there's no problems here because of the art. It's, it is good. Uh, you know, I, I'm used to seeing... Other artists on this book, I think, but I really have no problem with Sam Basri. He, he is, no, and there's okay. some faces that are really good. But what the fuck is what is this story? There's Why? no reason to ever Who read cares? this issue. I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand like whether, like, what is so his triumph? Are we trying to get him back? Is he supposed to be here? Why does he have those powers when you do know about him? And I had to do my research. Also, I must admit, yeah. so I didn't. I didn't I remembered that he was a Golden Age character, but I didn't remember his his shit until I looked it up. And, uh, and I shouldn't have to. Yeah. I, I think shit is okay. I think uh, shit, shit, I don't care. It's it's bullcrap so, is what it, it is. It was, and it was, you hear that, everybody? Reggie said he thinks shit's okay. <laughs> up, Just up, like up. that's what he was saying at the beginning when he said he liked the you know the uh, Jefferson Starship. But, <laughs> it, but really, now. are you are you with me that the more you look into the character, then you really get confused because it's yeah. not even. And I I, it I look at me angrier. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, well, what the fuck, man? You're not even like using this character no. correctly. This whole the thing with his brother, his ghost brother, is like the, that's the hook of him. You know what I mean? And you're yeah. totally like throwing that away and not even playing it up like another way to play it up would be he's running around trying to get in touch with his brother and people would be saying like what's wrong with this guy talking to himself and he missed even that stupid shitty opportunity and this is what we were saying all along the concepts are fine and as like just stated you know golden age character out of time hardly has to deal with you know his superheroing the execution is terrible and and every opportunity to do something fun or interesting is wasted, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely, totally wasted. And uh, I, I want to know this, though why this is Harley's fault, though. Like I'm telling you, Johnny DC, this whole you got to go take care of because this whole continuity thing is your fault. I'm like, what did Harley really do to make this her fault? Yeah, it's just there to to continue the whole deal because I swear to God, it's like, oh man, you really cracked him up with that fifty. Keep it going. And there's no reason to. There was no reason to. This is where I think that he, like like Reggie was saying, he has the concepts of what this book should be about, but he just can't do them. And there's, you know, it, it shouldn't be rocket science here, but it just is since he had I'm a that. Rocket surgeon. Well, he had that whole deal. You're a witch priest, but he had that I whole really idea. I think a whole thing here where Harley would have been flirting with him, trying to fuck yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Just even just flirt you know? and and That's him like have them go around town. And if you're gonna do the whole, you know, oh my god, a horseless chariot type thing like right, that, right, right, right. go through that and, and see yeah. that. Yeah, go go through that and have some so fun with that. Hot dogs and taking a carousel, like yeah. like like him to be like. Money didn't look like this when I was. Yeah, you know, oh like, my this god! This is a weird thing because he's not that old for the whole idea. No, like, he doesn't know what yeah, it I imagine it's like still... Brooks and like Shawshank Redemption. Like I remember when I went into prison, there was only one or two cars around. Now they're everywhere. Everybody went and got themselves in a big damn hurry. Now, but, but to me, to me, this gives you the chance to be very creative about what are the things that he would be yeah. 
you know, on, yeah. not knowing. But for example, uh, rubber sole shoes probably would be totally fucking foreign to him. Ballpoint pens. There's a lot of little things that you wow. can like have a little joke with. Boring, what Reggie. are you doing with that <laughs> pen that you press? I'm just saying, you know, well, where I'm, is I'm so, your so, inkwell, which? They could go to the bank, you know, and he'd be like, you know, we, we gotta uh, set you up, no, we I gotta mean, set uh, you up with a bank account pudding. Yeah, and he I'll gets tell you right away. He's like, what is this weapon, you know, whatever the just, hell it is. Just have them go to the diner and, and it costs 15 bucks and he flips out, he <laughs> thinks it's 30 cents. And, and really, if you're gonna do that, why not also, if you're gonna go all out, Show what isn't different for him. Right. Show that the same bit. problems a little, but that's what I'm saying. You kind of saw that, but not enough. Know. Show that you know these classic characters can fit, even with the idea. You have Johnny DC. You have all this. Have him come back and wonder why everything's dark and why everything's like this. What's going on? You know, and Johnny DC. Yeah, you know, the that's futures. the new deal. Uh, but I'd like that, but that you don't get that. It, it doesn't do anything here. Just nonsense. But what'd yes. you give it, Reggie? Uh, I pretty much hated it. I think that if you are reading this book, I feel very sorry for you. Uh, I really had no problem with the art, but it wasn't really okay. like blowing away. It just, it, it, it's good. It, it's, if, if you, you know, if, if you're not, whatever. But, uh, I give it a two out of ten, and I guess you would say that'd be Holy all of them. Moly. <laughs> I hated it. I didn't even look at your score. I, I actually, so, that, uh, that's way, I'm gonna give the art a little benefit. I'm going with a four five. Uh, because it did anger me too, man. Reggie is wow. at the, Reggie's at the end of his rope. Oh my god, her. this is Shocktober. I thought you were about to throw like a six at me. Yeah, I'd say that too. <laughs> Holy moly, that's what people used to say to me when they saw me at a party. There's a two for you. I, mean, I get sad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get sad. Oh. I go home. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go four point five. The the thing, the the biggest craziness of the Shocktoberfest uh, event that we're having right now is that this is still a twice a month book. There is no reason for that. You're, you're seeing in this run of Sam, he has nothing to, to do and he has to do it twice a month. Stop it. Make this a monthly book. It doesn't sell well anymore. This isn't where it was before. Right. This is now in the 20s. This book was in wow. the 80s at one point. Is it it really is not. in the 20s yes. now? Yes, it's, it's high 20s. It's like 29. You keep wow. jumping back, but yeah, that's what it is. It should not be twice a month. Just make it a monthly for the people who like Harley and find somebody who has something. Get get somebody and, and don't go with this idea of, hey, what, what you got in mind for Harley? Listen to this. Harley Apocalypse. Boom. Uh, say, okay, that sounds cool. What's that story? And now yeah. tell me four stories down. Tell me that if and I'm going to put you on this, what is the result of that story? Yes, you know, I don't want it. DC, like they said, I always go back to, but Tom King went and pitched the War of Jokes and Riddles and said, hey, Joker versus Riddler, boom! And they're like, all right, you're in. I want people at DC now to say, that sounds fine. You're giving me the elevator pitch and all that stuff, but give me the elevator pitch now for your next three story arcs. Tell me what the next three trades are going to be about. Really get people on here that have a vision. And even if they say, well, we're going to do this, and then from there, I have these six different ideas. We can At least you know they yeah. have ideas. He has run well, out of ideas change. in my mind. Obviously, things are going to get yeah. I mean, But, but yeah, at least you know that they are yeah. thinking of things. And I'll even go back to the New 52. One guy that really impressed me was Kyle Higgins, which you actually walked by him today at Comic-Con. Oh, yes. And he said it. that when he went to talk to them at 
DC about doing Nightwing, he brought up that he had already done a fan film of Nightwing in college as one of his things. He'd already written some, you know, things himself just for himself, and that Nightwing was his favorite character. Get those type of people on each character. Get fans of the character, yeah, not a guy that you have signed, about them not, life, yeah, and yeah. not a guy who you just have exclusive and need to throw him on a book. And that's what this feels like. Uh, and to me, that's nonsense. And really, if you want to get Palmiotti back, I know that it was yeah. getting a little tough. Tired. It was way better than this, but oh, yeah. uh, four or five. What about you, Eric? I'll go to four point five as well. I like the art in this issue, Game and I like the concept. But the whole thing is, it's not executed well, and you brought no. in the supporting characters, interesting, but you did nothing with him for anybody to know anything about him. Yeah, it's or so you didn't weird. Even fit his, his whole idea of his character into the story you need to tell. Yeah. So it's very disappointing. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, but yeah, the the witching hour or the spooktacular fest. Uh, what's it called? Shocktober. Shocktober. Shocktober's gonna. Shocktober's <laughs> gonna continue because now we're gonna Still go off. Hundred goddamn for, times. For Reggie. It, well, it was Scaretober for me. I like Scaretober a lot better. Uh, I wonder you didn't if. Even say that. You said I wonder if the Scaretober, the Spooktober, is gonna continue with Reggie and Chris. I don't think That's that it's right. gonna carry over. Uh, I don't think you're gonna name. Drop Spooktober. I, I don't no. think so. I don't but think we are. We're gonna be. You're gonna be talking about what uh, scary book, Reggie? The Dreaming Number Two. Yes, Dreaming Number Two is where we'll go off, and then me and Eric will be back with something, and then we'll continue on. I never know. Yeah. What, who knows what happens during Scaretoberfest? I mean, really, Scream-toberfest could end up well, being anything for people. That's what happens. I, I, don't, I don't think Eric says car lot's gonna be open much longer. I gotta yeah. say, you guys are really your marketing plan has just got off the rails here. It, it really yeah. I don't know why he hired me. What are you talking me. about? I, I put this portfolio together. I'm going for a loan tomorrow. That's right. Oh, We're well. doing it. We're doing this. To it. We don't own any cars. We're doing no. it. That'll We're doing collateral. it. collateral. We're going to go off now to listen to Chris and Reggie talk about the dreaming number two. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Sad Man Universe segment on the WeirdScienceDCComics.com podcast. My name is Reggie. My name is Chris. And today we have the one comic for you, but the second issue of The Dreaming by Cy Spurrier, Bilquis Evely, and Matt Lopez. So in this issue, Mervyn Pumpkinhead is the dream janitor, is talking to someone. We don't see that person yet. We get panels full of pumpkin face just dead on. Uh, We will see who this person is at the end of the book, but since they wanted to save the reveal, we'll save the reveal till then as well. Yes. Uh, Just don't uh, look at the solicits for the next issue. Don't do that, and I think actually don't look look at the cover. No, no, they didn't give it away in the cover. Sometimes (laughs) they... they, (laughs) Oh, not this cover. Not this time, on the next one, yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, Mervyn doesn't like what's been happening around the Dreaming lately. In fact, he's so steamed about it, he's going to describe his grievances in story form. Seems that once in a while, a dreamer goes through the Mylam Cascade. Am I saying that right, Chris? Milam? Mylam? One of those, yeah. Mylanta Cascade. Uh, what we colloquially know, colloquially know as lucid dreaming. Essentially, the dreamer realizes they're dreaming while they're dreaming. And uh, at that point, you can either take control of the dream, fly around, or what have you, and that would be lucid dreaming. But other times... The dream stuff starts leaking out and threatens reality and the collective unconscious. And that's when Mervyn has to get involved. Uh, he says nine times out of ten it's a junkie or some transcendentalist having their epiphany. Which I thought was a funny little uh, take on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's been happening a lot more often lately, these uh, leaky dreams. So Mervyn and his squad have to go clean it up. Uh, the thing they're supposed to do is distract the dreamer with more non sequiturs, more like red herrings in the dream. 
but that's proving increasingly difficult as time goes on. And when Daniel is around, the dream, uh, the guy that runs the dreaming, it's nothing for him to just wave his hand and fix these kind of things. But when he's gone, these problems, they fall to Mervyn the janitor. I like how he mentions, like, when Daniel's around, he'll just say, tra-la-la, and yeah. send them away, because we've read some of uh, Neil Gaiman's correspondence, and that's how he ends his letters. He says, tra-la-la, with, exactly. With tra-la. <laughs> <laughs> now, back to the story, uh, there are these blanks issuing from the fissures that we've seen all over the dreaming in the sky and whatnot. Uh, Lucius told Mervyn to put them back, put them to work. And uh, to Mervyn's total fury, they are pretty good at the job. So yeah, he, he can't speak too poorly about them. No, but but he, uh, it, it really it really pisses him off though. He's like, yes, damn it, they're, they're so good. good. They're so good at it. <laughs> no, speaking of Lucius, Mervyn caught uh, caught him stuff the cuckoo back into the uh, black chest. The cuckoo in this case is a nightmare creature uh, created by Dream. The black chest. When uh, things get put into the black chest, they they. You know, they just don't come That's back it. out. Something, something damn black about it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lucian tells Mervyn that he just uh, he's just streamlining some redundancies inside the Dreaming. And that Mervyn should wait outside, uh, which really bugs him more than anything yet. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, this: his whole complaint is really that his pride is being hurt. Obviously. Yeah, he's getting slot to the side. It's the main thing is no one is stopped. giving, yeah, they're not giving him the recognition that he thinks he deserves. In fact, he remembers when he was created by the first dream, uh, who I don't think ever had a run, regular name, uh, he was plucked from a punk, pumpkin patch and given light, and that, given life, and that Sandman made Mervyn feel really important, not like this guy telling him to go wait outside. So Lucian essentially tells Mervyn to stop complaining, get back to work, and then speaking of work, there is one melon cascade that's really going berserk, uh, leaking wacky dream stuff everywhere. Mervyn's staff can barely contain it. Uh, while things are in chaos, Dora and her faithful blank Ziggy, we met him last issue, and wears the uh, tricorner hat, they're robbing the dream of food and other stuff. So Mervyn smashes a wrecking ball into Dora to stop her. Uh, while he's got his back turned, though, the dream turns on Mervyn and fills him with spooky nonsense. I like this. He just starts, like, <laughs> talking all this, like, st- super banal nonsense to him. I can't even, you know what I mean? Just, uh, I don't know. What would we call that, Chris? Like, uh, crystals and candles yeah. kind of this stuff? <laughs> That's how I took it anyway. Uh, you know, and he's just like, ah, get, get the heck off of me. <laughs> you know? Um, so he gets mad at the blanks, though. And he calls them soggies. I also like that. Yep. <laughs> uh, for not distracting the dream well enough. Which, But really, whose fault is it there, Mervyn? Anyway, so uh, Dory explains that this dreamer is having a freakout on designer drugs. She can taste it. I thought that was an interesting little point. Yeah. Uh, Mervyn's had just about enough out of Dora, tries to toss her out of the dream on her ear, or rather her head feather, where the ear usually would be. And then Dora turns to that hideous murder beast and tears everyone, Mer- Mervyn included, apart. But don't worry, they get better. Uh, Mervyn lands in pieces near or Eve's domain uh, by her cave. She's tending to the dragon that was injured the last issue, battling that guy from hell that rode in on a bear, if you remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, she could also put Mervyn back together while the dragon recuperates. I guess it's sort of not too hard, just, you know, sl- slot A into tab B kind of thing. Uh, So Mervyn complains about all the stuff we've already described in the episode, and Eve says that Dora is a symptom, not a cause of what is happening to the Dreaming. Uh, She may have been summoned in this time of crisis for reasons not yet known. Mm. Later, Mervyn happens upon Cain and Abel, who are regarding a cubist sculpture that has popped out of a hole in the ground, and they really don't know what to make of it. Uh, Mervyn seems to think that it's uh, some kind of bad story. 
Kane tosses Abel into the pit because that's you know kind of what he does. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like this hole goes down for miles. Elsewhere, Mervyn happens upon Madame Isruli and her houseboat. Uh, this fell into the dreaming back in House of Whispers number one, if you recall. We discussed that a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, strange that it looks like it's right next to the palace when it seemed to land somewhere next to the House of Secrets and Mystery in that issue. Uh, but, you know, we might just be seeing it at a weird angle, or maybe the dreaming is shifting. I mean, it is an ethereal place of sorts, so right, uh, maybe it's yeah. shifting more than we can tell. Maybe it's the kind of, it's like it's like that thing from the first Legend of Zelda, you had to go north, 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 north to go to the right, yeah. to the right place. <laughs> right. Yeah, you have, to, you have to keep going in the direction you'll hit it. Anyway, so uh, Mervyn runs over to Lucian, who's on the steps of the Palace of the Dreaming, and dissolving all of Mervyn's janitorial staff. And I got to say, you know, he did this to the cuckoo. Supposedly this is a good thing. They're sort of being returned to their dream essences, but it doesn't uh, help Mervyn's immediate staffing problems, sure obviously. Oh. So uh, Lucian says they're, they're redundant now that Blanks are doing such a good job. And Mervyn is absolutely despondent at this point. He crumbles onto the steps, and we are seeing a really sad pumpkin head here, like mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. curled up almost in a fetal position. And then almost as quickly... Uh, Lucian appears to have forgotten why Mervyn's there in the first place. He just sort of like snaps out of a reverie. So something's we've seen this before that he's having memory problems or some yeah. kind of reality problems. So yeah, I I'm getting the feeling he's being possessed. Possibly Perhaps. something like this. Yeah. Uh, I think because it seems like this, this you know, might be something trying to get in there. Yeah. Some to, and 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 they're forcing him to junk a lot of the dreaming stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. So Mervyn decides to spy on Dora, still returning to her treehouse with Ziggy, and of course their sacks full of stolen dream loot. Uh, he plants a whacker with a big wrench, which I didn't <laughs> notice at first, but when I re- reread, I thought that was funny. He's just got like a wrench behind his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but then he hears Matthew the Raven address her from a tree branch, and he wants a favor from her, considering Dora can jump from dream to dream and all that. He says that Mervyn's staff was dissolved as a show of good faith, and they need her to go find Daniel. Dora turns into the beast, grabs Matthew rough, roughly, and essentially says, she ain't going to do it. But now, Mervyn knows that Daniel has left the Dreaming. Plus, you know, he's, they used his staff as like a uh, bartering chip. So no cavalry is coming to save the day. Mm. Now that's why he is turned to someone else in order to keep things in line. And the person he, spoke, he turned to is Judge Gallows. Mm. Now, that's our big reveal. Quentin Gallows is a character who first revealed in Have You the Nerve to Face the Unexpected number thir- 113? <laughs> cover dated July that title. 19- it's an awesome title. <laughs> that's cover dated July 1969. He appeared in the story Tunnel of Fear by Dave Wood and Kurt Swan. Now, he was a judge who, after retirement, presided over court in his basement where he heard cases of the paranormal and the supernatural. So most of the people in attendance were Ghosts, and uh, you know, that a few others could say. Yeah. Uh, he'd caused uh, people to think he'd gone crazy, or or had he? Uh, well, maybe. Probably. probably. Yeah. Most yeah, likely. Most likely. Uh, <laughs> he'd eventually be folded into the dreaming when he kidnapped Abel for jury duty. Then Gallows condemned Cain for killing him, sentencing Cain to walk the mortal world. Dream worked it all out in the end, and uh, presumably... Got rid of Judge Gallows. And yet, here we are. He's been resurrected or called or something, and uh, he's going to run the Dreaming or something. Some sort of a conflict's about to happen, so uh, I thought that was cool. I get the impression Dora is going to get the helm eventually, but we will... 
Yeah, because Cain and Abel were saying like we don't know anything. We don't know exactly about her yet. Yeah, and, uh, and they were cut off before they could finish their thought. And her so, power yeah. set. And yeah. the fact that she's so different, like they, you know, like that was sort of the first time the first dream handed it off to Daniel was that the first he he wanted someone that knew what it was to be human. Yeah, uh, and maybe now this is a new thing. They want someone that's a hard ass. I don't know. That's always hungry. I have no <laughs> idea. So um, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Definitely liked a lot of this. Definitely think Mervyn is an awesome character. Certainly. Uh, if if anyone was going to you know narrate an issue. He's probably the top one that I would pick, but it definitely did not have the pizzazz of the first one. For one thing, I, I definitely could see the formula showing yeah. here. You know what I mean? A little the seams are showing a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what, what did you think of it as you went through it? Uh, wasn't uh, like you said. Uh, didn't have as much oomph as the first issue, but you know, second issues rarely do. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel. I, it's like a, it was weird. I kind of felt lost because I didn't know who this judge was. Right. Um. So I didn't really get the. I didn't get the oomph. Right. That the that, that reveal is meaningless. You're right. Yeah. For it that, is. For that yeah. Thing, yep. But uh, you know, like we said last time, for someone who is familiar with uh, the dreaming and with Sandman uh, back in the '90s, this was probably you know a big aha moment for them. Even. Um, so I, I can't. Mean, it wasn't I can't even hold that it against big for me. You know, what I mean? it was like, it was like, oh yeah, I remember him. That was it. Really. My, <laughs> my main takeaway, though, was that there was a whole lot of words in this that didn't it didn't get as far as the amount of words should have gotten. It, yeah, yeah. Feeling. It's like uh, it's not so much that we're spinning wheels, but it's it's kind of like we're treading water, even though those things could mean the same thing. Uh, <laughs> and it's only the second issue, so uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not too mad at it because yeah. we're still laying foundation here, and uh, we do need to build a mystery before we can solve it. And, and we so. do, we, we do get things where Lucian is, you know, ditching parts of the dreaming. You know, things yeah. things are moving forward. The the fact that they went to ask Dora that there's that relationship is kind of a new development between Matthew and the, you know. The Palace of the Dream and Dora. It's more than just she's kind of living in the outskirts that they're like trying to like employ her, you know. So yeah, uh, there there's some stuff. But you're right. They didn't. I think a lot of it was given over to just indulging in Mervin, which I think so. It's not a horrible thing, but it, I could have used a little less of it, or maybe could have been applied a little bit differently. Uh, hmm. Although I tell you that scene where he's on the steps of the of the dreaming after his staff, like he really looks like his heart has been broken. I was like, sure. I was like, I didn't. I don't know how you get so much uh, expression no, out of a jack o' lantern, but yeah. and the art, the yeah, the art, art continues to just to just be astounding. This Bilquis Evely is no joke, and Matt Lopez too, no. of course. The coloring sure. is doing a lot of work here, so. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, uh, I just didn't think it had the, you know, exact same whirlwind as as the first one did, where it got me super excited. I ended up giving yeah. this a seven point five out of ten, but I remember it was between a seven and a seven. I just went positive. What, what do you think you'd be with this? It's uh, that's right, right about where I would be. It, uh, I, it's funny because when I when I read this, I had to run over to your review because uh-huh. I, I was I was expecting like nine, like, uh, nine point yeah, five. I was expecting like a nine or something, and I'm thinking this is this is seven ish yeah. to me. And uh, I didn't want us to part just yet, uh, but when I see that you're at a seven five, I could definitely do seven five. Um, and I, I think that's uh, it's telling that our numbers have been have been even for both issues when you're a veteran of this and I'm coming in cold. I think, that, I think so that's, a, that's, that's a positive thing, to be honest with absolutely, you, yeah, that, that we're not diverging, that this isn't just fan service. Like I say, Judge Gallows, absolutely. I was like, 
Oh yeah, like he there was a, a I don't remember if it was six issues. It might have just been like two or three issues that he was involved in. And, mm-hmm. uh, it was but all he part did of show up. He did show up, and like yeah. I, I kind of and I, I did act, I did have to do research to jog my memory, and I was like, oh yes, I remember this this uh, storyline. It was pretty cool, and it was all part of like this this constant cleanup of the dream actually and dreaming. Now that I think about it, there was like uh, Sandman had a lot of loose ends he had to tie up, and that was one of them was Judge Gallows, but. Uh, it wasn't as big a reveal as it could have been some other characters from sure. the original one. So maybe if it had been those characters, I might have been like, "Wow, you know, like, oh, this is that was sick," but it wasn't. So we kind of left us in the <laughs> same, in sort of the same location. So that's not a horrible place to be. And I'll tell you, though, no. seven, seven, seven point five. That is still a pretty well recommended book, folks. So sure. uh, I would say go out and buy with confidence again. Quality-wise, you're going to get a great book to look at that will take you time to read. And uh, that is more than we could say for some other books coming up. Most books, yeah. Now, what do we, we got a uh, book for them next week. What do we got here? We got House of Whispers, number two. All right, we're going to find out what's going on with Madame Ezruli and uh, mm-hmm. uh, her boat in the Dreaming and what that's all about. So we'll see where it's located, too, now, I guess. Uh, <laughs> In that one, so uh, looking forward to that. Also, I'm just going to kind of drop this out there, even though I kind of told myself I wouldn't, but uh, cutoff dates have come for that Doom Patrol 12, right? <laughs> yes. While that does not mean anything, I'm not promising that it does mean that there are people in the world that have faith in it still, so they, we may see I, this. Before. I pre-ordered it last week. Yeah. It, it, it was with my November pre-order, which is a little telling, but yeah. uh, especially when we hear it's going to be in October. But I did pre-order it for, I think, like the fifth or sixth time right now. So, yeah. <laughs> you should get the seventh free, I think, right? Come on, after so many pre-orders. Yeah, almost. It's like, it's like a punch card I need, you know, for Doom Patrol. <laughs> A frequent pre-orderer, right? Yeah, you, uh, you know, the customer base. I, and again, I really, I almost didn't want to even talk about it, but yeah, if it if it comes, we will talk about it. If we will not, talk about. There's it. nothing to talk about. So, <laughs> if and when that doesn't happen, we will deal with it. But uh, absolutely, I think that's all we got from this week, Chris. Anything else for him? Nope, that'll do it. Well, until next time, folks. I want you to keep it dreamy. See ya. Don't you look at me. Welcome to the Orlando Zone. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. It's the Orlando Zone, people. It's so cool. We're back. Uh, We're back. Uh, Only, what is this, second week in a row for the Orlando Zone. Truly, we are very, very blessed. Um, The Orlando Zone uh, is, of course, dedicated to the one and only purveyor of pure nonsense. And I I mean that in the sense of, you know, pure cocaine. You know what I'm saying? It's pure stuff, this. This isn't like the nonsense you get in other books. This is proper stuff. Now, to be fair to Mr. Orlando, last week's Wonder Woman was a little bit on the low side as far as nonsense is concerned. But this week, it's the unexpected. And we're positively brimming with nonsense to this week. There's going to be so much nonsense, it's, uh, you're just not going to know where to put it. You, you, you just won't know what to do with it. Uh, so anyway, here we go. The Unexpected Issue Number 5. 
uh, written, of course, by the mighty Steve Orlando. Uh, art is by Ronan Cliquet, or Clickit. Let's say Cliquet, because if you say Clickit, it, it sounds like you're trying to say cricket with an odd accent, which is which is bad, fairly obviously. Colours are by Jeremy Cox. Uh, letters are by Carlos M. Manuel. It's published by DC Comics, and the cover price is $2.99, which is, I think, probably at least $2.95 too much. But there we go. Lurching from one stale encounter to another with all the grace of a 65-year-old on their way home from a night on the town two months after a hip replacement operation, The Unexpected has been one of the most sense-bereft comics I've read this century. Featuring admittedly potentially interesting characters Neon and Firebrand and their quest for something to do with the wildly dangerous and profoundly unstable nth metal isotope, that improbably came into existence at the end of issue one, just when the pair of them needed something to do, this series has become a manic travelogue of the DC universe. We've had Slaughter Swamp and Black Hawk Island. In issue three, it was Monster Valley. In issue four, it was Gotham. No sign of Batman. Mind you, Neon and Firebrand did arrive during the day. This time around, it's the Bavarian Alps and Castle Frankenstein. <laughs> See, I, I can't even keep a straight face when I say it. This time around, it's the Bavarian Alps and Castle Frankenstein, where awaits Hawkman, of course he does, who might, to be fair, actually know something about the incredibly dangerous nth metal isotope, which has existed for four issues and still hasn't exploded yet. One can but hope. Here's a review of issue five, people. Uh, the first thing to say is... <laughs> the first thing to say is, I'm going to try and make this quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, There's a very nice Kevin Nolan cover, actually. I, I, I mentioned this in the review. It really is very, very good. Um, <clears throat> weirdly enough... I did a, a classic covers post on my blog on Kevin Nolan um, last week without realising, actually, that he was down to do the uh, the cover art for this issue of The Unexpected. Uh, it's really good. His 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 figure work is is fab. Uh, what's really funny about these uh, these covers? I have to say I don't went went back and had a look actually at uh, some of the earlier uh, covers as well. One for issue two is fab. It's really really good. Um, but th- this one is kind of it, it's in kind of grey with sort of muted colours. Uh, there's some some red and kind of orange and what have you and. Uh, Nolan's done a really good job with uh, with kind of neon. What's really interesting, actually, he's he's drawn neon, uh, and you can see. I mean, his eyes are closed, but you can actually see them. Whereas most artists just go for the kind of floppy fringe kind of effect, which is a bit a uh, bit of a cop out, really. Uh, and it's got the two characters who are unfortunately dead uh, also on the cover, which is a shame, and it just makes me wish they were still in the book not because that they they were written particularly well because they weren't but just because uh the book needs more regular characters in it uh which is something that we're going to get to later on anyway it's a really really nice cover see it on the shelves don't buy the book for crying out loud just have a look at the book on the shelf uh it'll be uh, it'll be worth checking out for the cover and then just you know put it back right uh we have uh a title page with um with hawkman uh having seen neon and firebrand just kind of materialize 
behind them is a kind of really weird uh, I, I kind of like the design of this this, this is castle frankenstein but it, it, it's um it, it looks like a steampunk era structure that looks like it's sort of made out of uh, kind of primitive circuitry. It, it's it's a really weird look, and I and I do like it actually. Uh, Clique's art is okay. I, I I wouldn't say it's amazing. It's it's but it's some of the design stuff is is really interesting actually. I I, I quite like it. Anyway, oh, I had something weird. The um the credits say that the covers by Yannick Paquette and Nathan Fairburn. And that is wrong, which is uh, interesting. Uh, right, so we've got um, Hawkman meeting up with Neon on Firebrand. Uh, guess what, guys? They fight. Now, I know some of you are going to be like quite amazed by that. I almost fell off my chair. I was reading this in, uh, in Costa. Uh, Costa Coffee, that is. It's a well-known uh, Starbucks-type place uh, in the UK. Uh, and uh, I do quite like drinking there and and perusing <laughs> perusing my issues of the unexpected, and thinking to myself, what the hell am I going to say about this? Uh, and the coffee the coffee helps it, <laughs> it really does. Anyway, there I was, uh, second page into this issue, and they have a fight. Who'd have thought it? Really, uh, it's just so unexpected. Ah, oh, no, actually. To be fair, uh, they do tend to have fights with uh, places uh, with people that are in places that they go to. I- essentially, what you've got here is you've got a, and I mentioned it in the opening paragraph. You've got, you've got a travelogue. Essentially, you, you've got a chase. Neon and Firebrand have this uh, nth metal isotope, which is you know horribly dangerous, despite being very small, and. Um, Neon takes them through different portals to different parts of the DC universe. Well, actually, I should say different DC universe is, is DC Earth is what it is. So they go to different different parts of of the Earth just to kind of escape uh, Onimar Sin, who is following them and wants the nth metal isotope because obviously he feeds on nth metal. Now, after Dark Knight's metal, there is no nth metal in the universe. I think. Uh, and so he's after the isotope because, uh, well, obviously he he would quite like to to feed off it. Um, the isotope is is psychoreactive. It would seem it kind of reacts to uh, to anger and violence, uh, which is which is potentially kind of interesting because obviously Firebrand uh, has the conflict engine uh, sort of placed in her chest. Uh, which is sort of keeping her alive, provided that she fights every twenty-four hours. So, <coughs> so it's all a bit. It's all kind of like this setup of, oh, we've got something here that that is going to explode if you fight, but at the same time, you've got to fight to stay alive. Now, I, I kind of, I kind of like that. That, that that's okay. The, the the problem is, is that all of this is is getting tremendously repetitive. You you go from one. Uh, from one fight to the next, from one DC character who's in a DC place to the next. Uh, you've got the threat of, of Onomar Sin coming behind you as well. Uh, and you're kind of locked in to, to this. You know, for, 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 a, uh, for a title that's called The Unexpected and that potentially has the whole of the DC universe to play with, it's actually kind of 
So it's actually kind of predictable, weirdly enough. So, so, so if like at the end of issue four, you get this whole kind of oh, we've arrived, you know, somewhere where Hawkman is, and I'm like, yeah, you're going to end up fighting him, aren't you? And yes, they do. And and the reason for that is the isotope uh, reacts to the nth metal in um, in Hawkman's mace. He gets this kind of weird vision, and I got to say this: this is fab. I, I I really do like the uh, the whole sort of uh, sort of dark multiverse Hawkman kind of what is he? He's like the Forge Keeper, isn't he? Of the of the World Forge. It, it it's freaking great. It just just looks absolutely amazing, and Clique does a really good job here. Uh, and he has a visage of uh, he has a vision of himself as this hawk god thing um with a massive hammer uh and he mentions mandrak now i i i need to stop actually uh, we need to talk about mandrak from uh, for a minute because he's going to make an appearance i knew nothing about mandrak um because uh i have huge gaps in my dc knowledge and just comics knowledge in general and the early 2000s well actually up until probably about 2008 actually from about sort of ninety nine to two thousand and eight uh, is is a big gap in my in my knowledge, particularly when it comes to events. So uh, the whole kind of like final crisis and what have you, uh, which is where Mandrak kind of appears. He's the well, what is he? He is he is the Dark Monitor, Mandrak. He's kind of like a vampiric uh, monitor, basically. Uh, he's actually uh, Nix Wotan's dad, which I didn't know, and now I do. And now that I do know, I don't actually know what I'm going to do with that information, but I'm sure it'll come in handy at some point in my personal future. Um, so basically, it, it turns out that he's this big bad guy, and he's been brought back by Orlando cause, because that's what Orlando does. He, he, he takes uh, sort of discarded and uh, dormant characters from the DC universe. And he brings them back to... Because uh, he likes them, which, which, which is, is fair enough. You know, he's he's a fanboy. I get that. That's okay. It's okay being a fanboy. Uh, what's not okay is writing badly about the things that you like. That's, that's the thing that's not okay. Um, anyway, Hawkman fights Firebrand... Uh, Firebrand fights back, kind of obviously. The, the nth metal starts reacting to all of this. You get this moment of... You see, that, to be fair, okay, in Orlando's defence here, th- th- this is reasonably dramatic, you know, because you've got... And, and, and Orlando, underst- on, on one level, Orlando kind of understands the dramatic potential of this situation, which is you've got a fight going on, you've got a, uh, a, a horribly dangerous piece of metal that's going to explode and detonate if the fighting carries on so there's there's that sense of kind of urgency and and desperation and it that that all makes sense it all makes sense i i get that the, the problem is is that we've kind of seen this before we, we we and we keep on seeing this over and over again in in every issue there is a scene in which neon goes ah you've got to stop fighting firebrand oh, oh the, the bloody isotope ah and it's just all a bit repetitive and, and kind of naff after a while. Anyway, um, and, and you know, again, Clickade does a really good job here with, with this of kind of showing Neon kind of using his 
his staff uh, to transmute the emotional energy. Oh, hold on. Do you know what? I'll, I'll just do the, I'll do the dialogue. Hawkman's mad with grief. Firebrand's too far gone. Her conflict engine's in charge. Now that leaves me with a toxic element leaking emotional energy. Only time for one transformation. One chance to turn their rage. Bom, 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 bom. Into hope. See, okay. This is this is one of the major... <laughs> Do you know what? You're never going to see Neon again outside of this comic. It's never going to happen. Do you know why? The guy's just too damn powerful. Um, he's He's got the ability to transform something into something else. Uh, so here he can transform emotion into another emotion. How does that work? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's pretty dramatic. It looks it looks pretty cool. And and if as long as you are kind of okay with the uh, with the conceit that emotion is you are you can transform emotion in exactly the same way as you can transform material objects, then it it's all cool. It's fine. If, however, you think to yourself, well, actually, emotions are kind of, you know, they come out of... I understand that, the, you know, emotional energy is a thing. I, I don't don't have a problem with that. But emotions come out of, uh, of, of human thought and subconscious kind of um, processes and, uh, you know, conflicting sort of motivations and desires and it's all very kind of complex people re- react to different situations in different ways depending on on who they are and all this kind of stuff once you once you kind of acknowledge that that's a thing uh, it just doesn't make any sense at all really but you know it is what it is so hawkman and firebrand kind of uh come back to their senses uh, firebrand's kind of devastated because she can't control the conflict engine anymore um it's kind of interesting i, I don't know whether this is I, you know, in a sense it doesn't matter um but I, I don't know whether this is deliberate or not uh but orlando has her referring to the con- con- conflict engine as hers she says i i could control my conflict engine before i know it's quite an interesting thing that, that she's kind of accepted that it is part of her she's not kind of fighting against it as it were uh and she's saying you know she can't stop fighting once she starts uh hawkman says anger is complex firebrand hmm. too complex to just be transformed into hope by some floppy haired magician i don't know maybe i've dealt with mine for centuries okay but for now this fight is over right Okay, but but this is this is this is how Orlando writes. He he writes uh, he writes like this all the time. So you have kind of people people make grand statements to one another in Orlando books, uh, and that's that's kind of what's happening here. Fire, Firebrand's kind of freaking out, and everybody's just well. Neon doesn't respond at all. Actually, he just kind of. Well, I was going to say he looks at her, but he doesn't, does he, really? he He's just sort of standing there. And then Hawkman kind of has this thing, sort of anger is complex, Firebrand, which is which is like, I don't know, it, 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 it's, it's like everybody's kind of 
everybody lectures one another in in a kind of polite sort of but also kind of self-absorbed way it's it's very it's a very weird way of writing you get used to it and i said this to yeah uh last last week this is one of the problems with orlando's writing you get used to it and and you you every so often you have to kind of step back and kind of go no just does this make sense do real people talk like this i don't think they do uh, and I know we're not dealing with real people in a, in, a, in a sense. We're dealing with um, with kind of archetypes, and we're dealing with heroic characters who who are larger than life. And I, I understand all that, but just from a purely kind of readability point of view, everything everything stays very. And, I've, and again, I've said this before with Orlando, but it, but it is true. Everything everything stays kind of kind of one note there's not much variation in tone with orlando books uh he doesn't do kind of you know raucous laugh out loud moments nor to be fair does he does he really do much in terms of of genuine tragedy it's all this kind of this somewhat bombastic i keep on coming back to this this notion of melodrama because i think it's 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 actually quite um i i i think it's it's an appropriate word to use for uh for orlando but but you just keep coming back to this kind of one note sort of thing that everybody everybody speaks the same way um and there's not much variation between them uh, and, and it's not that his characters don't have different motivations because they do but they just they, they, they don't, they're not distinguished sort of verbally by what they say does that if that makes sense i'm i'm thinking about this too much i know i am it's friday night and i'm really really tired and i'm reading steve orlando so there we go so uh th- what happens here what happens here is a big massive explanation and, and if i had the time all right here's the thing if i if i was was sure that there were people who were reading the unexpected who would be genuinely kind of interested in it i i i, I would probably go into a little bit more detail here but but the fact of the matter is if you're still reading this book um uh, god god love you Really, <laughs> if you are paying money for this book, that that's great. Good on you. Really, it's, it's fantastic. Um, you don't need to hear me waffle on about about this explanation. Fairly obviously, Hawkman uh, knows nth metal. He knows. Uh, do you know what? It's probably better actually if I just read the dialogue. Uh, Neon says, "Your mace, Firebrand's heart. Every bit of nth metal we've found has been the same." I don't even know whether I don't know what he means by that, except for the oh no, it's because of because of the reaction, right? That's that's fine. Okay, fine. Reaction to the isotope, except for the isotope. Each time it detonates is worse than the last. Here's the thing, I, I, and I, I've just been through the last few issues. I've just checked them out, and and that that was not pleasant. All right, the isotope, as far as I can tell, the isotope was only detonated once. It's only detonated once, and that was when it was formed. And that was bad. You know, two two main characters died. Well, th- uh, three, actually, because Quench died as well. Uh, a whole hospital got leveled. So when he says each time it detonates is worse than the last, I'm not sure what he means when he says each time, because each time suggests that, that it's detonated more than once already. And I'm not sure that, that, that it has. See, see uh, Orlando does this thing where, where, where kind of he has a vague idea of, of, of what's 
happened in previous issues, but he doesn't necessarily keep the details straight because he's kind of just just really excited about telling the rest of the story. And he forgets stuff like this. It's just like really weird. Anyway, Neon says, you've lived with nth metal longer than anyone. Help us understand it and diffuse it. And then, and then, you know, here we go. I, it, it, it's like this is just—it's it, it, almost like Orlando's going to go, kind of go, "Hey, uh, I, I've got Hawkman here, and I know everything there is to know about Hawkman, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you and show you that I know everything about Hawkman." And and so he has Hawkman say, "I've been chasing my memory since I returned." You, yes, he has. He has. I I read the Hawkman book. It's fab. You'll notice that there isn't an editor's note here saying, check out his recent issues. Do you know why? Because editors understand no one is reading this book. <laughs> they know that. They're not going to waste... Who's the editor? I don't know who the editor is for, for this book. They're, 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 they're not going to waste time saying, oh, yeah, check <laughs> check out Hawkman. <laughs> Hawkman's title. <laughs> All you unexpected fans, if you're not reading Hawkman, you should be, no, that's that's not... It's just not happening. Uh, genealogy or archaeology when you've lived hundreds of lives they're almost the same I do I like this every so often he throws you a nice a nice line that's a nice line I like that line Uh, I know I've been to Castle Frankenstein before when I found Victor he was raving about science unknown to man I followed his notes I had to see it for myself his laboratory could have the answers you need do you think Do you think we happen to have landed outside Frankenstein's castle? His laboratory might just have the answers you see. Oh, my. Really? (laughs) I think you're right. Do you know what? I think we're going to go into that laboratory. We're going to find some answers. That's that's what we're going to do. Woo! Exciting. Um... Uh, So, Neon explains about Onomar's sin, which obviously is a big thing for Hawkman. Uh, because of his relationship with Onomar Sin. Uh, he's one of Thanagar's seven devils, according to this. Okay, I, I get that. I, I, if you're going to have Hawkman come into play here, then he has to react to the fact that Onomar Sin is involved. Onomar Sin, uh, we actually we actually then go to see him, uh, and he's, as far as I know, he's still somewhere in Canada. Um, and he, you know he's surrounded by kind of dead bodies of his man hawks and also General Fade, who sort of looks like a cut price Twi'lek uh, from Star Wars. Uh, and basically, he kind of gets this matter for all their dead bodies and kind of fuses them together uh, to make this big sort of badass dinosaur dragon thing. It looks fab. It looks like the kind of thing I, I, if if they had kind of like an Onomar Sin action figure. Which, which they wouldn't, obviously. But if they did, uh, you'd you'd want this dragon thing. You you just would. It just looks fab. It just looks really really good. Clique does a good job with with this here, uh, and you kind of see it's sort of desiccated, uh, sort of sinews and what have you in its in its mouth. It's it's pretty good. Anyway, uh, you see him head off to find Neon. And, right, so, uh, Hawkman and Neon have this kind of confrontation. They've both seen the World Forge. Uh, Neon says he's just kind of accepted the World Forge. He's accepted that he's nothing in front of it, and that's why he's still sane. And so they go into Frankenstein's castle to find answers. 
uh, which they do, weirdly enough. Uh, they and you know what? There's a couple of nice pages of art here. I I, I like this stuff. I think it 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 sort of does remind me of kind of Silver Age. It's got a kind of Doom Patrol, Challenges of the Unknown kind of vibe to it, and I, and I do kind of like that. Uh, you know, just just the the sort of um, the design of, of of the castle and of the laboratory and what have you. It's it's pretty cool. So um anyway uh it would turn out and this is amazing i i i, and I know you know we like coincidences in comics we do but but this is phenomenal who knew that victor frankenstein would have uh, built a device that is able to analyze the nth metal isotope and tell us where it came from i just think that's astonishing that's amazing what a what a fantastic guy Frankenstein must have been. Anywho, there we go. So he sticks the uh the isotope onto this machine. Uh and again, art's pretty good. It looks looks pretty impressive. Uh and we get more techno babble. Of course we do. And I feel that I have to share it with you. This is Hawkman. I've never seen data like this. Nth metal is psychoreactive. And the isotope does alter emotions, but somehow, wherever you created the isotope, the hate was so strong, it altered the metal in return. It changed the metal's atomic alignment. What does that mean? I don't know. Now, if you'd have said atomic structure, I could maybe have gone with that. I don't know. See, I don't know what, what, what nth metal's atomic structure is normally. I don't know how the nth metal isotope is different, other than the fact that it's unstable and wants to blow things up. I don't know. I like the fact that Hawkman seems to know, but the fact that Hawkman knows doesn't really help me at the moment, because I still don't know. You understand what I'm saying? The intensity of hatred that would take. Who else was there? You see... On the one hand, this is kind of interesting. On the other hand, it's really silly. It's really, really silly. I, I, I went back and reread issue one. And uh, it is kind of interesting because because if you go back and reread issue, which, which you know, I know, okay, do you know what? If you want to do it, do it. You can go back and reread issue one. And uh Orlando to be fair does drop stuff in there that does make more sense when you go back and reread it having read issue two and three um the all the stuff with tip you know he he gets hold of uh the bright marshal's axe and with neon's blood touches uh firebrand's chest all of that stuff, you know, he, he does that quite deliberately and then blow, blows himself up as a result, which is ridiculous. Um, that, you know, that's kind of referenced later. That's explained later on. I, I, but the, the, the problem with all this is the explanations, and I, I, I said this last week, the explanations tend to rely on, on Technobabble. And, and as a result of that, you just come away just going, oh, okay, right. You, you're just kind of expected to accept certain things. Whether they make sense to you or not, you're just sort of expected to, to kind of understand it. And I think one of, the, one of the problems with this series is that you're dealing with very kind of abstract concepts. 
you're dealing with sort of you know Morrison-esque kind of multiversal concepts. Everybody's riffing off Morrison, and, and Morrison's kind of you know Morrison stuff can be tricky. It can be difficult, um, but he carries it off with just this incredible sort of aplomb, which lesser writers I, and I include Scott Snyder in this just just don't have and and as a result of that they rely on other things to to carry the story through and you end up with it with a story that's that's weaker conceptually than than it should be so who else was there Alden Quench the bad Samaritan the destruction to my creation he was given his powers by a ritual opposite to the one that turned me into neon I'm not sure I'm not sure what he means by that. Well, I sought a vision of the world forged for inspiration. Quench sought it to forget. There, the darkness of his soul attracted another, the same voice that taunted you. And this is where we get Mandrak, who's this kind of uh, bad monitor and what have you. And uh, you actually see him. He's a vampire. You know, there, there is a reference. There's a reference to... And the only reason I know this is, is because I just read it on the wiki, but there's a reference... To Final Crisis, Superman Beyond, Issue 2, Superman cast me into the overvoid. For too long I lay broken by the fall, starved with only my words to echo in the dark. You heard, you found me. And he's, he's speaking to somebody that he's uh, that has evidently kind of found him and kind of sort of approached him. It, I, I, I don't think it's Quench. It, it's really, it's really, really difficult to kind of see. It's somebody he calls him the fatalist uh you know uh, he he says mandrak you called out for allies to free you from your chains uh and i i don't know i don't know who that person is okay we go back to uh castle frankenstein and kind of a similar thing that happened uh, a couple of issues ago when neon um sort of broke open the ceiling of this underground base by having dinosaurs stampede over it in issue three similar kind of thing is happening here except it's sin on his undead undead dragon and you get a fight and and to, to be fair this is a pretty badass fight you know sin's on his dragon neon's kind of fighting him uh hawkman's there firebrands there and you know sin uh gets hold of firebrand and steals her soul and neon is determined to take it back and that's how it ends and and, and that actually is a pretty good cliffhanger because uh, because it's not just them arriving at a new place. It's 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 now suddenly Neon is fighting for Firebrand's life, and suddenly that makes it personal. It makes it more interesting. Uh, I gave this five point five. Um, I, I might. Do you know what? I that might be a little bit low. I don't know. It's really hard with with this with this book. I I, I just I do think that that. Orlando has locked himself into a repetitive structure here that is not doing him any favors. I think I think he needs to be. We need some downtime. We we need a sense of we we got some downtime downtime actually in issue two, um, and that was okay, I guess. Um, 
but we we need something. We we need Neon and, and Firebrand to kind of to interact with one another, to kind of we need to get to know them as characters a little bit better. We're we're getting some of that, but it, it's it's not really it's it it's not very well kind of laid out and and it's all uh, just caught up in the in a kind of manic sort of breathless nonsense of of the the ongoing plot and i think ultimately you've only got three characters in this book i mean i know, I know, I know you've got you've got the you've got quench you've got you've got the guest stars obviously they you know and hawkman's an important character in this book i i, I understand that but you've only got three regular characters at the moment and that's sin and neon and firebrand and that's it and, and and for a book that that's kind of got the whole sort of multiverse to well not the whole multiverse but the whole of the dc universe to kind of play with that that all feels a bit kind of small and i, th- I think I think you need somebody else in there you need somebody else in the mix i i, I just feel a bit because because what you end what you end up with is you end up with the same sort of conversations and the same situations occurring over and over again, and it's I know I'm even going to say this is not that they're necessarily poorly written or poorly structured, it's just that they're repetitively structured and that and that's the problem. Then you add in the techno babble and and you add in the fact that you're dealing with multiversal stuff, which is which is just it's just fecking, it's just. It just, it just, it's stuff you have to think about, and it, and it's stuff that you need somebody to, to hold your hand a bit with as a reader, and and just Orlando's terrible at that. He's he's just no good at that. He just he just expects you to be carried along on on a wave of kind of technical language and 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 sort of you know oh there's a dark dark multiverse world forge and all this kind of stuff, and I'm like oh for God's sake just. Even if even if those conversations took place, were actually there was a little bit of of extra illustration to kind of help make some of those points a little bit strong, more strongly. That would have, that would be better. But the bottom line is, is that you just you you are being expected to buy a lot of stuff that that isn't being properly explained to you, and I think that is is a major major weakness. I, I will say, I think you know the characterization of the main characters given the limitations of the story isn't bad okay and the art is also not bad and in some respects actually i i might prefer it to carry nord actually and nord is a bit ropey at times but mm, i don't know maybe i'm being overly maybe i'm being overly uh critical there but yeah i i, I just yeah 5.5 out of 10 this is a book that must surely be ending fairly soon I, I i was gonna say it feels like it is it, it it's difficult to say what you feel when you read this book to be honest with you i i i thought the ending the ending kind of sort of i don't say grabbed me but it kind of it kind of made me go all oh, right okay that that's that's kind of interesting you know and and suddenly there's something at stake, and and you get a sense that Neon genuinely cares about Firebrand, which I think is is kind of important. But we, but we've not really had much of that this this series at all. And it'll be interesting to see whether the fact that now there is something personal at stake actually makes a difference. Next issue, we'll we'll have to see. But 
Anyway, 5.5 out of 10. As you can probably tell by my voice, I'm I'm <laughs> running out of energy now. Um, so uh, I'm going to uh, transform uh, my toxic emotional energy of exasperation and I'm going to transform it into sleep in a minute. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, for now, though, uh, thank you very much for listening. It has been a bit incoherent this time around. I appreciate that. The, the thing is, this is one of those books where if you wanted to, you can really dive into it and, and kind of get stuck into the minutiae of it. The, the, the problem, and, and Orlando does this, he sort of throws random kind of uh references to previous sort of events and stories the 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 problem is that um you you could dive into all of that but ultimately it, it it's not worth it. it it it's it's not worth the effort because because the story okay here's the thing what's at stake here well apparently the whole multiverse and, and and that's the problem right there because you know normally what you have when or at least sorry maybe not the whole multiverse but at, at least you know our reality <laughs> the reality of the DC universe is is kind of up for grabs here or at least the earth is up for, up for you know is in danger Normally, when that happens, you get a bunch of heroes together and they do something about it. What happens here is you've got this blind guy uh, and this sort of somewhat unstable, bald chick uh, going through different portals, being chased by Onimar Sin, trying to get help along the way. And I'm like, right, okay. And, and I keep on coming back to this, but but the isotope is very small. And... So it doesn't feel threatening, it doesn't? It, so, which which is which is one of the reasons why Neon has to keep on telling you that it's threatening, <laughs> that it's that it's threatening, it's dangerous, and and that just after a while you just kind of go, yeah, whatever, <laughs> yeah. Oh look, it's the isotope again. Oh bloody hell, that isotope, eh? Bloody hell, Neon, you're still going on about that isotope. Have you not sorted out that isotope yet, Neon? Sort it now. Come on. Uh, so anyway, the, the, there's just no, there's no, there's, there's a sense of threat and sense of urgency, but that it, it's not particularly credible. I think that's that's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Love you. Think you're great. If you're buying this comic, I I do really genuinely want to know. Um, if you if you you live anywhere near me, I'd go for, I'd go for a pint with you. If not, then a metaphorical pint will have to do. I hope you have a great week. Uh, my week has been really exhausting, and I am going to go to bed in a minute. Um, but I hope your week's good. Uh, I hope your comics are good. Our comics are getting a bit better. I I think they are. I think some of the Marvel stuff's pretty good. Uh, that's come out lately, uh, and DC stuff seems to be, particularly the Justice League stuff, so seems to be hitting its stride uh, reasonably well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm reasonably pleased with my comics at the moment. But anyway, uh, I hope yours are good, and uh, I will return you to the wonderful Jim and Eric, who are fab, put a hell of a lot of work into this, much more work than I do, and deserve all your support. And if you haven't checked out their Patreon 
uh, feed you really should there's just so much good stuff in there it, the only problem for me is it does now mean that I'm like four months behind on the main podcast which is it's just what it is isn't it you know you got to listen to those news and solicits podcasts they're they're like really good I, I I do go on about that a lot but I do really like them anyway thank you very much for listening um you can follow me on at door jeremy at twitter or you can check out my blog uh, com. thank you very much for listening you take care bye bye <laughs>out here we are at the rant and raves for the week and if you want to get involved you can call us on the rant and rave line at 641-715-3900 enter extension 4523285 followed by the pound sign and it is just that easy and it's going to be just me for a little bit with the rant and raves because we're having a lot of technical difficulties behind the scenes with how we're doing our audio changing things up my computer took a crap on how we do the soundboard and things like that so with this i also have no soundboard abilities no sound effects to do this but i'm gonna and also can't pause the rent range so it's gonna be straight through with some commentary as it's going on but we're gonna start right now with my man dancing mike hi jim greetings eric and Hello, mother. Hello, mother. First of all, I need to give a shout-out to the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. And a couple of very special shout-outs. Of course, I need to give a shout-out to the Prime Minister of the Get Fresh crew, Pete from NYC. And I'm also sending an APP, an APB, a bolo, yes. and possibly a reward for the safe return of the king of the Get Fresh crew, Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson here. Long may he reign. See, I have to do my own So I'm calling effects. you from the model city in the Mountain yep. Empire. Saw yes, we're in there. Kingsport to see Innovate Pro Wrestling's Fall Spectacular 2018. Now, the main event involves is a War Games match, a six-game War oh. Games match. But I think what everyone is looking forward to see is uh, another event. Now, if you remember, uh, Sigmund was a television champion and had uh, many challenges. No, I, from I Lenny, remember. A few challenges from Lenny Stratton after he won yes. the title from Lenny Stratton by uh, nefarious means, Lenny. to say the least. Uh, no shot but um anyway 
um, Lenny had a couple of shots at it, but then Sigmund was challenged by a new challenger, Nicole Payne. And Nicole Payne won the title from won the television title from Sigmund at the Battle at the Bar, which I'm sure you know that. So tonight, Nicole Payne will be defending her television title, and she is the first female wrestler in any incarnation of Innovate Wrestling, going back to CWE and uh, NWA Smoky Mountain. She is the first female wrestler to win a title in uh, that organization. So tonight. Nicole Payne is defending the television title against the number one challenger, <laughs> Lenny Stratton. Lenny. Oh. So, yes, it is husband versus wife oh for the my. TV title. So that Isn't has a always... lot of people intrigued. So um, the next best thing, I guess, would be a cage match between Jim and Tanya. We works. don't know how that would turn out. That, or maybe Eric and Jess. Well. Oh. Or maybe a mixed tag. Eric and Jess versus Jim and Tanya. We're going to book that for the next event. Me anyway, so we're seeing some wrestling tonight. So... A few books I'm going to talk about and wrap this up because we got to go get some, got to go eat a nice eat meal. Food. Not Smoky Mountain Brewery because they don't have that up here. No. That was last night. And yes, Jim, I wish you could eat that stuff too. I wish I could. But anyway, um, uh, books. Of, now, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about Batman Damned and I did not mention the uh, bat penis thing. Nope. I didn't notice it. Until I, I heard the podcast, actually, I had no idea that the song the first I of the podcast. It. I was like, well, uh, you know, or the, the spotlight. I like, oh, well, okay. They, then I went back and, oh, uh, I guess it was there. I just totally didn't know that. I noticed his deal. butt cheeks. I was like, right in the light. It's like, deal. oh, and Batman's naked. But, yep. yeah, I totally didn't notice the bat penis. So, no big deal to me. I was like, okay, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. If I want to see one, you know, I'll go in the bathroom and look at mine. That is true. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, and let's see. I had some other. This week, I didn't buy many books. I haven't read the Battlestar Galactica book yet. I haven't read the fourth installment of You Choose Justice League Adventures yet. But I did slog through. I didn't want to buy it, but it's going to be continued in Wonder Woman 56 next week. Yep. That witching hour thing. Oh my gosh. Set up, yeah, set up, set, set up. Backstory. People I don't know. Just, uh, it's just contrived and ridiculous and i yeah but i kind of had to buy it i guess so i know what's I going liked on it better when we next were week in wonder woman it. so that i was not really impressed with that the less said about that the better but the book the other book i did read and this is usually the kind of thing i hate because it's dark and it's kind of gritty and has a bunch of people being horrible it is the uh, uh was it the magic order number oh, i believe four. So oh my gosh Max. i love that book love that book love that book yep. i every time I think, oh, what am I? And it's just, it keeps drawing me in. So um, that's, like I said, by all indications, I should probably hate something like that. But I love that. That is out of my, out of the two books I've read this week, that is my book of the week. Oh. So that's about all I've got this for the week. I'm, like I said, I'm going to try to keep it short. And so let's see until next week. Uh, watch out because you never want, know when those guys are going to pop up and culture that ass. Ding Although sounds. I think it's maybe this coming, it Monday, is this coming Monday. Or maybe it's the week no, after. I can't coming. keep it straight anymore because I don't have time wait. to listen at work right now. Um, always go. Go to patreon.com slash weird science where you will hear people like 
The Cellar Dweller. The Cellar, Cellar Dweller. Dweller has a new show it that I need back. to listen to. Yep. And uh, let's see. Also, I hear there's a guy, a guy that everyone Ooh. loves. I think he might be the best podcast host oh in the world. He might be the he might be the king the of all setup. podcasters. And that is one James Alvin. Oh my Warner God! It wasn't set up. <laughs> so you will hear lots and lots of shows like the excellent comic news show by oh. him. Oh. And that is where you will find, of course, uh, Weird Science DC. It's patreon.com slash weird science where you will find the second best DC comics podcast uh, besides, of course, um, DC Now, which is might, might be DC Now might be the best DC comics podcast out there. I don't know. But anyway, uh, until next week, let's see. Also, you need to keep it weird and I will see you in seven. And, of course, the DC Now podcast is the Rob Lewis podcast, our man Rob Lewis. So I urge everyone to check that out and follow him on Twitter, which is at – I just pulled it up just to make sure I get it completely right – at now underscore podcast. And that is Rob Lewis talking about everything DC. And, yeah, really check that out. That would be awesome of you and now we're going to move on to the next rant and rave and it's another host of another podcast the dc squadcast podcast and it is my man a rimmer hello jim hello <laughs> hello eric hello get fresh crew <laughs> i don't want to ruin this singer Okay, anyway, um, I just want to say that uh, I've actually had a pretty good time with a lot of the books lately. Uh, A lot of them, I feel like, have been um, a little bit more up than down. I think Um, they're decent. I like the redesigns of, like, Red Hood. I I like the Red Hood latest issue. I like it. Honestly, uh, I like the latest Batgirl. Like the new Titans. costume redesign. Uh, Asriel looks going. really cool. Yes, in Justice League Odyssey, I, um, I had a good time with that book. I, there's a lot of things that I'm not aware of as far as past. It was a setup. I don't want to say continuity, but past, just maybe rules or whatever set up with Green Lanterns. I think that's why yeah. I maybe don't notice some of the what might be flaws. I guess just because I, I don't know a lot about the past with. Green Lantern. I think you're better and off that way. And stuff. Um, so maybe there are issues there, but regardless, I had a good time with the issue, and uh, not saying you guys are wrong or anything like that. I just How dare uh, you. With my knowledge of what's going on, I, I just like having Jessica. Um, so do be I. a part of the story because man, Green Lanterns really just threw her and Simon uh, to the wolves. Yep, we talked about <laughs> to that. To really this do week. nothing, uh, and that sucks. But. Um, I also, you know, it's not an easy job to have for Dan Jurgens to have to come in and and uh, end a, yeah. a comic book. Yeah, I think it was, uh, and I'm sure they were like, but also wrap up Green Lantern Corps. Yep. At the same time, figure out how to do it, and uh, you know, I, it can't be an easy job. Um, I don't particularly like the book right now. But um, I, I don't know who to blame other than maybe Dan DiDio or editorial. I really don't know. It just I'm not a big fan of it, and I, I, I hate it for everyone involved uh, and the characters too. Regardless, um, I've been having a good time with books like I, the Sandman Universe books. I'm really liking I have to a read lot. Those. 
And I do think that you have to be sort of well-versed in the Sandman, (laughs) the Neil Gaiman Sandman books to really probably appreciate it. But maybe not. I'm sure there are people out there that are picking up the books and are intrigued by by it. But um, coming from, you know, being a semi-recent reader of the Sandman books, I... um, I can't You're see in. how a new reader could come on these books and be yeah. like, oh, yes, I understand and that's what's me. But if someone listening is that reader and you are digging it, that's awesome. Yeah. But these books are cool. Uh, I'm really digging Adventures of Super Sons. And, um, I like it. I'm still catching up on a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of terrible issues with like my job and some stuff like that. So I'm yeah, actually that's really nice. far behind our podcast has been suffering from that lately and also my computer died and up. i can't afford to get so a new one mine. so i'm having mine to like computer do a bunch of weird stuff to revert it back i know what he's talking about so i can record and i know exactly what you're talking about it's just this whole process but and i have anyway, a new computer kind of getting back on track regardless that's not about we're not talking about that we're talking Updates. about the books and we're talking about weird science and i want to talk about the rant and rains because you, a uh, new character yes. has uh, <laughs> emerged. <laughs> I know what he's talking uh, about. And they are really the best. bringing some great stuff yes. back. Yes, it's and coming that is back. Bring it back, Billy. He's the best. Oh, my God. He's the best. B- bring back Billy. Can you bring it back? I Billy? hope, I hope because bring it back. I want Billy you every week. It. I know. I want you every I told week, you. Billy. Billy, buddy, with Eric's chunky ass. Seriously, if you could call in every week, just for my sake. In fact, if you don't even call into the rent and raise, just send me a personal email. Yeah, really. uh, yeah, Jim knows how to get in touch with me. Talk yep. to Jim. Talk yeah. to me. We'll change temples and do the thing. Do the bring network. back everything. Do. do. Uh, anyway, bring it back, Billy. You're making I love my day. It back, Dancing Billy. Mike also really, really just uh, dancing. Uh, <laughs> Set me up all the, the time. The whole. Uh, PC thing, yes. uh, both of his calls. He's the PC police. Really uh, loved those. Had had a great time with those. I, you know, I'm not discounting what he was reacting to by any means, but I also had a great time. I knew he with his me up. response to those son and the a, fire retardant yes. materials for children on Halloween. I mean, I did not see that coming, and it's one of the most clever. Rant raves I've ever heard, and I just all you're loved doing it. is and encouraging him. It's, it's been, a, it's been a, a great time, and so uh, great job with all the Patreon content. Thank uh, you. To everybody participating there, I'm having a great time with it. Um, Hollywood Kid, yeah. The Hollywood Academia Kid podcast is fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Carol Academia podcast. Now you have to look that uh, up. I know. I'm, I, I love the rant and raves that you do, but like translating that into a show. Uh, with a co-host is awesome. Like that's really cool. So keep up the good work. Keep it coming, seller dweller. Good to hear from. Uh, if, if if you're listening, seller dweller. I don't know if seller dweller actually oh, listens to never the podcast listens. or not. But um, if you're listening by chance or the message it's relayed to you, um, <laughs> right. I love your. Night I will of Demons, tell. Uh, yeah, night of the demons. Uh, that is one podcast, that. Yeah. Terrified me as a child, and I probably should not have seen it. And I honestly don't remember. The circumstances in which I saw that movie, I, I feel like I was just at a random relative's house and everyone else had gone to sleep and the TV was just left on and like I woke that up in the middle of the night scary. and saw this movie starting or something. But I remember that 
like it's just engraved that that woman with the teeth is yeah. just engraved in my mind and then from then on going to the the blockbuster and hollywood video and whatnot rental stores seeing the covers i never saw any of the sequels but seeing the covers to the sequels those are so engraved in my mind so it was awesome to have that sort of flashback that uh, nostalgic sort of uh sort of time traveling experience so thank you guys very much for the great content you're putting out uh your great reviews great analysis oh. even if i can be more or even maybe less forgiving sometimes i yeah. won't tell i'm not telling I, I still enjoy your analysis it's great to hear your side of things uh and uh, you know sometimes most of the time you guys enlighten me to some issues <laughs> that uh, issues. i did not know about or i had overlooked with certain stories uh and, and on the positive side let's accentuate the positives yes you shed light on some positives that I didn't see beforehand. So uh, rarely, it's but great we to do. get those. It really is. And keep doing what you're doing. I love it. I love the podcast and I love the Patreon content. I'm not a badass. It's fine. Yet. Oh, oh <laughs> but maybe my. Soon. Oh, jeez. We'll see if I'm no longer poor in the foreseeable that, that, future. That helps. I will be a badass. But anyway, <laughs> I who knows? I will uh, continue to support your Patreon and listen to your podcast and spread the word about your podcast any chance I get. And I wear your shirt all nice. the time. And uh, Eric you know, would. It doesn't fit anymore. I can't say Daddy. that anyone ever says, hey, what is this shirt you're wearing? Yeah. What is the what is the podcasts and what do they mean? And what's the weird the science of movies? Uh, I don't. I can't say that it's a conversation starter. No. In fact, it might deflect people because it, it says might. comics on yeah. it, yeah. Uh, which is actually uh. may or may not be my goal. Again, I may never tell. Oh my! But we'll see. Uh, but I love wearing the shirt. It's a fantastic shirt. I need to actually buy another one. Hopefully, there's more available because my I son talk to Bobby. did throw up on oh, uh, a part of gracious. it, and so it's a little bit stained. And I can't seem to get it out. Shout isn't doing the trick. No. I'm going to wrap this up now. Thank you, guys. Y'all are awesome. Love you. Uh, bring it back, Billy. If you could keep going, bring that. Back. I would love to. That bring would it back. be great. There we go. He's fading out. He's fading out with his own music. It's like he Later. doesn't have a soundboard either. And that, of course, is Rimmer. And I would like to shout out a couple of things that he said. Of course, he is from the DC Squadcast, the DC Comics Squadcast podcast that look that up. And on Twitter, you can follow him at DC Squadcast. And they have an awesome podcast. And really, the, the thing about podcasts goes down the line where a lot of people have their own podcast and they don't want to mention other podcasts or they don't want to listen to other podcasts. But like Rimmer said, I actually like to listen to other podcasts for the most part to hear other people's point of view and their opinion because it's, you know, I know that my opinion is always the right one, but I like to hear other wrong ones as well. But no, everybody can get together and listen to a bunch of podcasts and they do kind of enlighten you. You have a little bit of a different point of view from different hosts, what they like, what they don't like, what they know, what they don't know, and things like that. So I don't mind. The other podcast, of course, is Luke and Mark's podcast. 
podcast that was mentioned by Rimmer that did have the premiere episode on the Patreon, but now has its own feed, and that is a hero, uh, My Hero Academia podcast called Hero Notes, the My Hero Academia recap podcast. It might be longer name than I've ever heard in my life, but there you go. That's Loki. was probably sipping Long Island iced teas, but you can go and follow them on Twitter at Hero Notes Pod. And then look up on any sort of podcast player that you have. Hero Notes, My Academia Podcast. You can type in the whole deal. But it also goes right from their Twitter to their Podbean page as well. So check all those out. Like I said, I am not above and beyond mentioning other things. I hear other people when they talk shade or they talk this or that. They don't want to mention other people's podcasts because they're afraid they're going to lose a listener or something. But hey, you have to be confident in your own material. And then you can open your arms to everything else. And and I'll tell you, uh, Rimmer, uh, everybody, all the people that I talked to in in the old days, old Jimmy Werner would have been pissed off at everybody in the world, would have considered everybody a uh, an enemy. And I would have been miserable. And I ended up meeting a lot of great people, including Rimmer, who I love. And I get to talk to him and stuff like that because I actually didn't play the game like I used to. I actually am less. And and it's funny because of how uh, we are perceived as a podcast of being, quote, toxic, toxic fandom. We're not. We're not toxic people. We just have an opinion that we state, and we don't like to filter that opinion. That is not toxic to me. Toxic is not letting people stress or tell their own opinion, and and you attack them. We're not attacking people. So there you go. That's a little PSA at the end for anybody out there who has a podcast and is listening. Open your arms to other podcasts, and you'll find some people. Now, if you, you meet some other, I've met some other people from podcasts, and they're just straight up jerks, so I don't talk to them. But I like the people that I talk to. I love the people that I talk to, but that is the rant and raves. And again, a little bit of a rant and rave from me at the end. Oh, my. Also, you people, 10 out of 10, that means perfect issue. There's not a perfect issue every week, let alone 10. There you go. There's a rant and rave. I think I'm going to call in. Beep, boop, boop. Hello. Is this the rant and rave line? I want to rant about these tenses out of tenses. I don't understand. How can every issue be the best issue since the last issue you read? How can you rate a Harley Quinn, you know, this week, number 51, as a 10 out of 10, and then in your mind try to talk about something like a, you know, Dark Knight Returns or Killing Joke or whatever you would think is a perfect score? How would that rate against Harley number 51? How is this happening? There you go. That's the end. I am going off the rails, but we're going to go off to finish up the podcast with me and Eric. I'm Spoon James and I came to say Fuck Spoon James, we all about that Shay Coming straight out of Quaker Town with reviews for that ass Check him out on Weird Science DC Comics Podcast Quick with a quip and on point like Deadshot He could give a fuck less if you like him or not With a voice that makes the ladies go weak at the knees Jim, please, milk and cheese, you can suck these If it wasn't that it might be wouldn't have no fame We all know that news with Jim would come off weak and lame And without your soundboard to blow that foghorn shit The only thing that you'd be blowing would be Reggie's fuck stick And speaking on him, I guess you're grave robbing now 
did a Michael Clark Duncan die in 2012? Opinions out your ass like a colonoscopy. Make way for MC Clifton with his brother Robin Asadi from the hottest next parts for the Get Fresh crew. Word to Eric, Jim, and Reggie for all you guys do. On behalf of all the fans who hear the pod every day, we love you motherfuckers, but mostly Eric Shea. Just a man, and a man knows a man. Uh-huh. Don't you know he's the man? He is the and man. you know he never fails. No one but the pure at heart may smell your stinky fart. Sing it, Dustin. Oh, Eric Shay. What? Boom, here we are, what? Eric, and we're here with one last book to end the podcast of all podcasts. And what book is that? That is Deathstroke number 36, written by Christopher Priest, with art by Ed Bennis, Fernando Pestrin, Richard Friend, Jason Paz, Wade Von Grawl Badger, Jeremy Cox, and Sweet Willie Schubert. Oh, that crazy Slade Wilson has really stepped in at this time. Locked up in Arkham, we see a day in the life of a loony Terminator as he tries to determine whether or not he's gone full out bonkers. And yeah, we touch on the Willow and Rose Wilson stuff, but Deathstroke in the Nuthouse with an alien abductee and VR therapy session is what I came to the party for. Yeah, uh, it's a weird deal because we're picking up from before the Deathstroke versus Batman, and it's been a long time. It has. It's been a while. And so with that, you're going to get a lot of – well, what Christopher Priest does not like to do is recap. No. So instead of catching us back up, we get a lot of editor's notes, and he just goes forward with the assumption that if you're concerned with this and want to get involved, you either are going to remember what he did or you go back. And it does kind of play out okay. Not fully, though, in my mind. And it it starts off with some weird deal where we're not really sure what's going on. Is it the future? Is it a mindscape? Is it a nightmare? We don't know. I think it's It's, all of those things. It's Deathstroke slicing the Riddler's throat, throat. which I don't think that's really happening. We also have, say, a ventriloquist there who we think is hanging out with Bane and things like that. So that seems weird. But you have a a pretty cool spreadsheet. Well, no, he's hanging out with Bane in his secret hideout at Arkham Asylum. He's still an inmate. Yeah, but but that seems to be underneath and not with that I, I don't know I don't know how it's played out and even then the and Riddler Hugo's didn't seem to too. be the Riddler didn't seem to be in Arkham at the time until we saw him with you know Bane and stuff and like Hugo's that but Strange I don't think is there too and like I don't Joker think, yeah. was there he just got sent I don't there. think Christopher Priest cares one link oh, no. About you, the Batman You're throwing some people and you even throwing Dr. Destiny for Christ's so sake. It doesn't I matter. Actually, I actually think a lot of this has never happened and never will. I think that this is all of the mindscape and things like that. And yeah, but the mindscape there. of Arkham Asylum. Yeah, I think this is the VR thing going yeah. wacko is basically all I think it is. And but, really, you know, in the you, end of it, because I looked ahead and saw some, you know, some uh, some covers and going, it yeah. really seems like it's going to be a two-faced story going forward, especially yeah, with the we'll idea see. with that, you know, that mask of uh, Slade yeah. Wilson that set, goes yeah. down the center like that. I'm like, that's a two-faced thing right there. And I actually... Give me any Two-Faced story you have. I'm all about it. It is. And the thing is, a lot of people were saying in the Slack that they're kind of re- write, uh, reading the writing on the wall, and this might be the last arc of right. Deathstroke. It might be the end. It's not selling great. It did uh, raise the you know the ante with Batman in the book. It did go up almost double, now, but I think it'll go right than back Batman? down. Batman's rogues. Yeah, I think that'll go right back down oh. to what it was. I don't think people will be involved with this. And, and if they are, they're going to be so confused oh, because you have the, the idea worst. that he was thrown in the Arkham because of the idea that he and was I, I went back and reread issue number 28 and I think 29 to even go into yeah. this whole thing to make sure I was caught up myself. 
Yeah, and so the whole thing, he was put in Arkham at the last issue before the Deathstroke versus Batman deal because he was talking to this wintergreen AI in his head, and we found out at and the Ishra end And Ishra was there fighting him, and the whole yeah. thing is like, you know, I'm talking to that AI. It's not real. It's like, I was gaslighting you, Slade. That's not a real thing. I yeah, never did any no of that. there's no real thing. That's not real. And then he uh, hit Slade with a car. Yeah, he hit him with, and that's why he's there. Now, in the meantime, you're there, and he's in his cell with the Isherwood AI, who keeps telling him that, no, I'm real. I, I can go and get, you know, Arkham plans and do all this. Now, in the meantime, you do have Slade is uh, being given drugs that yeah. are suppressing his the healing, healing factor, factor, kind of doing and, this and all, and all the that. super soldierness of him to be, yeah. you know, Frank. And, and the weird thing is, and not the weird thing, Christopher Priest has to go above and beyond to explain oh my the God. drugs that are being used and how they work and this and that. I don't need this. This is where this I, is, he's he loses Priesting me. Up his this is where story he always that. loses me. All he has to say is, why do I feel weird? Drugs. Oh, you know this. Drugs. They're <laughs> drugs. doing this. In the meantime, lovely, he does lovely, have drugs. some pills there with him and he ends up dumping them down the toilet. I think that's they, more they would a, not a, a mood suppressing kind of thing. You know, like, they would oh, not allow that though. Well, if they were giving him drugs, they would make him take the drugs. I agree. I, I'm not, I don't want to be the guy doing that though. Yeah, well, it, drugs, hardcore drugs. That was from <laughs> Last of Us. Uh, so he's there trying to figure out what's going on. In the meantime, you do see, and he's like, oh, man, Isherwood's like, yeah, you're an embarrassment to the fearsome brotherhood of supervillains gathered here. And then we do see, you know, Mr. Freeze, Victor Oh, even Zaz. that whole thing, too, before that, you know, the whole idea, like, is Deathstroke actually insane? Is Isherwood telling the truth about, you know, this AI of Wintergreen being yeah. real or not? Because he is showing Deathstroke, like, like you can escape any time. I've got these plans, these holographic plans i could show you right now and he's like you know what that could just be my eidetic memory having he's like yeah. and so it goes back and forth the idea that they're pumping this drug in the air to suppress the super soldier stuff that would give him the eidetic memory to remember yeah. this whole thing so is it real are they actually doing this even like the whole thing is like that's it's one thing they're playing back and forth that i find really interesting because yeah i, I was looking forward I'm to this bored. so much because i want to know bored. whether or not deathstroke is actually insane or not yeah at the end though if they say oh this was this i won't carry the way I really don't care if that's an AI or he's insane, whatever. I really don't care. And it's been too long since the story to get back to this. And now I really, really don't care. And I'm bored. I'm pretty bored with this. I'm back to the present day, so I'm actually right on board for where we left off. Because going back and telling that weird story when Tim was gone kind of thing, it felt like a weird thing when you knew the outcome the whole time. I mean, here's the thing. When you go back to what was going on with this, with the idea, oh, is Isherwood real or not? we're We're getting away from the idea that the 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 thing with Adeline and Wintergreen right. and them try, it's it's done. I'm I'm done with that. So now just leaving it with oh man, is he insane? I really don't care. And then we go from that to Willow with oh my god, is is Rose is she insane? See, that, she that thinks was the she's Willow. Part of the story. I don't care because when you go back to one of the last things that you know Slade does before Isherwood she like hits him with a goddamn car. I mean like physically picks up a car and hits him with it. Is yeah. that it seems that Tara and uh, Slade are going to the White Lotus, you know, gang yeah. to retrieve Claire, who like this character Willow, Rose Wilson's alter ego, is yeah. trying to either get have revenge for. I don't know because it seemed at the end of that that Slade had gotten Claire, but then when he started fighting Isha, she kind of went out off panel and yeah. he never saw her again. So I have no idea what's going on with Willow and her search for Claire still. 
Yeah, and uh, you have this, and and really, we are talking about everything that's in this issue pretty much, and we're almost done. There's oh, yeah. nothing. It's very and fast. The Willow stuff, I didn't care. They spent way too much time yeah. doing that either future oh, mindscape thing where yeah. he's just fighting and all the rogues. It's just a bunch of villains him. where he's fighting them and yeah. killing them. And so you see Rose there; she's kicking ass. You get Hussein. You get all the people here, and then you get basically, in my mind, what you end up with. Hey, Jericho. I think that Rose needs her dad back. Well, we're not breaking him out of, of Arkham. No, we don't have to. Here, pretend you're Deathstroke. That has to be what's going to go on with the Rose part because he's like, we don't have to. Here's his costume. I don't care. I really don't care anything about that. The one thing that they do mention, though, is the idea of, hey, you know, there was Tanya, the, you know, Power Girl. I, I do want that resolved. So do I. So I, I want that to go that, back, too. I got excited. And I yeah, I didn't mind that. So I kind of forgot, rep- really. When it stopped growing yeah. up, I kind of, kind of forget that Power Girl was yep. actually a thing. Yeah, and the rest but of I do the like stuff, it. though, the rest of the stuff, I just I don't care about what we are picking up from before. Now, Deathstroke going into his therapy session, a the VR, VR therapy headset, session. So nobody that's actually great. has to go. I do that like that a lot. That part is great. This is a bunch of villains that are there, you and you have this one guy, the Spaceman. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Spaceman. Devin. He's there. It's a guy who claims that he's been there for 80-some years. He's been abducted by space aliens. and that That's why they, they call him Spaceman. And they've used some alternate you know, time dimension so that he doesn't look old, but yet he is. He has all these explanations that seem way off. And yeah, it's cool to see some of these villains, too. I mean, you have Dr. Destiny, which we don't get a lot of, right? You're no, a big I'm, fan. I'm not a big and, fan. Uh, I'm actually happy know, we don't get Dr. Destiny. Him. I'm just saying, you see him, that's kind of out of the, the deal. Yeah. Like, oh my god, you have that. And they're in this therapy session. That seems pretty cool. Actually, the, and the, Destro- out of all these characters we have, you know, I do like Two-Face and the idea that it might be like that. The thing that actually got me more interested was the whole idea that you do have these characters in Arkham, which you don't see Man. very often, like a day in the life of a, uh, these characters in Arkham where Mr. Freeze for when he's not out and about he is a drooling nutcase you're just sitting there yeah, like all sedated yeah. and destroying like that, that's creepy that's something you really no, don't see all that and often yeah, you're usually Zaz, planning Zaz their escape or something like that but yeah, yeah. Zaz yeah. there but when Tweedle Mr. Freeze was just there watching TV drooling like yeah. oh that's that's fucked up yeah it's weird that uh, Two-Face is not in the therapy sessions with them but that's fine you you have your and that'd be cool too there. I don't want that to be because it's like it says yeah. the, the VR therapy session you could be whatever you want so just face shows up you know the yep. fucked up face what he would yeah, be there, like be the, cool the figure of Two-Face coming And maybe forward. we'll get that. And while this is going on, you have the space guy. He is kind of catfishing everyone as Harley. And then they're like, no, no, you can't do that. That's not what we're here for. Kind of give yourself. Oh, and he's there. Uh, I think that you're supposed to get this whole idea that he is completely insane, the spaceman, because he even says, Wakanda forever. And I was like, really? Really? You're throwing that in? That's I how mean, crazy really? he is. He's, he yeah, knows really. he's in a comic book. And I book. think that he knows he's in a comic book. I think they're playing that sort of deal there. And even there, they're in the beginning of this session, and the doctor's like, hey, uh, are you talking to your wintergreen AI right now? Oh, yeah, he's having KFC Well, that's the thing, is too, I really like, like, because it also plays with the idea, is he crazy or not? Because, you know, you're at a therapy session. Oh, is your wintergreen AI talking to you now? Like, uh... I've told you his uh his interface can't go with this video feed kind of thing, no. so he can't be here. But he he's back there in the real world, you know, being fine. So yeah. there's like one of those things. The whole idea, like, all right, well, if you think you're not crazy, the big thing you want to do is to try to. He's telling you things. 
have it prove it. You know, like if, yeah. so you got to prove that he's real or not real from the things that he's telling you. And yeah. I like that and whole little thing. And he's eating KFC. Yeah. there picking it's, his it's, teeth. It's a weird wintergreen. I, I know. You, I don't remember yeah, him eating like have, this before. No, but you just have that there. And that's where I said then you have the whole idea of the willow slash rose thing where like I, I think that she might need a shrink. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, no, I think she needs a dad. Listen, we're not breaking Deathstroke out of Arkham. That's out of the question. And oh, I agree. But we could, we don't have to break your dad out without actually breaking him out. And and he has the, you know, the outfit there. And I think he wants Jericho to put it on. And well, Jericho can't desperate. sound like that because he sounds like his goddamn phone AI system. I don't system, know what's going on. I don't. I hope that uh, he doesn't get it on. He's a big fat so. But uh, you go from there. Hussan? And Yeah, Hussan's a bit of a fat. fatty. Yeah, he is. Nah. He's a little bit of a fatty. Look at him there. He's, he's That's chunky. That's baggy clothes. He's not going to be able to pull off a death stroke. Rose, Jericho's Rose the only one there that could. Yeah, she. I, who knows why she married him? She just married him because Deathstroke didn't like him. And then they uh, fell in love. Yeah, it's a true there, romance story. And then story. Big, out of nowhere, oh, so those plans are real there, Wintergreen? Yep. All right, I'm escaping. Go start well, escaping. It's not out of nowhere. The his his uh, therapist said you got to make him prove that these things are real. So yeah. it's like, all right, well, I'm going to use these plans that you say you have. And I'm, I'm saying, though, really you set up this out. whole issue for this, and he's just going to go and escape. I, yeah. I just think that this whole issue is way off from anything we got. I think it's odd that Spaceman is underneath yeah. the Arkham. I'm actually, the more that I'm talking about, my score is, is plummeting, because then you have the Spaceman I like. He runs yeah. in on me. He's like, all right, we're going to see if everything's real here. Come on, buddy, we're going. And they go out, and they get sucked up by an alien ship. That, that seems to be the <laughs> things that you... Yeah, the the things that he was trying to escape from, and they go up, and yeah, that's the issue. Uh, I like the art enough. It's not really uh, worth getting. Gets, I think it's gone down from what it was before, but it's still good. Don't get me wrong. Well, it's just, it's, it's it's two separate artists. Yeah. You have that beginning art is a different artist than we usually get. That's the Benis Ed art. Benis I don't and I don't Pesser. like it at all. I don't like that art at all. Once you get into the regular Deathstroke, I think it looks the same as what we always get, uh, and it's okay. I just, I don't care about any, I realize that I wish that these stories were done. I really don't care about the Wintergreen AI. This has gone on for too long. It just keeps going on and on. And then you have the Willow stuff that I didn't care about before. And now you're throwing that back in. I don't care. I really, and you don't even have Tara in here to make maybe that interesting. You throw in the Tanya stuff that I like, but I really don't care about Usan. I could care less if I ever see him again. The stuff with Jericho is only interesting if you have Adeline involved and she's not in this, we'll see how she gets involved if she gets involved yeah. going forward. Other than that, I'm bored as shit and I really don't like this. And I'm so glad I gave you this book because I, do enjoy I am this. so down on it. Uh, and I, I know I, I, a bunch of people got a hold of me, some people who talked to me about this book and they're out. Two of them are dropping it. They really? said that they are done. Yeah, they said they're done, that they they realize the same thing as I'm saying. It's just there's nothing to it. It's just a lot of editor's notes and oh, yeah, we got to get people back going. on board. People and this might not is where, know coming down off that Batman not, I'm Death saying truck. editor's notes that just show you. The one says, see issues 9 and 28. Uh-huh. These things, he's getting to this point now. He doesn't end shit. I mean, we used to say it's great because he ties things up. He doesn't. He just ties back in and then continues. And I, I'm bored. I'm really bored and I'm done. I think that his Justice League run really showed me that I am not that much of a fan of his anymore. And when oh, he I starts with that, that nonsense of the, well, you get the Benzedrine with the oxygen and the Dinsabrine, I'm done. That, that, that 
thing of months of the Deathstroke versus Batman has has pretty much taken me out of the story, and now you're shoving me back in. I don't want any parts of it. But what did you give it? I gave this issue a seven. What did you give it? <laughs> no, well, I'm giving it a five. Okay, I'm giving it a, a five now, and that's just. It a just seemed like you five. were going into the whole thing about you're about to give no, your score. No, I'm saying I'm just. Uh, I give it a five, not a fuck you five, just right. a five because I'm just I'm done with these storylines that we're getting back to. I don't need to see. Willow anymore. I know we See, didn't I, I get involved. I Nicole, wanted to be a never, part of the story was, six months ago, and then they interrupted with that weird even little then, mini. Like I said, even then, I didn't care about the Willow part. I just right. wanted that to end. I never cared for that, and now we're getting back to that as what he seems to think is the most important thing. That and the Wintergreen AI, I don't care about either. I just want that to pass, and let's get on with something else, but I don't think there is anything else. That's why I think that this is what people are saying. He's going to tie up all his loose ends and then get the hell out. I think that is true. And then we'll be done with this book. But what what did you give it? But I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. I enjoyed the art for the most part. And I really did want to get back to this because I still do care about all these things. And the idea of Deathstroke and Arkham Asylum really tickles me. And, uh, this whole like new concepts of throwing out like the, the VR headset for the therapy. I'm like, that's a lot of fun. And I do want to see. Yeah. I does, just, I wonder leads. going forward if we're even going to, I mean, he's abducted by an alien spaceship if it's real. Well, I'm saying at and some point so, we got to get back to the point where, you know, there's uh that big ballroom blitz kind of deal going on with all the villains in the mm-hmm. beginning of the issue. Again, I, I don't know that that ever really happened. And I do like the supporting cast of this. So I do doing. care about Rose and Will, Rose Wilson, and Jericho and Hussan. I, I do mean, care about the, these people because I've been invested in this now, book for so long. The way that uh, Christopher Priest plays it out, I'm not even so sure if we – and also uh, I'm looking – uh, I, it's weird because that first page does look like a, a third variant cover, but it's not. But uh, we may find out that that whole ballroom blitz at the beginning is him in another therapy session, just working through anger issues and things like that. And that's something that Christopher Priest would do, especially by the end where it's revealed that who he thinks he's killing is actually Jericho. And that would be like, well, what did you think when you saw that it was Jericho as Dr. Destiny mm-hmm. and this and that? And I think that that will be nothing that will go forward as anything more than that. Like, you know, because too many guys, I mean, Solomon Grundy gets shot through the head. You have all this craziness. (laughs) I know what I'm saying. You you have these people who flashed in worse recently. We don't see, we don't see some of these characters later as being in the, the prison. So I I don't know how that's going to play out. So we'll have to see, we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, But yeah, I was pretty disappointed with it and realized that after that break, I kind of wish that it all ended with, that Batman story because I'm not in but nay I might be one of the only ones but I did have a couple people like I said say that this was their last issue that they're done that they just don't like it but I was talking to a couple people who were telling me they're finally on (laughs) I don't think that you're finding anybody who says that because if they're finally on they're going to have to start it from issue one the thing is I don't think you actually talked to anybody because that's more more likely that I didn't talk to anybody I'll tell you who it is afterwards there were two people two people that you know of one that's always in the slack but uh we will go forward with our book of the week i have to give it to nightwing nightwing is my book of the week though one of the lowest scores for a book of the week from me usually i have an eight or a eight usually usually thinking the fucking going way i don't have any (laughs) i i don't have anything that i really like that much this week and i there were other people like t funk who just finally read the books this this morning and actually got it and said he didn't like any books this week and i kind of along the lines of that more than the other way around what is your book of the week my book of the week is a tie between this issue of deathstroke and adventures of super sons 
All right, there we go. And here is what we're going to talk about next week. We will, two of these will be a Patreon spotlight that will be picked by the badasses. We don't know which ones though yet. No. We'll be having Catwoman number four, Detective Comics number 990. Eric, a little two-faced there for you. Hawkman number five. We have Plastic Man number five, getting to the end of that. Red Hood and the, uh, or Red Hood Outlaw. Yeah. They really want to call it now, number 27. Suicide Squad. Squad number 47, Supergirl number 23, Superman number 4, The Flash number 56, Titans number 27, and Wonder Woman number 56. So you think if I start labeling that Red Hood Outlaw, it's going to cause any problems? Yeah, it would. I don't think it would be picked up as the review. You're going to have to keep going with what they reveal. And it's weird. Why change it like that and not change the numbering then if you're going to do that? But yeah, they even list it in the pack here. Red Hood Outlaw. Number 27. So we'll see how all those. In the meantime, you also have a House of Whispers that uh, Reggie and Chris will be doing. We have the Michael Cray, number 12, that Jeremy will be doing. And also... Uh, where is it, Eric? The Cursed Comics Cavalcade, number one, that Reggie will review on the site, but we won't be reviewing till the end of the month more for a uh, dis- uh, a Halloween deal. Shocktober is what that's for. So we'll be talking about that. He has already read it, said it's actually better than he was hoping. So oh. that's a little bit of a He's spoiler, a but that's it. I don't know. He no, likes those anthology things, but that's it. We're done, 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 and done. What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven.